to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motosport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works coming at you. It's Monday, October 2nd, 5 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for watching and or listening on the YouTube and the app. For some people. And PubMexShow.com as well. Got a great show lined up for you. Motocross the Nations this weekend. The Olympics of Motocross is happening in France. So we got Christian Craig on to talk about being selected to the team for the first time. And uh, his thoughts and feelings and, and all of that. Uh, we're going to have the new TLD Gas Gas rider uh, on the show. Rider Francesco. Uh, we had him on a couple weeks ago uh, when he was on the Pro Circuit guys. But... Uh, yeah, Ryder D's going to call in and talk about the new ride. Looking forward to that. Some guy named Jason Wygant's calling in. He, he, he says he works at Racer X. He says he does TV. I'm not sure, uh, but he's calling in. We're going to have Jay Dungy on. Jay Dungy may be the most famous member of the Dungy family. He's a mechanic for Red Bull KTM for AP. So uh, got a lot of um, uh, uh, pressure an expectation on Jade this weekend for the Motocross Nations. AP is on Team USA. So we'll check in with Jade Dungy. And then also, because we are going to talk a lot of Motocross Nations tonight and previewing that race with my co-host here, we'll have Paul Parabinos from Team USA and Renthal. Uh, he's going to call in later to talk a little bit about, um, yeah, his thoughts and feelings on the race and how it's going and, and all of that. So lots to get into tonight on the show. Really appreciate you guys uh, checking it out. 702-586-7857. If you would like to call in and uh, and talk to myself or my co-host about uh, SMX, uh, MXGP, um, MXDN, Canadian Moto, we're here for you. We are available for you. We have the Motorsport.com tweeted talent segment. We have the Race Tech rant. Got the X-Brand Goggle tear-off segments as well. We also have uh, Motorsport.com fly racing and decal works all on board with us tonight. X-Brand Goggles, Race Tech, Rental, Michelin. A Chair Beast, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Renegade Race Fuels, Pro Filter, FMF, Guts Racing, ORW, OGO Power Sports, Atlas Neck Brace. Dylan Wright wearing the Atlas Brace, competing for Team Canada this weekend. Go, Dylan. MotorcycleNutryJobs.com, Works Connection, Get Data, WUSA, Intense Cycles, Weisco Piston, EVS, MTX Brakes, all on board with us tonight. I'm Steve Mathis with me in studio. You know this gentleman from such uh, hits as a uh, uh, rock quiz and uh, pulp culture moment uh, and other things on Pulp MX Show. He works at Vital MX now. Lewis Phillips. Hello. How's it going? G'day, mate. Yep. Wrong continent, but close enough. How are you? I'm good. Thanks How are you? Good. Thanks for coming in. Uh, a lot of Motocross Nations talk tonight. Yep. We have some hot, silly season rumors yep. we're going to get into. Uh, you got your visa. We're going to get into that. Yep. <laughs> you have a birthday gift for me. Yep. We have rock talk. We're going to be here for hours. This is going to be a jam-packed show. What off-season? Yeah, exactly, right? The new numbers are out. Oh, that's two hours of content right there. SMX wrap-up? Yep. I mean, we got a lot going on. Anaheim 1 is, what, 97 days away, so we may as well just start previewing that thing? I do not want to think about that for sure. But, hey, I can't get too far into this show before I talk about two gentlemen who are so valuable to this show 
and to everything we do here. We've got to get right to it. It's important. Right away. I'd like to talk about Roto. No, just kidding. Uh, over there in the corner, taking your phone calls, Talon Taylor. What's up? What's up, Steve? How you are you, forget buddy? You miss one week, and all of a sudden we're, you know, the stars of the show. I forgot to introduce them a couple weeks ago. It would be funny if you introduced them before the co-hosts one week, because that would be such a change yeah. to the norm. Yeah. That yep. would be good. Yep, yep. Uh, how's that return going, buddy? It's good. I actually worked on it Friday. Uh, Motorsport. Yep. Dedicated team of gearheads at motorsport.com. Crack staff yep. over there. Absolutely. Uh, and also uh, controlling the pictures that you see and working on Pulpamex Fantasy and working on the Pulpamex app and working to get our live show up and running in a couple of weeks. The Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? That's more like it. How are you? Uh, I'm just looking at the time here. This might be a new record, and I'm quite I, pleased. I had so. to get into it soon. I, I, I'm just going to say I'm I'm pleased Okay. And I'm rejuvenated, and we're yeah. going to have a great show. And you, so let's go. You have a rant about Lewis, too. Yes. Yes, okay. I do. We have a I rant think a lot of people do. <laughs> Mine's not like a screw Lewis, I'm a Lewis hater yeah. thing, though. It's we'll, you, we'll get into it. I did get some DMs from listeners. Like, listen, I love you on this show. Uh, you're an awesome fountain of knowledge of all things motocross, nothing else, just motocross. Fair. Uh, and there are some people that I got DMs from that are just like, they're just like, no. And I don't know if it's a not an American thing, because they just think of me as American, even though I'm Canadian. Yep. So I don't know if it's the accent. I don't know what it is, but you have some haters out there. And I don't know why. I know why there's Michael Lindsay haters. I get dark haters. Okay. I get, um, there's a couple of Paul haters. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of some other people we have. There's not really any key for haters. Um, anyways, I understand some other co-hosts we have here, I under—I don't agree, but I understand the haters. Yeah. Yours, I don't really understand. Um, well, one of the constant criticisms is that I laugh too much. So, serious show. Okay. No laughs. Yeah. This is not fun. I am in a terrible mood, which okay. means no laughs. Yeah. So, that's good. Yep. Um, I got a DM saying that someone likes me on the show but they can't say that publicly because of what happened in World War II. Now, I wasn't directly involved, so I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Maybe there was another Lewis Phillips in World War II who maybe, he bumped yeah. into in a bunker. Right, like, right, right. Maybe there's no laughs. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Right, okay. Uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited because I would imagine that at some point my accent will start to disappear. Uh, yeah. You would think? I, I think that does happen. I'm not sure. And yeah. I think at that point I will turn a corner. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so, m- couple things. Uh, Millville ride information coming up. More. We're going to talk more about that coming up as well. Uh, second thing, you said you're not in a good mood. And I know exactly why. Because why? you woke up this Monday morning, and you saw on social media and on pulpamex.com that we dropped the interview of the year that you were unable to get and unable to secure, and myself and my buddy Geo. Got the interview with Alberto Ferrato and makes your blood boil. And I understand that you didn't get that. And in it, Alberto makes it clear, clear that he, I, you know, that he is Team Steve. Well, I knew. Lewis. Obviously, it's the first uh, working day of October, so mm-hmm. a big day in motocross. We had a lot of announcements. I knew that Pulpamex would go the unconventional route and search out an exclusive interview mm-hmm. of the century. Yes. Because it would be very sheep-like for you to just follow the crowd and oh, do no, the no, Rider yes. D announcement. No, when when, when or... the industry zigs, yep. we zag. Yep. Yep. Alberto Ferrato. Yep. The trying big not, man. Trying not to laugh, but... The yep. big man. Um, 
Yeah, no, it was a great interview. It was. I mean, yeah, it wasn't... Yeah, shit on you. It was almost like the questions were longer than the answers, so it was like a reverse interview in a way. Um, I was very impressed that Alberto knows who I am, because honestly... You can't be sure. He doesn't speak English or Italian. Right. Um, do we know if they did this interview in clicks? I, or? I, we don't know. Okay. It, it was just, I'm not sure how it was um, communicated, but it was a direct interview with Alberto Ferrato on pulpmex.com. I think it was done through like, um, what, what's the cravings that... Oh, the caveman yes. stuff? Yes. What's yeah, that yeah. called? Yeah. Uh, um, what, uh, there's a name for it. Yeah, there is a name. Um, yeah, I believe it was done through that. Because he's a big man. Hieroglyphs? Hieroglyphs. Yes. Hieroglyphs. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's yeah. the word. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because Alberto, big man, probably lives in a cave, mm -hmm. walks around on all well, fours. So this this probably started your Monday off just absolutely terrible. Yep. I um, woke up, checked my phone, and then threw it at the wall, mm -hmm. punched the wall, yeah. and then started shadow boxing in the mirror, imagining this interview going down. Yeah. It really motivated me. Check was, it out, people. Popmex.com. It was honestly maybe the best interview I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Gio. Ferrato interview. We took a while, but we got it. I'm excited for Geo to take over the Pulp Empire. All right. Uh, lots to get into when it comes to tonight. And um, you want to start with... I, I, I am going to... We are going to talk to the kids because when it comes to Kitsch and Lone Wolf and Shmoda and Ryder D, there's a lot to get into when it comes to Juvedi's next year. So let's talk about that in a little bit. Lewis Phillips here from Vital MX. Let's go this. Where are you at with Sexton choosing number four? I mean, it was a, it's a poorly kept secret, uh, but we talked about it for a couple weeks, but it's official now. He's going to be Red Bull KTM rider on number four. Where are you at with Sexton taking four? I'm, I'm surprised it's so big a deal because Baggett had number four. So this is not the first time that it's changed hands. Yeah. So we should be good with it. The first time that... Um, who's number 22? Norrin? That's the first Norin, time yeah. that 22 has changed hands, so that will be weird. We've seen four move along the line now, so yeah. it's not a shock. 22 in 2003, up till now. 20 years. Yeah, see, that's crazy. One, right. Whereas four was attached to Baggett, so that's mm -hmm. Baggett's number. Um, I was surprised Chase did it just because 23 is such a strong brand for him. Like, he hasn't... When you think about it, he's been 23 since 2019, I want to say. Maybe even later, 2020. Either way, yeah. not that long really, in the grand scheme of things. Yet, it's not been that long, and we associate that number with Chase all day. Well, so he's built a strong brand with it, is a my point. A-Stars has done a great job, right, with yep. all of that, and branding 23, and Illinois, and Jordan, and all of that. Michael Jordan's yep. a basketball player. Yep, I watched The Last Dance oh, last okay. month. All right, so yeah, you're aware of that. Um, yeah, I'm with you, like, what's the big deal? Blake Baggett was four for five years, six years, whatever. Blake Baggett was four for a long time. Yeah. And we all just moved on. Yeah, and the first time that Baggett rolled out with number four, that was weird. Like, it wasn't an outrage, yeah. but it was like, oh, yeah. different. What did you make of Hunter at the SMX press conference saying that that number should be retired, which I, he knew Chase was taking yeah. four, and I took that as a little bit of a shot at Chase Sexton. Yeah, let me ask you this. If, uh, if another rider was taking number four, does that get said? No. No. No, no 100% not. He knew it. And when the question was asked about, are you taking a, a single-digit number? Because that's what Jet and Hunter yeah. were able to do. They chose to take a shot at Chase. Yeah, and it's really weird because there have been... Because why would you say number four should be retired when Baggett already had it? Yeah, like well, maybe we, they're Blake Baggett fans. Oh, 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 okay. Well, I, that was an interesting angle. I yes. didn't think they thought that it should be retired for Baggett. Yeah, but fair point. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe you've got to explore every option. Right. I um, mean, he, he didn't have a famous father, and he beat Eli. <laughs> and why not retire it? Please don't make me laugh. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, and Baggett disappeared, so maybe they want to keep the number ready for him. Because he hasn't... Has he officially retired He yet? never retired. No, no exactly. No, no. So, um... It's weird. I can't figure out the dynamic because there have been some public shots at Chase, not directly, but kind of like mm-hmm. around the houses. Mm-hmm. But then you look on social media and you look on other things and it seems like they're quite buddy-buddy. Yeah. Like when they're together. Yeah. And then yet the second it's in a public setting yeah. or something like that, there are shots. I wonder too, like, look, Kenny came on here and was pretty upset about the wave by. Yeah. But then they were yucking it up at the press conference. Yeah. So... you. You can never quite right. read a situation, right. can you? And I guess unless you're in it and that is... Look, look uh, when, when Langston quit and trashed MX Sports and trashed Davey Coombs for the wrong reason, yeah. and then I saw Davey and GL hanging out in numerous photos, fuck, I guess we're all just... I guess words don't mean anything anymore. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? Like, I've decided that you like cannot... Like, maybe you just move on in life. I'm not like that, but... You cannot... You cannot... Um, you should never pick a side in this sport. Because eventually that will bite you in the ass because in the end, everyone will be on the same side. You're absolutely right on that. I have picked sides and then turned around and been like, wait, I thought we were on this side. Yes. And then we're not? Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then you look like an idiot. Yeah. But yeah. yet you feel like sometimes you're inclined to pick a side because you have a feeling as yeah. to, I, know. I do it's, agree with this it, person. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely nuts sometimes in our sport how that works. And like I said, so maybe, you know, Kenny coming on here and saying it was bullshit and the way by, I didn't like it. It's a gift. And... Blah, 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 I didn't want his gift, you know, and all yeah. that stuff. And then, yeah, at the press conference, they're buddies. So and then, I don't know. Um, in L.A., you could tell that when Kenny was chasing Jet, okay, the title, the money, there was definitely a little personal. So yep. Yep. Kenny had a little pep in his step. I agree. Kenny was pushing. I've, I've not seen a rider throw it all on the line like yeah. that in a yeah, long time. He really was. Uh, so, okay, so you're fine with four with Chase. I'm yep. fine with four with Chase. Uh, I did... Look, I I think, and poor old number eight, it's just sitting there. No one wants it. No one cares. But it's there. Five was available now as well. Um, um, and no one, and like, I would pick a single digit if I'm these guys. Y- yeah. I w- see, like, I would say that I would pick a single digit. But then if I'm Chase and I, again, have such a strong brand... Maybe I'm more inclined to keep my branding. But yeah. then he's going to be around for, what, another seven years? So he's got time to make for yeah, his, his thing. His thing, right. Um, I am an expert on the number eight because I ran that. Oh. And let yep. me tell you, it's a really hard number to make it look good. Yeah, because it's either like too eight. fat right. or too skinny. Yep, yep. There's no in between. I'm with you. It's a nightmare. I'm not a fan of eight. And it really held me back in my career because I was too worried about how the number looked mm-hmm. versus the yeah. racing. So yeah. Good you know. point. Excellent point. Yeah, and I feel like we've all moved on with Aaron being seven. Yeah. Like, I, d- I honestly do yeah. not. If you said to me right now, number seven, I do not think of James. I think of Aaron. Right. Right. So, um, by the way, speaking of the 22, Freddie Norton, 22. Grant Harlan, 23. Good job by those guys, by yep. the way. Um, I asked you earlier this week if what old school rider you wanted on, and you said Chad Reed. Yes. And I was like, that is not old school, <laughs> sir. Well, you didn't but qualify. it was very depressing for me to have you, say, have you say that. My childhood hero. Right. I know. I slept with a Chad Reed quilt. Yeah. So. Right. Well, we couldn't make it happen. Um, I didn't ask him. I figured he wouldn't want to come on with the World Supercross stuff. We, or, we, we <laughs> couldn't make it happen quickly followed by, I didn't try. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, that made me feel really old. So, uh, you know what else makes me feel real old? Michelin, the guys from Michelin, uh, Michelin forward slash, uh, um, Michelin, Michelin forward slash motorcycle. Learn more about the complete offerings of Michelin motorcycle tires. That Starcross six, they stick to the track like glue. There's just, it's facts. I've heard that. Yeah. 
Uh, the, the Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 range, provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. Sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, hard versions, all available. Um, remember, Starcross 6, winner last year of the 250 class at Paris Supercross. Oh, yeah. And that's hotly contested. It is hotly contested. And the Starcross 6 has won it. Never uh, forget. When you want mountain bike tires, there used to be a wrap-up show hosted by this fireball downing madman with a ponytail borderline alcoholic borderline <laughs> and he was sponsored by michelin mountain bike tires they're great stark the uh e-wild series is what i have on the mountain bike stuff so please check out michelin for all your tire needs thank you to randy richardson will be in studio in a couple weeks as well looking forward to having randy and cam zinc here as well he's a mountain bike racing legend so thank you to that and firepowerparts.com max anstey firepower honda he was doing so well in World Supercross, he decided to forego the SMX series. Well, you know, Abu Dhabi is rapidly approaching. We're going to get there eventually. and we gotta, we got to prep for that. While McElrath was messing around on a 450 in SMX, yeah. Max had his eyes on the prize. Yeah. And that is what a good athlete does. <laughs> Max Anstey decided to fire the SMX series. Firepower. Yes. Uh, Firepower Honda. Uh, batteries made in uh, Japan. Or chains made in Japan. Featherweight lithium batteries. Uh, really great stuff. Firepowerparts.com. Go to motorsport.com. Go to your local dealer. Firepower Honda. Also bringing you um, the Firepower guys. Go for Dunes Honda. Uh, Cade. A-Ray. Carnell. A lot of guys using Firepower Parts. So thank you to those guys for making it happen. And uh, Max is back with them next year, right? Yep. That's, that's a done deal, right? Yeah. Um, um, was there any... We're, we're going to talk to his nations later. In one, no, I'm going to save this for, I'm going to save the Anstey theory for Destination okay. Talk later. You might want to write it down because you will forget. I probably will. Yes. Remind me. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So uh, SMX done. It's a wrap. Uh, you were there for the LA Coliseum. Yeah. Uh, we spent a lot of time in the press box making fun of Kellen and Dark, but we did eventually watch the race. Um, what did you think of the Coliseum and all that? Honestly, it was cool. Um, I never thought that I would go to the Coliseum. Yeah. I regret... I didn't like walk around and explore as much as I planned to. Okay. So I feel like I maybe didn't make the most of the opportunity or um, mm -hmm. see everything that I wanted to see. But it was cool. I think I'm not sad that we're potentially not going back there. Yeah, I don't think we are. Right? No. Yeah. So like, it's not like I'm like, oh, that was so amazing. I wish we could do that again. But it was a it was a fitting place to um, end the first season of SMX. It worked for their branding. Mm -hmm. It worked for their big concepts um but yeah it was i mean what did you did you like the paris style did you did you think that was cool or was it like eh somewhere between eh and cool I like, mean, you, you you're a fan of the sport I yeah mean, the, 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 the coliseum predates the chad reed quilt days for you yes but it's still you're still aware of it no, yeah, yeah like the first couple of laps watching them go up and down it was like this is surreal like, again we never thought right. we would be back there yeah but then obviously summer after cross, summer cross yes who could forget yep um i almost did yeah. But after a couple of laps, you get used to it, don't you? And okay. then you're kind of oblivious to it. But um, you did last week. You asked everyone for their rankings of yeah. LA is not number one for me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was number one. What'd you thought? What'd you like? Maybe. So I wasn't at Charlotte and I wasn't in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So maybe if I was in Charlotte with the terrible press box and stuff like that, I we would be have, a bit we jaded. Had, we had pizza, but most of it was gone. Yeah. Like LA. Yeah. yeah. That, that's another thing. Was... You, I tried to be a good friend and you thought that Not I was... Not really, though. Not really. When you sent me that text and said, hey, hurry up, I was there two minutes later and it was gone. <laughs> so I told you to like, hurry in up. two minutes, you gave me a, 
That's like saying, you know, like, hey, you're gonna hit by getting hit by a train, and two seconds later you get hit by the train. I mean, I need I need a little bit more of a heads up. Okay, I, I'm really trying not to laugh, but it's not going well. Right. Um, uh, no. So, yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte. To be honest with you, I came into SMX with not the highest expectations. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us were kind of like, it's eh, it's going to be monster cuppy. Charlotte caught me off guard because the track was cool, the split section worked, it split was start, a hybrid. Split start was yep. cool. Um, and watching it on TV, I felt as though the broadcast was very different. There was a lot of effort put in. They referenced the MXGP at Charlotte, and I thought that was cool. Like it felt, it felt different. Day being Weege, yes, okay. And it, well, what a guy. Um, and it felt different to the norm to me. So then suddenly I looked on it all in a very positive manner. Okay. I was really like watching the Charlotte broadcast. I was hyped up. Okay, I was I was all in on SMX. <laughs> um, and again, I had such low expectations, but I think that's how it works, isn't yeah. it? And then you get to Chicago, you've seen it once, so um, my rankings would be Charlotte, LA, Chicago. Okay. Not a fan of Chicago. Yeah. Dark. Yeah. Um, kind of a not like anonymous, there wasn't much wasn't to it. Wasn't much to the track. No, no. No. Like it was just... But it got moto It got rough. Yeah. It got, yeah. Yeah. That would be ideal for um, GP riders. Right. Like that would be a good race. You could... Well, that was essentially a GP track. Yeah. Yeah. Like that of, is what right. the GP tracks are. Yeah. They would just get a bunch of gov- money from the government and go and build something like that. Yeah. Like right. that, like right. that sounds crazy, but that genuine, genuinely is what MXGP is nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, what did... So like we're... Where are we at with SMX and sort of like the legacy of it? Like, okay, so Hayden Deegan won 250s and Jet Lawrence won 450s, and there was some good racing. All the tracks were pretty simple and harder to pass for guys. Like, there wasn't a lot of mistakes made. Yep. So there wasn't a lot of passing in any of the races, but there was some good races. Um, you know, that quad on was a real cool thing at LA. And, yeah. Um, but. Where are you at with the legacy of SMX? Is this, are we going to remember that Hayden won SMX or is it just going to be like, yeah, Hunter won that year. In two years, we're going to be like, yeah, that was Hunter Lawrence's year. Or are we going to remember Hayden Deegan winning this SMX? I think that we will always remember Supercross Motocross. I think that the fans who are seven, eight, nine, ten, they will, they will grow up and be it will be hammered into them that SMX is the big prize. Mm-hmm. So when they reach 2030, that's when the dynamic of the sport will shift. Okay. And then Super Motocross is a big prize. I'll be dead by then. Uh, what, what, in 20 years? Yeah. Okay. I'll put it in my diary. Okay. Um, no, I feel like I don't know how to feel about Hayden winning. I almost wish that Hayden didn't win SMX because I want his first title mm-hmm. to be a Supercross or Motocross title. Because when he potentially wins whatever coast he's on next year, that should be made into a big deal. Like this is his first. Right. Again, what do you call it now? His first professional title? No. His first indoor title? Well, LA was indoors. Like it will all you know that when Hayden Deegan inevitably wins a Supercross championship, they will say his second championship because he was the super motocross world champion. Well And I don't yes. like that. I don't like that either. At least they stopped calling Carmichael a fifteen time SMX champion. I mean that was just ridiculous. Yes. Um But I think they will. They'll call it a second the second Yeah, title. and I think yeah. they have to to yeah. stick to their narrative. Yeah. But I I I'm good with SMX. It was it um exceeded my expectations, as I said. I was happy about it all. Great racing. LA yeah. uh, the first motos in LA were phenomenal. Yep. I just Josh really, Motor got aggressive. Yep. Yeah, like <laughs> weird things happen at SMX. The one thing I'm not gonna be cool with is if this starts to take away from Supercross and Motocross. Do not like I think um 
RC and RV have said like, oh, SMX is the title to win. I think someone said that RC said somewhere, if I could trade in my Supercross titles for SMX, I would. I don't like that. Like, <laughs> he, didn't, S- he didn't say that. I swear I saw, I swear someone I, told me I, that. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I, we'll, we'll check that. That seems crazy. But... <laughs> But that is the narrative that they are trying to go for, isn't it? And I'm good with SMX. Maybe he, yeah, maybe there was like a felled guy with a gun <laughs> off to the side in the press conference and he had to say that. I'm good with SMX being an addition. Yeah. But the second it's going to start to take away from what we know and love, then I'm going to start to feel a bit uneasy. You can't as a fan or even as a promoter, in my eyes, you cannot say SMX is harder or more important to win than motocross or supercross. No, you just can't. Supercross, like, Supercross is the number this one is, championship in the world to win. This is slightly above the Triple Crown Championship. Okay. A it's, little, a, it's above that. Yes. But it's in that area. Of, yeah. Uh, when Eli got the Triple Crown Championship and looked at the trophy, like, what is this? Yeah. Like, like Hayden doing burnouts and that massive celebration. Like, I get it, but I'm also like... Let's, can we can we save this? Can we win the real thing? Yeah, can we save this? Because right. like, what are you going to do when you win a Supercross championship? The same shit. Like, right. okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I realize now I'm treading on dangerous uh, territory with burnouts. But I just don't don't let this take away from the thing that we know and love, please. Yeah, because Supercross you. and yeah. Motocross it's is a, awesome. It's a nice little thing yeah. over here at the end of the year that's interesting to talk about. Yep. But let's leave it, it can, at that. It can be an additional thing. It yeah. doesn't need to... It doesn't need to dwarf you know, the other in, items. Uh, in 84, a Miller Beer was a sponsor of Supercross. Yep. And they had something called the Miller Dash for Cash. They had two of these in the year. And it was the, all the heat race winners. Well, like a, a separate event? No, no, no. It was inside a oh, Supercross okay. race. But it was a separate thing. Only the heat race and main event winners got into it. Yep. And they, it was 30 grand to win, which is huge back then, right? Yep. And they, they had two of these races in a year. And it was like, hey, Brock Glover was the Miller Masters champion. Or whatever. Yeah. And like, nobody really cared, but it was still something. It was cool. Yeah. But that's where I want SMX to be. Like, hey, Hayden Deegan was the SMX champion. Okay. But has he really? So, if Hayden, if Hayden struggles next year, gets hurt, doesn't win Moto or Supercross title, and then he goes into 2025, and we're like, is he going to win his first title? Yeah. What are we going to say? Exactly. This is what... And, like, you can, I can almost see it being dangerous territory for uh, us bed because... Bugs. Bed bugs. Bed bugs? Yeah. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I can see it being dangerous territory for us because there are going to be some fans who go, oh, F you, Pulpamex. You didn't give Hayden the credit he deserved for winning his first yeah. title. Yeah. But then you're going to say, well, everyone's saying it's his second title. <laughs> and then everyone's going to have a different opinion and we're going to deal with yeah. heat from all angles. Right. So the losers are us, essentially. What do we do? Do we just say it's his second title then? I we think just, we announce our retirement from media here tonight. And we. This is a great question for Weege. I'm going to. Uh... Oh, don't put Weege in that situation. Poor Weege. I want to get his opinion on it. Um, I think we should go to Gio and ask him what, what we do. Or Ferrato. Or whatever, whatever Alberto says, goes. I like that. Uh, by the way, speaking of SMX and Supercross and all of that, uh, today is Monday night. Uh, tomorrow, Supercross ticket pre-sale begins tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern and then 10 a.m. in each time zone. Um, and, t- and then the next Tuesday, tickets will go on sale to everyone for both Supercross and Motocross. Uh, they will also be announcing the Triple Crown, the, region and, the regions, and more. Uh I don't know if that's tomorrow or the next Tuesday. I think it's tomorrow. The track maps will also be released. Um, yeah. All races to start in Eastern prime time viewing window. That was a little bit of news we got. 
um, last week. Yep. Which my Twitter was terribly divided on it, and it seemed like wherever you lived was what you preferred. Weird. Yeah, odd. I know. The it, West um, Coast guys seem to not like it. But the East Coast guys... They loved it. It's almost like there's something in the water in these different locations. Yeah. yeah. It's, I think we... We knew that this was the right decision for years, didn't we? It's almost I mean, a surprise that yeah. this took so long. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, because, like, eight of the 17 are in the West Coast time zone or something. Something like that. Yeah. Or West or maybe whatever Arizona is at the time. And, like, you think about that. Like, it's 10 p.m. East Coast time where 70% of the population lives. 60% yeah. of the population lives. Like, it makes sense, you know? So, anyways, tickets are on sale tomorrow for uh, pre-sale for Supercross. So, thank you to those guys for... Uh, Sean gave me, sent me that email, asked me if we could mention it. Uh, so, thought about that. Um, all right, let's go to uh, Damien's on three. What's up, Damien? Hi, I had an idea for the SMX, the point structure. Shoot it. Let's hear it. All right, so round one, they could do it where... It's just points for the overall. Mm-hmm. And then round two, maybe they do like points for individual motos. Okay. And then round three, almost do like a triple crown. So there's points for individual motos mm-hmm. for the first two. And then the last one's kind of where you get the playoff mm-hmm. feel for it, where there's only the top 10 for the last moto. All right. That's not bad. Lewis, thoughts? I think. Um... Yeah, I like something like that. I think we I don't think we should stick with where we're at. I think it's weird that we don't score per moto because then you I I guess that's been done to keep it close, but then you get weird things like Jet um letting Kenny buy because he's doing math and you don't want that. Yeah, big brain. Yeah. Um okay, sounds good, Damien. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh I uh God damn, we had a caller last week that had a really good idea. I forget what he I forget what he yeah, was. I remember there being yes. a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe Dark knows. Uh, if Dark's listening, maybe he can text us and, uh, and say. Uh, Scott, you got some SMX thoughts? Scott, Hello? yeah, you got some SMX thoughts there, Scott? Yeah, yeah. Just, a, just a comment on what the SMX champion title means. I mean, if you really think about it, Jordan Smith had a chance at being the champion there. Yeah after the first moto and when you think back on it it's not like we're not going to think jordan smith 2023 he had an amazing season like well it's just like uh can i can you name all the guys that won the shootout over the years in vegas like um you know the non-points paying shootout like andrew short won it nathan ramsey won it and look we had some different guys it's kind of like that right scott but it's it's i guess my point it's nowhere near the what a supercross title. No, no it's not. Everyone's going to remember Chase this year and then Jet. No one's going to. Yeah, but Scott, so thinking. next year when Lewis is like, Hayden Deegan just won his first professional title, the bed bugs are going to be all over him. Right? Yeah. Yep. I know they, they've already dug dug themselves a hole. I got one one more comment on yeah. uh, Go ahead. the broadcast and just, I know we've talked about pain points uh, per moto, but uh, as a fan, it was super confusing especially when on the broadcast they're saying points as they run in the first moto. Yes, yes. And when, then like, I was I was the same way. I'm like, that, wasn't even... that was when Jordan was going to win the title. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that doesn't matter. It's <laughs> another yeah. moto. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. that was, yeah, we were that's, looking at the TV like, no, what? There's no points at that point. No, I know. There was, I was with you on that. I was, thought that was very weird. But so was Colin Carmichael, a 15-time SMX champion. So yeah. that was weird right. also. Uh, Points per moto, fix big brains as well. So there we go. 
Thanks, buddy. Just a good idea. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Um, all right. Enough SMX talk. Let's oh. let's talk this nations. Oh. Well, our guest is on the line. Oh. Renegade Race Fuels and Lubes uh, bringing you our next guest, Will Hahn. You know, you know who Will is? I am aware. He won a championship with Renegade Race Fuels. Justin Brayton did as well, down under. Dean Wilson, Max Anstey. They pour, they pour it in now. A Renegade Race Fuels uh, is your guide and partner to get the whole shot and be the first one to the checkers. The fuels burn cooler, cleaner, and more consistent than the competition. Renegade is the only fuel Firepower Honda uses out there. So Firepower Honda... Guys are using this, and Renegade Race Fuel, they're looking for dealers, they're looking for distributors. Chris Kiefer tested this stuff, said it works really well. I think he liked the SX4. Uh, they're bringing you our first guest of the night. This gentleman picked to the Team USA, the Motocross the Nations. He is back racing this weekend. He has been riding for a while. Christian Craig, what's up, buddy? How are you, man? I'm good, I'm good. Just packing, getting ready to fly out tomorrow. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Congrats on this honor. That's super cool. And I guess, yeah. in a way, Christian, it was my bad for telling you that Maybe you were in consideration because you didn't even know at that point, or were you kidding? <laughs> no, I had no idea. Um, <laughs> I put my, I put some feelers out there, sent some texts, just saying, "Hey, I'm available," but really didn't get anything back or anything, you know, yeah. too promising. And so I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I'm available, but I doubt it." And then next thing you know, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm getting sat down by Roger, and and they're like, "All right, let's go." So we're here now. I texted him. I said, hey, man, I think you're in. And he was like, am I? That would have been really awkward <laughs> if you were wrong. <laughs> um, no, listen, it, it was great. You, you, you've you been back riding for a while. Um, this is something, you know, like we were having trouble getting guys to commit. You were putting your hand up. You've had great 450 motocross results in the past. Like, it, it all makes sense. I guess people, fans maybe don't have an idea of how long you've been riding for, though, Christian. Yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to say. Or, I mean... I even say that, of course, I'm not the first pick. And, of course, there's other guys that under you know, different situations and why not send the same team as last year. But stuff changes, and people obviously didn't raise their hand or, or said no. Um, and uh, I was one of the very few that did. And it's pretty disappointing, like, that it's such a prestigious race and it's into this, like, to this point, you know, for us to even send a team, like, we have to. They have to almost beg riders. It seems like the past couple of years, and uh, man, it's it's a race that I've been mm-hmm. watching forever, and and something that I would love to do. And so, man, like anytime I can, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. You know, yeah, win or lose, this you're gonna never forget this. It's gonna be a, a memorable weekend, and it's a truly an honor. I mean, I was a mechanic one year on Team USA, and it's still something really cool to say. You mm-hmm. know, like absolutely. So. Yeah, it's it's cool and and I know I'm coming off an injury. I know that it's easy to to you know downplay that, but man, like I want to do well. Like especially the season that, that I've had, it, it wasn't that great, and I really want to like end this this 2023 on a good note and then come in swinging for next year. So like I'm not taking this race any lightly at all. Like I'm going in there to to do well and put my best results in you know and and i think the other two guys too um we're all taking it serious we're there to you know try to defend this title i mean it's uh it's pretty cool seeing my my gear with number three on it and Mm -hmm. man it's uh it's a lot of pressure but it's something obviously you work for in this in this sport and man i'm I'm excited for this it's gonna be a lot of chaos a lot of uh excitement 
And, uh, yeah, it'll be uh, a journey for sure. 702-586-PULP. you got a question for Team USA's Christian Craig. Give us a call here on the uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by RenegadeRaceFuel.com. I, so you've been, you've been on the bike for six weeks, right, basically? Yeah, a little over six weeks. Yeah. Six weeks, Lewis, and, that's fine. Yeah, long time. Long time. You're, you're <laughs> fine. Yeah, I mean, I was off a while. I obviously went through a lot of, of elbow injury that just wouldn't seem to heal. And then um, once I did start riding, I mean, I probably did a week of just chilling and cruising around with, with Jagger and, and feeling it out. And mm-hmm. then next thing you know, I was getting thrown in with, with everybody when they were trying to finish off the outdoor series. So I have been doing motos before um, before I got the call that I was doing this race. So I know that I do have the stamina. I do have the strength. Um, you know, we did, we obviously did motos today and we're going to send off tomorrow. And mm-hmm. man, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm ready to go. You just don't know, I guess, until, until the gate drops. Have you, um, have you been watching past races from Erne, uh, watching any GoPros? Like, have you figured out what the track is like, how it develops and what you're getting yourself into? Oh, every night I watch, I watch one of those years, either 05 or 15. And, uh, it like both years look different. Like 05 was super hard packed, slippery. And then 15 looked like it rained. So it was super ruddy. Um, and then last year, the GP Wait. that they had there was very ruddy. So 15 I mean, I expect ruddy? like 15 was, it ruddy? looked like no. it looked, uh, <laughs> ruddy, not muddy. No, ruddy. no, it wasn't ruddy. It was hard pack. It was. Right, it, it was, was it was rutty, but in like a dry, rutty way. It wasn't like yeah. muddy, yeah. rutty. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, anyways, yeah, um, it looks like it's got a hard base. It's on the hill, um, and I've been riding Glen Hill. I've been doing some trips out to California and testing with the team and, and riding Glen Hill on a lot. So, I mean, that's probably like the best track we can I can ride for now, just to get that feel. But yeah, I guess you don't know until until you show up. That was going to be my question for you was. What can you ride in Florida at all, like Erne? And there's nothing. I mean, there's just it just isn't. No, there. yeah, yeah. It's it's been tough, but there is one track, Orlando MX. Um, it used to be a sand track, but they actually bought the dirt from uh, Orlando Stadium, the Supercross dirt. Okay, and they put it on top, and it's been completely like concrete hard pack. Okay, and so we have been riding there, which it's better than I guess sand, you know. Yeah. Has there been like, or was there a talk about you going early? Because obviously you had no commitments through SMX, so you could have gone to France uh, four weeks ago and done just a month motoring down over there. Was you that ever talked leave about? In, he's going to okay. live in France with Jagger and a Age? month. A month was an exaggeration. And the other kid, early, <laughs> yeah, the other kid, well the other kid. I don't, I don't know the other kid's name, but, but, um, yeah, you think he's not going to do that? I, okay, a month was an exaggeration. Uh, a week okay, early, okay, two weeks okay, early. Okay, all right. There wasn't even a consideration for that. I think everyone knew that it was such such a last minute deal that uh just try to get testing and get a good setup that I can start over there with and then do as many motos as I can obviously. Um I know we are kinda going later. Uh we're leaving tomorrow night and then uh we might do some starts and a little bit of feel out on Friday before somewhere. And then, obviously, yeah, um, jump right into it. And you're not shipping bikes, right? You guys are bringing everything you need, from what I gather? No, they, they ship bikes. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, how is the elbow? Do you have any residual effects from it? How, how is the heat? I mean, it's pretty ironic that you ate shit in the whoops, Christian, and crashed and knocked <laughs> yourself out for the year. But um, how is that? How's the injury? Like, uh, are you going to have anything that bugs you a little bit from that? 
I'm at that point now where it's it doesn't bug me anymore, mm-hmm. but I'd say the first couple of weeks it's annoying, and it's, yep. I think that's every injury. You know, when you first get back on the bike, it feels weak or mm-hmm. the muscles around it aren't used to that, um, you know, hanging on and stuff. So it took a couple of weeks where my grip strength wasn't the best, but like I, I know that's what it's mm-hmm. going to take is just riding and getting better with it. So yep. I don't um, – that's the last thing on my mind is – is my elbow right now so mm-hmm. I, I feel healthy i'm ready and i feel strong like i, I do feel like i'm going to be really competitive um like i, I really want to put a, a pull a start and and see if i can if i can hang on to this thing listen i i i'm a christian craig believer in a sense of when you were 450 motocross on honda and a yamaha like I think people forget those results. Now, yeah. the, the transition to Husqvarna didn't go as smooth as you wanted in Supercross and all that. Sure, uh, I'll give the I'll give the people that a little bit. But I think, Lewis, people are forgetting Christian's outdoor speed from the last couple of years. Was he sexed in Tomac level? No, but he was the next group there, you know? So, yeah. like, I don't know. I feel like, Lewis, people forget about that. Yeah, um, I'm not just saying this because Christian's on the phone, but I honestly think that he will be the surprise of this weekend, mainly because... Everyone has got such low expectations, unjustified, Mm -hmm. but I think everyone will check the times on Saturday and go, oh, Christian Craig (laughs) is quite a good rider. (laughs) Like, you you know this sport. Recency bias in this sport is insane. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that's what we're seeing here, I think. But I I tweeted it uh, long before the announcement. I thought it was quite logical that Christian would go um, late August. Like, from the options that were available, Christian was the obvious pick. I I think he'll be... Just fine. Better than fine. Well, great. Now you're going to have Justin Cooper mad at you because that's what I was saying last year and I got in trouble. And people, well, he's getting married, people, so people he's it. not on the list. Well, there's a lot of hate, though. When you, when, you side, when, you, when you pick a rider, there's a lot of hate from the other rider. Yeah. So. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. Um, no, it'll, it'll be great, man. It'll be really super cool to, to have this chance and, and, and everything else. Um, so, I mean, I like to think that maybe the bump you needed, Christian, to get in front of everybody's eyes was when you co-hosted with Kiefer that time. You know? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the next week, though, I went into my second surgery, so <laughs> okay, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> but uh, I, have, I'm, I have been a co-host, what, four times there now? Yeah, so, so it's been, I feel yeah. pretty comfortable. You were a co-host when you had to work a real job. When you were like, yeah. the, when you were like a, yeah. the house guy or something. In you Minnesota. got me fired back up again, you know? Okay, there we go. I had a dirt bike. Um, <laughs> hey, um, were you close to racing SMX, and were you pushing to race SMX? Uh, and they told you no, or were you like, hey, I'm not quite ready? No, there was a – I did try. Um, there was a – I was 21st in points, and I needed three points in the last round to secure 20th. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why don't we just go to Indiana? I could try to score three points, and then I'm seated. I don't have to worry about this LCQ for the last three rounds. And um, I think as soon as I said that – uh, the team shut it down pretty quick. They know. Uh, I think I probably had two, three weeks on the bike when I said that. So I get their point. They want me healthy for A1. They want me, you know, 100% in the off season and, and not with any lingering injuries and not going out there just to, to half-ass it. You know, I've done that too many times. So yeah, um, wow. I feel like this race was just far enough out where I can be 100% by, you know, by Sunday. So... There was a, you know, there was kind of some pushback. I, I did try to race, um, but the team obviously, yep. you know, they want to make the smarter choice, and you know, I understand that. Um, yeah, well, I would have really liked to see Mister Nicoletti's LCQ finishes with Christian Craig in there 
in the mix, <laughs> you know, if you hadn't gotten those three points, you know. So <laughs> I probably wouldn't have got that number one plate that, that Phil got though. <laughs> maybe Phil wouldn't have been so cocky after after those LCQs. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a confidence boost there. Huh? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, Christian Craig here, brought to you by RenegadeRacefield.com. They're looking for dealers and distributors. Renegade uh, Oct- Renegade Racefields. Uh, Dean Wilson, Max Nancy, pour it in as well. Um, as far as I know, you are a GP guy. Like you watch it, you keep up to date with it. So are you are you are you aware of who you will be racing, and are you kind of excited just to see how some of these guys are um, in person? Yeah, I am. I mean, I've watched I watched every round this year. Um, I'm more of a fan of some riders than anything. You know, like I'm a fan of DeWolf. Um, I like Sewer. Oh, uh, Prado's obviously really good, and then. Um, yeah, there's some guys that stand out that you're just like, wow, that guy's got some good style. Like, he does this good. Um, so I have been talking to DeWolf a little bit and might do a little jersey swap at the end of the race. But oh. other than that, I'm not really looking at – I mean, i got to race everybody, I guess, right? I'm not looking at just the in, the open class. No. Um, I'm going to be racing everybody once. So, you know, everyone's going to be the competition there. But, yeah, it's uh, it's a big question mark to see where, we, where we're going to fit in. I think that's – what's the excitement that we bring when we come to this race each year is it's, you know, we're against these MXG GP guys that, you know, just finished last weekend. And yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. It is. Especially um, like I watched the videos of, uh, 2015, when they raced there and, and Barsha whole shot in, I think he won the first moto. So, it was it great. It gets me fired up. Yeah, it 2015 me, was uh, awesome. Yeah, it, it I, was really great to watch. I honestly think Erne is the best place for the nations in Do the you? world. Yeah, yeah. There's like, how can you beat it? Just for pretty, the pretty valley, yeah. um, the atmosphere. It's right. like. To do the nations is cool, but to do the nations as the defending champion and at Erne, yeah. that's like you can't get better. You know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody who's not a motocross guy at all, and I was trying to explain to them the crowds in Europe. Yeah. And I pulled up Erne on my phone, the video of this nations from Erne on yeah. my phone. It was like. This is this is the people that go to motocross races in Europe. <laughs> yeah, like I, I still think of the photo of um, Carmichael on the podium in 2005. Yeah. From the photo is from behind. Yeah, and there are just people as far as the eye yeah. can see. Yeah. Like it is, it, it is, it is a, something. It's else. a cool track too. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, um, you have back-to-back motos. Your MX3, so back-to-back motos, yep. which is uh, you know um, not ideal for a lot of guys. A lot of guys like that break, but that's it is what it is. Um, you have Prado in your class, right? Prado is yep, an MX3. Prado's open. Now, was that yep. some sort of strategic, just like, hey, we we want to get the win here. Or we think we can do really well in this class. Is that sort of what the strategy was? Yeah, and I think that more teams should put their A guy in open. I think it's a sound strategy. Uh, you got MXGP instead of going up against Rox and Jet and Fevra. Prado's in open, which like it gives him some breathing room. He's the best Spanish rider, so why not give him right. the greater challenge right. of less break? Like, As a team manager sense. for your country, you're like, let's get the good result right away. We yeah. can, right? Yeah, like it, yeah. I think it makes sense. But open, uh, who else is in open? I think Koldenoff's in open. Uh, Renault is in open. Yeah, Renault. Uh, Renault is uh, he's in for the race, but he's not had a good time of it lately. Yeah. Um, yeah. I heard Renault might be out, but I. I I heard that Renault was out, and then I text Yamaha, and they said no, he's in. But then they yeah. could have been lying to me. So you got you got Lapanovic, oh, Grant Harlan's yep. on MX1. So well, okay, so Guam, yeah. Guam, Guam have gone a different way with their strategy. <laughs> um, and uh, Jess Pettis, Canada's own MX3. So I think you're missing okay. out some names there. I okay. feel like you're cherry picking the names a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. What's right? Prado in MX1, right? Oh, Prado's the number one rider. I mean, let's be honest here. And um, Ben Watson is sure also in MX1. If, if if Caroli was there, 
Alberto would be in MX1. Caroli was really in Ferrato's way. Like, kind of. Yeah, just kinda. he was in Caroli's way. I did way. feel yeah, like Ferrato's Antonio way. just picked Lupino because he was buddies with him for years. Yep. Like, ah, just, yeah, I want Lupino. Like, he's, you, he's could, my buddy. you could say that Ferrato deserved to but, have the number one plate at Red Bud last thank year. Thank you. Thank you. Not as much as Ben Watson did, but hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. So, Christian, um, have you talked to AP and RJ a lot? Like, have you guys had any – have you been riding together? Or, like, I mean, I know obviously you're all part of the, the family down there, but has it been, like, concentrated Team USA stuff? Or where are we at? Yeah, yeah. I'm a, they, they raced the last SMX, so um, they were kind of doing, like, a hybrid. They did one day outdoor, and then they would do Supercross. Um, but today and last week, or not last week, but a couple weeks before that, we uh, anytime we can, we motor together, and then we okay. obviously do gym and bike ride together every day. So, yeah, I think that's one thing that is going to be cool this year is the, you know, the team aspect sure. and how how well we all gel, gel together. And um, you know, I, I understand that I'm going to need to to put RJ probably the first gate pick mm-hmm. and try to get him a start and then yeah just try to always be aware of where he's at and try to put ourselves in a good position um, someone team, needs to calm him right, down. yeah someone needs to calm rj down is that your job <laughs> whose who's job is that uh i think he'll be calm down he's flying with his two kids and his wife right now uh over there so i think he's gonna be nice and calm once he gets over to paris okay you know what i mean i feel like rj i mean he's he <laughs> no, wants this he wants this yeah. badly and and not to say he wants it more than than you and AP or whatever, but I just he's fast as shit. We all know that. Just RJ, you just gotta keep it on two wheels, bud. He'll be he'll be riding on emotion, and it will be one hundred percent emotion that's driving him to whatever he does, <laughs> good or bad. Yes, right, right. Yeah. I know he has been he has been riding with like some lingering little issues, and he's fully healthy now, and mm-hmm. I think that's obviously going to put him in a good spot mentally. I think the last last couple rounds of outdoors, obviously he got a little concussion or something at Unadella and then just the last SMX round though actually he rode really well. Yeah. And then yeah, he's been he's been coming along. He's riding really good. Um I think he's gonna obviously he he can always surprise you. You know Yes, absolutely. If he gets a start, he could just run away with it. He's that's just what RJ does. For sure. What did you think of SMX as a whole, Christian? Just watch it from the couch. What did you think of the the three rounds and the series and the points and everything else? Well did the the last round, I mean, I mean, it was like almost 1 a.m. here in Florida when these these mains were going, and I was jumping out of my bed. I was so excited. <laughs> it was like the amount of stuff that changed in that 250 race was was wild, mm-hmm. and the aggression. Like, I thought that was cool. Uh, the first rounds, they were they were okay. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's the first year they're doing this, and they're gonna work out the kinks and but I, i'm bummed i didn't race i mean i, I really wanted to be there mm-hmm. and especially the first year for it and i think mainly people enjoyed it so yeah hopefully right. it stays so you go this weekend you leave tomorrow you go to france you race this weekend uh do you are you gonna get a break or is it right into supercross no i'll take a couple weeks off and then november 1st we start supercross okay so All right. yeah it's uh i mean it's good for me because I haven't got a gate drop in a while. So this is one thing I've wanted to do is get a gate drop and then, yeah, go right into boot camp. No you break, really. You say that you're packing for France at the moment. Does it feel different? Like, is, as you're putting stuff in the bag, do you, like, do you feel a bit more nervous? Is there a bit more anticipation? Like, does it feel different already? 
No, not yet. I think once we, we pull up to the track or something, that that's going to set in. But right now, it's just excitement. It's like uh, my, me, my wife, and Jagger are going to go, and it's his first time overseas. We got his passport. And so, like, we just get to experience all this with him for his first time. And then uh, my father-in-law, brother-in-law are going are gonna to meet us there. So it's mainly just excitement. It's mainly like we're packing just, like, for this, this vacation, but it's a work vacation, you know? Wait till you get in the back of that pickup truck on Friday. Oh, <laughs> and do the whole team intro thing. That's when I it, want Jagger to make sure. Yeah, I want him to be with me just to experience that because I know how wild it is. Yeah, yeah, it should be pretty cool. Uh, we got uh, Bauer on one. Bauer, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Uh, what's your uh, what's your t- question? Hey guys, Christian? what's up? Yeah, I, I don't think I've seen Kristen since he uh, he did my my Loma Linda charity event shit ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I think when he was riding for Troy. But uh, I'm, I'm excited. We're going to go to the. Uh, we're heading out at 6 a.m., flying out of LAX, and uh, looking forward to this. Yeah, I she, think our guys have a great chance, man. I, I really do. Look, they. I, I. Look, I can see them get a podium, in easily in my eyes. And if they won, I would be surprised, but I would not be shocked. The USA can make this happen with the consistency. You don't need to even win every moto, you know, win all the motos or anything. You can get it done without that. I, I, I really believe that. So, yeah. They need to get good starts. They need to have a day like – I mean, look at, look at Koldenhoff a couple years ago when he came over here. I mean – Look at Koldenhoff like 14, four years in a row. Yeah, yeah. So, But uh, shit wouldn't hurt. Nope. And, uh, you know – all I know is we got our chainsaws packed in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Nice, nice. Gonna have yeah. some American support. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's cool, Bauer. That's good. Have fun, man. All right, man. All right, we'll see you. Thanks. Yeah, Lewis is heading off tomorrow. Yep. I'm skipping it. Ah, I was wondering if you were going to go, Lewis. Yep, I'm there. And if you need anything, okay. I can be a. Oh please. I can be a liaison. Oh, like you're not going to be over with Ben I think Watson. I'll know where to find you. I think I'll know where to find you. Yeah, I, I have my spots. Um, um, yeah. Uh, you'll be over at Ben Watson's. And then Jeremy Sewers. And oh, Jeremy I Sewers. thought I thought it was Sewer, no? No, Sewer and Watson. We're a trio. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's like a boy band. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I, uh, I'm not going, but I wish you good luck, Christian, for sure. I think, uh, like I said, I could USA could win. I would not be shocked. I would be surprised. Uh, but I think you guys can get on the podium. I, I do. Consistency is, is so key at that race. If you just put in, yeah. good, you know, like you guys could go like, two, three, two in the three classes, you'll be on the box, maybe winning. You know, things yep. like that. So, Yeah, some wild things have happened before, so you never know. Yep. I think um, one thing that's going to be very interesting is the start is going to be key. Erne is hard to pass, yep. tight, twisty. Yep. Um, the MXGP guys have gone the way of scoop, no matter the track surface, just for the start. Trentino, hard, rocky, yep. slick. They're, just... they're using scoops. So I would imagine that a majority of MXGP guys would experiment with the scoop for Erne, even though it doesn't really work on the rest of the track. So that'll be, uh, I think that'll be interesting, because that obviously goes against the American way of doing things. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that'll be a bit of a head-scratcher for everyone. Yeah. That'll be, that's an interesting little subplot to follow. I'm surprised that they would put on scoops. I guess the start's so important, but yeah. Yeah. Everywhere else. I'm literally, I'm literally going to the track in the morning before we fly out just to do starts. So I'm probably going to experience – I'm probably going to do some starts with the hard pack tire and then put the, the sand tire on and, and try that out. But I know that's going to be 90% of it. It's literally to, to get out front mm-hmm. and, and try to sprint away as fast as you can, you know? Yeah. 
No, absolutely. Should be, should be fun, man. What an honor. That's super cool that you're going. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked for you. Um, and uh, yeah, good luck over there, man. Thanks for thanks for the time tonight. Really appreciate it. I know, like I said, you're packing, but you still have time for the pulp show. It's really nice. Of you. So. <laughs> yes, sir. Appreciate it, guys. All right. Thanks, Christian. All right. Have a good one. See you, man. That's Christian Craig, everybody. Brought to you by Renegade Race Fools. Yeah, he's stoked. He's excited, as he should be. Christian, um, when I started this season, Christian was really nice to me, and that stuck with me because he was actually a nice guy to me. He was really and nice to you. When I was the new kid at school, didn't know anyone, very, I, he I, was very, very nice to me. I, uh, I can tell you that he's told me that he read your stuff and listened to you before. Oh. So he, you know, he, he knew that you were a decent guy and not some sort of nut job. <laughs> well, you know what, what a glowing endorsement. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, all right, uh, yeah, look. I'm being serious. Uh, I, I know he's a friend of mine. Christian's probably one of the guys like in the sport that even if like I uh, if I hit by a train tomorrow and I couldn't cover motocross, he would probably we still text once in a while, right? He's a good yeah. guy. He's a good dude. So I am a little biased, but I think people are forgetting like his talent, his skill, his outdoor skills. Mark's ran some numbers. He was like a, a fifth place guy outdoors last year. So if you, he was with Kenny, he's with Anderson. He's right in that group outdoors with those guys. You know. Um, which t- which tells me he's a top three guy in MX3, you know? Yeah, I think, like, yeah. I think he can. he's going to make an impact. So I think some people think that he's going to ride around in 17th. Yeah. And that's not, yeah. that is not going to happen. No, I, I'm with you. I Even feel- if he was on the bike for two weeks, that wouldn't happen, I don't think. Like, no. Christian Craig is legit. Right. I don't need to say that. Um, let me ask you this. My, I think my strategy would be to sit them down and say, right, AP, RJ, we need you. Make sure you get two results on the board each. Christian, go out in the second moto, your first moto, lay it all on the line in the weaker field. MX2 and Open is obviously an easier race. Lay it all on the line. Use as much energy as you need to. Get that one result, and then whatever happens, happens. And if we need you in the third moto, then we need you. But put all of your effort Mm -hmm. into that one result in the second moto, your first moto. Yeah, because if there's any weakness to Christian, it'll probably race fitness. Yep. Right. Exactly. And, and so, so just lay it all out there yeah. in that one moto, yeah. and the other two, be aware that this is the strategy. So don't do something dumb and ride purely on emotion. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like uh, when you hear the behind the scenes of France uh, over the years when they won all those years, they had a real team strategy behind everything, yeah. from gate pick to fitness to strategy. You know, and I feel like we just went into our races just oh, yeah, just do whatever, guys. Honestly, there was no talk of like what to do. Speaking of strategy, maybe this is too far. RJ's aggressive. RJ, very emotional when he rides, has heart on his sleeve. Mm-hmm. Maybe in that second moto, you give Christian the inside, and you trust that RJ is just going to muscle his way through. Yeah. Like, yeah. he will figure it out. Whereas Christian, line him up against the MX2 guys, mm-hmm. maybe he starts top three. I think he could hold on, and yeah. then him and RJ maybe meet each other around fifth and sixth. Right. And that's right. a great moto. There, there has been a... Uh, you know, MX2 guys are so important. The results of MX2 guys really are important, right? Um, but there has been a recent, uh, I don't know change is the word, but MX2 guys not getting the inside gate. Yeah. that has been that way for a little while, even though MX2 a lot of times is very key. Some of the teams have been like, no, we want the 450 guy to get the start and just get that, yeah. get that low number. Yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. that reason. You look yeah. at it and you're going, well, if I put this 450 alongside 250s, mm-hmm. that should work out great for me. Yeah. It's almost like a sure thing. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to mess up the start on a 450 against 250s, yeah. then, like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, no, for sure. Um, 
Also, too, troll training, by the way, trolltraining.com, from the vet racer to the amateur racer. Uh, Mr. Guida is a troll training uh, disciple. Uh, uh, Justin Starling put on Twitter today that was the best thing he's ever done. Uh, John Westling, Alex Martin, they can help you uh, and not make the same racing mistakes that they made throughout their careers. Trolltraining.com. Get on it. All aboard the Troll Train. And, uh, man, they can help your skill. They can help your fitness and all of that. So please check it out. They can give you all sorts of shortcuts and learn from things that they didn't do. Trolltraining.com. I mean, look at look at Jamie Guida. He is also addicted to that. I've never seen. It's like Rocky. Yeah. It's like watching the Rocky movies in yeah. person. Yeah. No pony, and just grinding away now. Twenty four seven. Yep, that's his life. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, our next guest brought to you by the folks at OGO Power Sports. When you talk traveling, this gentleman has traveled a lot. He's probably used OGO only because he gets it for free. He did have a broken wheel OGO one from. I was 10 years old that he was carting around like with a broken wheel, just dragging it on a pavement. I called Ogio. They sent him a new bag because he refused to ask for a new bag. But he's one of the stars of our sport when it comes to the media. Jason Wygant. What's up, Weege? Yes, that is a true story. Um, I was trying to stuff a gear bag vertically in a 9800 into the back of my Jeep, and a wheel snapped off. And I'm like, oh, well, you make the mistake. you got to deal with the consequences. So, uh, yeah, for years, just dragging this gear bag and then eventually ate through the bottom of it. I got to give the credit to OGO for it hung in there like two years while being dragged before it started to get a hole in the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, you emailed them and they said, no problem, which is, I don't understand why they would care. Well, because uh, you dragging a broken... And they have a lot of great racers. Why would they need my help or my endorsement? If anybody saw you dragging a broken wheel, busted out bottom OGO gear bag, they'd go like, why is he dragging that piece of shit OGO around? So I should break more stuff. The worse I make the stuff look, the more stuff I get? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to uh, – I'm planning on going to Club MX actually tomorrow, my son and I, on our blue cruise, mm-hmm. double blue crew. And uh, I'll try to make everything look as horrible as possible so people can send me more stuff. Great. Great. Yep. You, you've just awoken a beast. Yeah, probably. This is now going to go in the complete opposite yeah, direction. Probably. Yes, yes. Yeah, gonna, I'm going to roach these bikes out even worse be, than you'd expect from me. He's going to light his backpack on fire and be like, hey, Pilo, the backpack caught fire. I don't know how. Every, every day there's going to be a social post saying, this piece of shit insert product <laughs> yeah, yeah. here. Well, yeah. hey, one ta- listen, one time Chad Reed Instagrammed uh, a Can-Am UTV and said, Honda won't give me one. And they sent him a new UTV. No way. Yeah. Beautiful. Yep. All right, we're on it. There we go. Sorry, sorry, but I have to do it, Blue Crew. I'm sorry, guys, but this is what we're going to have to do tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, Jason Wygant here joining us to talk to nations and more. But let's talk SMX first, uh, Weege. And my friend Lewis here brought up a great point. Um, Before we talk about you being in the booth and everything and all that. So, like, next year... If Hayden, well, just whenever Hayden wins his Supercross title or his Motocross title, are, is Lewis and I going to say, like, that's his first pro title? And then you're going to say that's his second pro title on TV? And then we should say it's his second pro title? But the SMX thing does count, but it's three races, and it's a little gimmicky points, Like, what, what, and the bed bugs get mad at us? <laughs> like, what? what do we say? I've heard a lot of people overthinking this. I listened to uh, Carmichael and Villapoto's pod last week, and they're already debating, like, which title will become the premier title, SMX or Supercross? And I'm like, why do we even need to define it? Why don't you just call them what they are? We'll know in five years if, if one clear – like, a Monster Energy Supercross title is clearly more 
important than winning the three-round SMX today, correct? Well, I would think always, but yes, today for sure. Yeah. Sure, but I'm just saying, if in five years the other one feels bigger, we'll know it. Like, I don't know why there's this rush to try to define it. It'll take care of itself. Um, yeah, I would tend to think the 17-round series is always going to be considered harder to win than three. Maybe it'll feel differently somewhere down the road if people stop racing some other ones or they focus on one more than the other. But anyway, that'll all take care of itself. So who can, pro title, like how often do we even use that definition anyway? Like how often are we even having so, this discussion of like, it's his first pro title. Like when do you even use those words? Well, okay, so for, for now, for now, Weech, like when Ryan Villapoto comes on, he gets upset yeah. at me when I don't count his 250 Supercross title when I say nine-time champion, Ryan Villapoto, right? So Yeah, yeah. Uh, we just don't count that. We just, we just never yeah. do. So, But we're counting these SMX, I would assume, but are we with the three races? I don't, I don't know why we have to have such a debate over this. <laughs> okay, I mean, yes, okay. unfortunately, I think people are going to count it. I think, I think if you don't give Deegan credit for that or if you don't give Jet credit for that, it's going to look a little odd that you didn't give them credit for that. So I think you will. So sorry, change so, things a little so bit. So Deegan, when he wins next year, it'll be the, Deegan wins his second pro championship tonight. He he has championship experience. Yeah. He, he knows ha- how to get it done. Right? Do we say do we say that? Well, I think that actually would apply. I think that would apply. I mean, look, it was a winner-take-all. He was not good in the first moto. He got beat straight up. He came back in moto two and improved under pressure. To me, these things just take care of themselves. We just saw a relevant thing. If the if he's battling for a Supercross title next year, late in the season, would it not be ridiculous to be like, well, we saw him in this position last year, and he came through big in the clutch. Then, then because of that, it becomes obvious. I just say, like, let the circumstance speak for itself. Okay. That was big pressure, and he came through. Yep. So why not use it? I think, I think this is, like, specifically a problem because of Hayden. Because with Jet, we just say he won another title. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, Jet won again. Right, right. Whereas this is kind of a landmark for Hayden. So we need mm, to figure out what no, we're doing with the landmark. I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go here this early with you, Lewis, but you just fell right into this trap. I cannot believe you're already going here. Where, where am I going? <laughs> Here's where you just went. You just sailed the Sexton ship right into an iceberg already. Did I? Because when we start talking about 450 Supercross next year, if SMX had not happened, if it didn't exist, and Jet went 22-0 and to motocross, we were 22-0, and we would just say, well, we haven't seen him really racing in Supercross yet. But now we're going to be like, but we saw a track that's – 85% Supercross, and he did win. We're going to talk about that. We're going to reference it. It would be stupid to not reference that Coliseum race as a potential of, will he be good on a 450 in Supercross? So I think, unfortunately, it's also relevant to Jet and everything else. I mean, if we didn't have SMX, we could just be like, yeah, but Sexton's a champ, and Jet's not even raced a 450 in Supercross before. But now we get to say, but they did race one time in a stadium. And Jet won. But I, th- so, I think those are different yeah. things because with Jet, you're, what you're describing there, we are talking about the race. With Hayden, we are talking about the landmark. We're not talking about Hayden's performance at, in LA specifically. We are talking about the gravitas of the overall accomplishment. Whereas for Jet, you are zeroing in on the very specific minor details of what he did in SMX. To me, it's the same because the reference we're going to make for Hayden is 
he already had a high-stakes, high-pressure championship-type situation, and he already handled it. So if he gets into that situation next year, I think we're automatically going to reference it. Just like when we talk about 450 Supercross next year, we're going to reference the situation Jet was already in that he handled. So to me, these just take care of themselves. We don't need to make up artificial definitions. We're just using it as data points when they're relevant. Okay, and so if they are relevant, then we don't bring it up. But sometimes it's going to be. I think these are two examples of how it's going to be relevant to our next three months worth of bench racing. Okay, but I, Adam Seen Cirillo won the Monster Cup in October, the last year we had a Monster Cup. I wasn't going into the next season saying, well, AC won the Monster Cup. He should challenge Tomac or whoever, whoever AC beat that year at, at the Monster Cup. I don't remember. But, like, and the Monster Cup track and the LA Coliseum track were similar. So do we uh, – okay. Was there, though, do you not think there was more hype and anticipation for Adam going into Anaheim one that year because of Monster Cup? Did it not have an impact at all? Mm, I'd have to think about it. I don't remember. I, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't yeah. think I've ever witnessed or felt Anaheim 1 be impacted by what happened at Monster Cup. Like, I don't feel like I've ever walked around the pits and the few people who will actually talk to me <laughs> be <laughs> riding the wave of the Monster <laughs> Cup still. Yeah. See? This is where we're at. We're confused. We're confused. So you don't think, hey, we saw Adam's very first 450 race. He was battling Eli Tomac. No one was thinking of that as anything when we went to Anaheim. No. 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 <laughs> wow. Really? Okay. Yeah. Second of all, okay. If you, uh, just throw that one out. Again, Jet just went 22-0. and 0. The only caveat we can give it, ah, it hasn't been in Supercross. So are we just going to say that this L.A. event is not relevant to Supercross at all. It just proves nothing. No. It might as well not even be brought up. It's just like Monster <laughs> Cup. It's just a complete off-season blip that means nothing. I think I think what Jet did in LA specifically and the way he rode is somewhat relevant, but him winning the SMX title is irrelevant. That's fine. But to uh, me, either way, whether you reference one specific race and how it went down or the whole series... Either way, it's something that's going to be referenced. It's just those two examples. Jet already won a stadium race on a 450, and Hayden already proved he could get it done under pressure. They just automatically become part of the discussion. We don't need to come up with artificial definitions. Should it count? Should it not? It's just okay. going to get brought up okay. almost naturally but, because when we're going to Anaheim, we cannot ignore that Jet just won a race in a stadium on a 450. How could you ignore that? You you also just walked into the muddy terminology oh. um, uh, demolition derby that we're okay. in because you just said that Jet has won a stadium race. When have we ever used the word stadium race to dis to discuss the sport? So that like again, how do you define that? Because do we now have stadium race as a common phrase for us? I guess I'll go back to what I started with, a race that was about 85% of Supercross. And that makes me more comfortable. Thank you for that. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm I, not going to claim yeah. that it was not designed to be 100% exactly a Supercross, but I think it would be crazy. There is no way anyone between now and January is going to be like, that's completely not relevant. 
if you're sell- selling the Sexton shit, maybe you would say that. So maybe there is one person. Well, I'm the but captain. But I just don't think anyone would say that Jets' performance in LA is completely and totally not relevant whatsoever. So why even bring it up? What do these races mean? We don't know. They don't count for anything. Well, no, no. I, I guess it, they're they're relevant. Like Paris is relevant, or like Monster Cup is relevant. Yeah, but we started so, really? this talking about That's the. It? We started this by discussing the weight of the title. We're now getting into the semantics of specific races, which do matter. Because any time you witness a rider race, that counts. But what we started at was the very simple question. The title. Yeah, yeah. Of how do you describe or determine where Hayden is in his career now? Because when he wins his first Supercross title, which will happen, if not next year, the year after, do you say Hayden Deegan backs up his super motocross championship or do do we treat it it's actually it doesn't matter about the words do we do we treat it as a very special occasion because hayden deegan has just won his first supercross title or do we treat it as ah hayden won again he already got the first title experience out of the way he's now just stacking checks I don't know why it's that important to try to solve this. Equation. Why is it so important to try to solve it? Just let it we work lo- itself out well, naturally. We, we love the history of the sport, Weech. Right. So, so what difference does that make? Well, will you agree with me on this? I do feel, like you say on the RC and RV podcast, there was a rush to determine whether SMX is now more important than Supercross. Oh, absolutely. I don't like that. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I I love SMX. I was very impressed. I loved it all. But do not. Do not try and devalue what we already know and love. Because the second that we start to devalue that, I've got a problem. Yeah, and I'll be honest, to me, one of the greatest things about SMX is that they managed to do something new without diminishing what they already had, which is what every sport struggles with. It wasn't like when we were watching Sexton, Webb, and Tomac battling, there was any less importance on that winning of that Supercross title or Jets 22-0 and or whatever it might have been this year. All the regular championships felt just as important as they always have, and I think that's one of the big wins for that. So, yeah, don't rush to change right. it. We kind of got it right. Like, all three were interesting. The other ones were just as good as they always were, just as important as they always were. The people tried just as hard as they always did. And the new thing wasn't a dud. It wasn't a disaster. It was good. So, yeah. Which one's more important than the other? Somehow someone will determine that somewhere down the road. It'll, It'll work itself out naturally. Don't rush to do it. But I think you guys are trying to solve a question that doesn't need to be solved like here's what if i happen to be announcing a race on tv and deegan wins the title i'll say it's his first supercross title how about that that's acceptable yeah we'll take that I mean, yeah, why thank do you. we need to thank go you. further like, i don't you. know what we're trying to solve well, here well, well because the legacies of the sports how many championships do you have ryan villapoto's got nine and and chad reed's got four and you know mm. yeah if you the, we only, yeah, the only part we're getting into a problem here is if we're totaling numbers, then you really do need definitions. I think with words, you just say okay. what they are. Well, uh, right. That's going to be tough. Just, I don't know how you determine that. I don't want to. If anyone tells me that the SMX is a harder or better championship than outdoors or supercross, I'm going to punch them in the face. Agreed. Yes, agreed. Lewis and I will punch you in the face. <laughs> Because it's a great, it's a cool thing to win, and it's awesome to win, and there's money involved. But don't give me this like SMX. Where are we at? How important is it? Don't give me any of that. Yeah. 
a um a funny uh issue well not an issue an issue that smx puts like a magnifying glass on is american motocross specifically is the only sport that i know of so take that okay um, <laughs> very limited knowledge is the only sport where we have a supercross champion and then two weeks later we're saying we no longer care we're moving on for instance prado won the world championship yeah. he will live on being the world champion for 12 months right now not only are it, we moving on from supercross wow. chase sexton's supercross title is may as well have taken place in 1985 at no this point. you're right because cooper webb was in here in studio saying yeah i won and it's right back to work on an outdoor title. Yeah, and like, now, yep. like, yeah, and if, say, that neither Sexton nor Jet had won SMX, the accomplishments of both of those riders would have just been forgotten about and everyone would have gone, eh, again, recency right. bias. Yeah. yeah. Instead, because Jet won again, it only made his aura more impressive. But, yeah, we it feels like we are far removed from Sexton winning a title, and it will only be when we're on the eve of Anaheim 1 that we suddenly go, You're- huh, you're right. We move on quickly. We yes. really do as a sport and everything else. And like we, we've, we've, we've actually talked about this before in our review pods where like, Hey man, great job. You won the supercross title. See it outdoor track on Tuesday. See it. Glen Helen. Like, you know, and oh, it's yeah. hellacious. Yeah. And yes. uh, now it's gotten worse than ever. The, the supercross hangover thing has gotten to, it's taken on. I mean, Sexton kind of said the break that he took after round one. Yeah. He hit his head, but it sounded like it was almost as mental Supercross hangover is anything. Yeah. Uh, and Jason Anderson has been was atrocious trying to get off the ground in outdoors that year. Like, now it's becoming, like, just a guarantee. I guess that really shows you how gnarly. You, well, no, not even Tomac, because Tomac usually, Tomac didn't get going last year. Uh, you, it took him a little bit yeah. to get going. So you, I guess it even applies to him. You literally dream about it your entire life. It's the only thing you want to do in your entire life. It's 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 yeah. the biggest thing in your entire life. And, yeah, yeah man, uh, see you at Glen Helen on Tuesday. Yep. Yeah. You know, like it's uh, so, for something that's actually harder. Right. 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 Like so, more physically difficult, yeah. at least. Yeah. I don't know. The, I'm not going to say the competition's harder. Right. But yeah. from a gr- the grind has just begun. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. No. And that yeah. and that makes yep. you realize like the Villapotos and well more Dungey than Villapoto because Ryan Villapoto got hurt a lot, but yep. Dunge just yeah. racking it up indoors and out, yeah. just it's racking true. it up. You know. It's true. Um. um it's so, going to be tough, but. What, what I also realized is an upside. I was bench racing about Lewis, MXGP, recently, and the field is so deep in that MXGP class. Do you feel that MXGP has almost flipped into it is a title that has to be first won and lost by not getting hurt, or how quickly can you recover when you get hurt? Because it's pretty much going to happen when you take the entire racing season and say it's all one title. It almost seems like that's where we've gotten to. Yeah, it almost feels like the racing is irrelevant with MXGP. It's just who ticks a box of attendance every week. Like, 2021 was incredible, and we didn't have that. Every single other year, it's a game of attrition. Like, okay, Prado and Fevra had a great battle this year. Open the standings, scroll down, you've got Hurlings, Geyser, Renault, and you're like, huh, we we actually were missing half of our superstars. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm kind of wondering, I see it both ways, where I'm like, it sucks to have the year split into two or now even three titles, but I'm like, well, we see how it works if you split nine months into one title and it just ends up where everybody gets hurt at some point and the champion is the guy that can recover from his injury. Luckily, I broke a collarbone and you, you broke a femur, so I win. Right. That's, that's not ideal either, so I don't know what. And honestly, it seemed to me, Lewis, I mean, wasn't Prado, I feel like he was even doing it that way. I'm going to get my points on Saturday. I'm going to crush the first moto. 
and then I'm not going to take any more chances, and I'll just let the averages play out. And for the most part, if I just don't get hurt, this will be good enough. Yeah, there is no doubt that from round two on, Prado was counting points, playing the game, um, yeah. not taking risks. He, I feel like that must have been a conscious decision in the offseason. Well, you said he won two GPs this year, right? Yeah, two GPs. Two GPs is nuts to be world champion. Sewer. Overalls? Yeah. Sewer won That's more than insane. him. Right. And Sewer didn't have a great year, but he won more than the world champion. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't want it to come... Uh, credit to him for actually figuring out this is actually how it really works. It's almost like using uh, analytics or data and being like, you're all missing how this actually is played out, and I'm going to use it. But that's not the way anybody wants it to play out. We want it to be just that 2021 season every year. But I don't think this sport really is going to give us that very often. No, absolutely not. Jason Wygan here, OGO Power Sports. Uh, email us. Uh, or not, sorry, there's a code now. Pulp15. Code to save it. OGO Power Sports. Uh, get yourself a bag, uh, whether it's uh, the T3 rig, whether it's 9800 backpack, whatever it is. Uh, Weech, by the way, um, you're in the booth for SMX uh, for the first two with James and Ricky. Uh, that was a big deal to you. Uh, so, yeah, congrats, man. That had been pretty cool. You've known the Feld guys forever. You hosted a banquet one year. Went over terribly, I heard. But, um, but yeah, like, you're, you know, you've known the Feld guys forever. You've, you've talked to them before. You, always, you were always seen as the motocross guy. But with the new cooperation going on, you got in a booth. So, good job. Yeah, and I was kind of in the periphery all year. Uh, Steve, I don't know if you know, but uh, JT and I do this show called SMX Insider. Have you mm, watched it? No, not familiar. No. Okay. That was is that on Mav? Production. Was that on Mav? It's on YouTube. You can watch oh, okay. on YouTube. All right. Super Motocross. There used to be uh, a show on Mav. It was on Tuesdays. Uh, it was great. Mm. It was It was great. You know, I heard they it might be, I think they spent a lot of money on that. It might have ruined them. I don't know. Okay. Might have right. ruined them. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. Might have just blown the budget on right. that show. I'll check it out. Um, so, and as far as I'm working with Feld, since, honestly, the first thing I did with them, I mean, way back in the day, I did the webcast. That's in the mid-2000s. Um, Daniel Blair and I hosted this press conference at the Coliseum a year ago, almost exactly a year ago to the day. And I was like, I cannot believe this. They're actually using me for something. So I've been kind of doing stuff here and there. Mm -hmm. I did some pre- and post-race shows during Supercross. Feld was actually the TV production company for motocross this year. It used to be MavTV or Lucas Oil Productions. It was all Feld. So I was kind of working with them already, but... Mm -hmm. It was more different doing the Chicago one than I thought. Charlotte, we were in the same exact booth trailer setup that we have at every outdoor. It was kind of outdoory in a way. Um, so I put in an Instagram post. Chicago was the first time I worked in what we call I call the booth booth, an actual broadcast booth in a building designed to have broadcast. Uh, I had never done that. So that was the first time I'm like, okay, this is different. It's a night show. The Charlotte thing was during the day, just like Nationals. So, uh, yeah, that was a big step, and it was a lot different, actually, than I thought. Um, I mean, dude, wh what time did you show up at these races? So what time did you go to the track at L.A. on Saturday, Steve? Or both of you. Lewis, you were there. What time do you even go to the track? Uh, I go for nine. Yeah, nine, ten. Nine? Yeah. But the track walk was at noon. Yeah, I know. It was pushed back. It was kind of early. I, I didn't even check that part. Me neither. <laughs> no, I, I, oh. I didn't check that part. Oh, okay. Had you had checked, would I, you have still showed up at 9? No, I would have been there about 10 -ish. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying that alone. I'm like, that's a that's a whole lot different than outdoors where you're, what, leaving your hotel at 6 o'clock at the latest? Right. Um, so 
so yeah, the Chicago thing really felt real, and then I was part of the LA broadcast as well, so it's kind of the same schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens next year. I would love to do some Supercross. I have no idea. No one's told me anything, but no one ever tells anyone anything this early. Um, so I have no idea, but it would be uh, awesome. I think it'll be yeah. Lee at the when he can, and you'll be the backup guy. Stamp it. You heard it here first, people. Okay. Reporting news. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I haven't heard either way. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think everybody was happy with those two SMX races, but TV business is, uh, I mean, <laughs> what did we just say about winning the Supercross title? Two weeks later, get back to work? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think their number one goal on uh, Monday after SMX was, let's get 2024 buttoned down. Well, I'm in the running for race to host a race day live, I think, is what I heard. Yep. Are you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Villapoto told me he was the best race day live host they've ever had. Huh. Yeah. Walt? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Was, I, thought, I thought that All was right. weird, but that's what he told me. I don't oh, know. Shit. I'm partial. I think Brayton was really good. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, hey, we got a phone call for you about the, about the race day live thing from L.A. Blaze, what's up, man? What's your question, comment to the Weege? Yeah, thanks for taking my call, Steve. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so first point I wanted to make was, like, uh, Georgia Hanaberry. Like, I hadn't seen her on race day live before, but... I just wanted to say, like, I thought she did an absolutely, like, excellent job with her interview with Jet. Um, I thought it was twice as good as the the, the ESPN reporter, everything. Um, she did a great job. So, like, she, that that's someone who, like, not that I control anything, but yeah. she should definitely come back. She did great. What's her background, um, by the way? I don't know anything about her. What's her background? Or I don't even. Flo, big flow racing girl. Flow. Okay. All right. Am I right, Weege? Uh, sorry, you were so low on the volume. Oh, Who are we talking about here? Uh, we're talking about, hold on, let me fix this. Uh, we're talking about Georgia. Oh, yeah. Uh, I actually worked with her at Oakland. Uh, we both subbed in at Oakland. It was the first time for either of us doing that show. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of flow racing. I think a little IndyCar stuff here and there for the live mm. uh, crowd, not on TV. Okay. Um, so, yeah, just motorsports in general. She's she's definitely enthusiastic. She's She was pumped on it. Okay. Yep. All right, really what else, good. Pl- yeah. place? Um, so, yeah, we, like, uh, given since you started working in the booth with Bubba, like, um, is there any part of it where you're n- not like, oh, my gosh, I'm working with James Stewart, but it's like, is there any part of it where you're getting to kind of know that different side of him, or, and do you get to have, like, any casual conversations? And um, kind of what's that experience been like moving from, like, so many years with Grant to um, now working with James and obviously Ricky, but more so um, James. Yeah, uh, that's that's a great question because I think we all wonder, you know, what is James the person really like? He'd almost become this mythical creature to us, right? Um, Like we knew what he could do on a bike and we knew what he would do on a microphone and interviews, but like what is he actually like behind the scenes? And to add to that, um, you know, I hadn't seen James in five or six years until he came to Bud's Creek last year to do the show. There was uh, was somebody did a vlog. They tried to find him. There was people yeah, I heard trying some to find <laughs> Right. It didn't work, though. Right. Um, so, to be honest, I felt like I had to make sure even we were good. Because, look, when James was gone for years and, you know, all the ups and downs of his career, dude, I'm sure I said some stuff that probably pissed him off. I'm mean, sure we all did. Um, yeah. Now, Steve, Steve, I guarantee you, you would agree with me on this. We've heard people say way worse things than we ever said. Oh, yeah. Oh, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But um, I just wanted to make sure we were good, for starters, because I felt like, you know, that would be odd if we have this odd tension. Um, but I think he's, you know, I explained everything that ever I ever said. And, you know, what's funny, a lot of his thing is like, man, you know what's funny as a racer? We assume you guys in the media know everything. And if you're not saying it, it's because you're, you know, trying to slant it or tilt it some way. And I'm like, no, dude, we know the least. Like, 
if your bike's terrible, like the last thing, that's going to be the last piece of information that gets to us. You know, so, I mean, he had stories that blew my mind. I'm like, I didn't know that happened. I didn't know that happened. He's like, I thought you knew all this stuff. And I'm like, no, man. If you, if just for example, if your shock is terrible and blowing out in motos, we are not going to hear this. Um, so it was really interesting to hear now that he has no reason to hold back, and I have no reason to hold back. Um, so we figured a lot of that out. And I can tell you the other thing is James is just – He's honestly one of the smartest people I've ever worked with. Like, he's got incredible philosophies on life and why he does what he does and why, you know, he's, you know it's almost like next-level thinking. Like, well, you think it's because of this, but it might actually be because of this. Uh, so it was really enjoyable. Um, it's a little different than GL because we worked together for so long. I stayed at GL's house, and we really became friends on, like, a totally different level. And maybe I'll be there someday with, with Stuart and RC. That's not a job requirement. It could be cool. But um, cool I think everyone would be surprised how normal he is. He's so normal, which I don't think is what you'd expect after not hearing from him for five years. Yeah, he's really cool. Oh, yeah, really come yeah. around. Hey, can can yeah. we can we do the uh, we'll race rider D when it's time thing? Yeah, I mean we we got oh, we just, I want to we just got a request right here. We'll get there. We'll race when it's time. <laughs> I lose my shit every time I hear that. That's freaking hilarious. It's good. It's a hey. good one. It's it's what he's it's what is he's known for. Now we got a shaggy laugh on the show though, so now it's even better. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Blaze. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate yep. it. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, Weege, uh, real quickly, before we let you go, a couple things, the MXDN talk, but also Lewis and I think that some people are making way too big of a deal of sex and taking the number four. Oh, I knew that was going to happen. I agree with you guys. Um, like, who cares? It's great. Baggett well, already had it. Like, we moved on. Oh, dude, that is totally the problem. Baggett had it. And I'll blow your mind even more. Uh, credit to uh, Fowler Sacks, and we went fast for identifying. Believe it or not, Baggett ran number four for the same amount of years. Yeah. <laughs> that Carmichael did. I would believe Isn't it, that sure. insane? Yeah. Yeah, it was like five years, six years, or something like that. Right. So, the number's already been used by somebody else. So... Whatever, man. The only thing to me is I, I'll, I'll be interesting to see what Sexton's, like, why number four. Like, I think as an amateur, as he had a three-edge number that started before. I would be interested to know if it had some sort of heritage no, for him. No, it does. Why I it. He, his, uh, right. his, his amateur number was four, and then his yeah. dad was 86. So his so amateur went number. 486. Yeah, he went with 486. Right. So four was that's actually it. something that he had run before. Yeah, that's the only thing. I'm trying to see what makes that part of his heritage or brand. The Carmichael thing is irrelevant. Somebody else already ran the number for years, won races with the number, got on the podium with the number. We can't do that. Yeah. We can't pretend that Baggett didn't exist already. Right, right. Well, like Lewis said, though, we don't actually know if Baggett's retired. We don't actually know, but... <laughs> well, guess what? Do you guys know that Baggett was in L.A.? I saw him. I talked to him. I, I saw him, too, and he was so scared because I had a TV camera and a microphone with me. Oh, And he's shit. like, I've been hiding from you all day. <laughs> uh, no, great. he actually came up to me, shook my hand, uh, uh, asked, said something, made some joke. I made a joke to him, and then he was off again. Yeah, so. Sounds about right. Yep. Yeah, it totally sounds about right. Uh, yep. And by the way, KTM, KTM, they now got Stu and RC under their tent next year. The four and the seven. Well, that's a good point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Took him a few wow. years, but they got it. Wow. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, we each, uh, MXDN. So we just had Christian Craig on, and I stand by this. Uh, USA could win this race. They're not the favorites, too. They could win this race. They could be on the podium very easily. And, you know, France and Australia are the favorites, but uh, anything can happen in this thing. What's your take on it? Well, you know, my philosophy always used to be just show up. Yeah. Um, it really, really grinds my gears when people start trying to predict this race on paper, like this guy's faster than this guy. It's almost like the, the MXGP season we just talked about. Like, rarely does it come down to that. 
Um, I mean, the, the best example ever was Red Bud 2018. The Dutch won every moto, and then they went 1-2 in some motos. But another guy got hit in the eye with a rock, which does not ever happen. Right. And they had, well, I shouldn't say no shot at winning. Didn't they still get, like, third? Yeah, uh, something second. Like that. Second, yeah. <laughs> Somehow. But my point is, it comes down to that just as much as anything else. Uh, and my whole thing on donations is, while I'll never understand, no one will say this, but I'm going to. Aaron Plessinger is a fine member of the team. He's fine. I kept hearing all this, oh, but is Sexton, is he going to be on the team? Is he not? This, this could affect this. Should Webb be on the team? And I'm like, can we all just agree that if Plessinger's on the team, it's fine? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know, uh, yeah. star, somebody at Star said, ah, without Sexton, we don't have a chance to win. I'm like, what, what, what is it, AP? Like, yeah, AP, like not, not good? That's what I mean. Yeah. I'm like, we, uh, how many years was Eli Tomac the best American 450 motocross racer and just chose not to go? Did we have a t- we had a tough time fielding a team those years? Right. No, like you just next man up. So I'm a little confused. I literally even had someone send me Sexton versus Plessinger lap times, and I'm like, I get it, but Tomac didn't race in the past. All great racers have not raced in the past. That doesn't mean you just have no shot at winning. Um, Jeffrey Hurlings isn't there either. He's not even there for the Dutch team. Right. Right. Uh, didn't uh, the Spanish team lose one of their guys just recently? Uh, yeah, today. But it was kind of a sideways move anyway. Uh, either way, point is, how many teams are coming with these are the three guys we want every year all the time? Yeah, they're not. And then they have right. no bad luck. Never. Uh, so, well, I'll tell you what. Canada is this year. <laughs> Canada this year. We are locked and loaded. So, yeah. Yeah, I do agree. Like, that Canadian team, that's exactly who you would pick, right? Right. But generally not, yes. Yes. Uh, The only other team, the Swiss team, I think every year has the same guys for the last, what, decade? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. (laughs) That's the only – well, that's because Seaworth cannot miss races. We know. He cannot. Good job, Lewis, explaining that to the world. But otherwise, I'm just like, show up. Now, I kind of don't ride that theory quite as much anymore because I said that for England a couple years ago and just showing up didn't turn into really anything at all. Um, it was a disaster straight out, but I hate looking at the odds on paper. It rarely works out that way. I will agree that I actually wrote this um, this week because writing does still matter. Um, mm. With everyone on the table for Team USA, Plessinger and Hampshire were in the mix. It's not like right. it's no. not like we had to go rummaging to find them. If Sexton was in, Plessinger would likely be the open rider. Absolutely. So he was always an A pick. Um, okay, it was between Deegan and RJ for the MX2 spot, but RJ was in that conversation. Absolutely. Again, he was an A pick. Yeah. It's only yep. Craig who is a bit of a swing for the fences. Like, and how many... T- for years, every single European country struggled to get that third rider. So this is nothing yeah. new. I mean, France won with an Enduro guy. Right. Yes. They took an Enduro guy and they won. So, yeah, like, it's fine. Hashtag we yeah. can. Yeah, hashtag Christian Craig... Weege, I mean, 450 motocross, Christian Craig on a Honda or a Yamaha has put in some really good results over the years outdoors. So, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, uh, but but my point is the reason we even got to the Craig point is to me people were underselling. I hadn't even – good point, actually. RJ and Deegan were locked together in points most of the year. 
even in the SMX points, even combining their Supercross and Motocross points together, they were about equal all year. So the Hampshire and Plessinger are like, oh, these guys. <laughs> I, I just don't understand. The Craig thing's a real wild card, but we wouldn't have gotten to the point of Craig, I think, if people weren't so down on the these two guys who are actually not that bad. Like, okay, I will admit, Plessinger did get beat by Sexton in most motos this year, but that's the Dutch team isn't going to have hurlings either. Like, that's just how it works sometimes. You could still win. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, look, yeah. You, got me, uh, you got me more fired up than ever before. Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good team. Yeah. It's a good team, damn it. Yeah, and there's, I mean, here's the one thing. There, there, I would assume there's no pressure. Yeah. Not, the, not like last year. I mean, if they don't win next, last year, goddamn disaster. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Right? If they yeah. finish second at Redbud last year, uh, it is a disaster. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the pressure that these guys are dealing with this year. Now, I'm going to assume Craig came on the show to say that he's been motoring down. I mean, obviously, it's a worry of the guys not raced motocross all year, never raced it on a Husky. I'm assuming he's saying he's been motoring down and he's getting ready, right? Yeah, yeah. He's six weeks yeah. on the bike, feels good, all yeah. that. Elbow's not bothering yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's the one wild card. But if he says he's 100% and that's true, well, that's not that bad. Right. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, Jason Wagon on the show brought to you by OGO. By the way, we got a call for you, Weege, from Austin. Go ahead, Austin. What's your comment? Hey, I just wanted to chime in here a little bit. You guys are talking about uh, USA needing to be consistent coming up to, to the MXDN and, you know, talking about Sexton not, not racing. Throughout the year, he hasn't been consistent or – hasn't handled the pressure situations that well. So picking the team that we do have, less Sexton, might be advantageous to us. No, in, come on, if, Austin. If I know what you're saying, situation. Austin, but I know what you're saying, but I'll take Chase Sexton and his quote-unquote inconsistency. I'll take it. Oh, you know? Okay, let me ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do we see the mental mistakes happen at KTM? In 2024 with Sexton, sir, you're gonna have to stay tuned for the Racer X preview videos for that. So, oh, my opinion right. on that. Yeah, oh, have to stay tuned wow. for that. Maybe we just, okay. maybe we just put them in the first show this year. Who knows? We're still to be uh, determined. But we'll thanks, Austin. Okay. Thank you. Right. Yep. Yeah, it's up to the committee. We just buried Sexton, and like, as the captain of his ship, I found that offensive. Oh, oh you're the captain. No comment. Okay. I will say. I will say. Do you not feel as though it is trendy to slander Chase this year? I feel like it oh, is one hundred percent. It is. I agree. I don't think it. I think it's. I think it's harsh. The it's announcers harsh. that Weege was just talking about don't exactly help. Well, yeah, but announcers, uh, fans on Twitter, no yeah. matter where you go, it does feel like it is the cool thing to put him down. Sad. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm with you. I think it is, and I think he hears it. And I'm going to say, okay, a lot of the times these guys complain about things that I feel are not justified. But if I were him, I would be mad. Actually, yeah, I would. I would be too. I think yeah. Ricky and James have went a little far. James and him are obviously something personal. You know, James used to coach him. Uh, and I like James and I like Chase, but I, it's been unfair to me a few times. And the guy's a 450 Supercross champion. And if Tomac doesn't uh, uh, tear his Achilles, Sexton uh, wins one more, one less race than him and finishes second. Like, and, and probably takes the tag of fastest rider in the series. Yeah. Well, he's the fastest rider anyways in yes. the series. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm with you, uh, uh, Lewis. There is a, 
There is a little I bit. I want to get into the, the, the TV guys. They've said their piece, which is like, look, he's crashing in races he can win, and we're going to call that out, and we're going to criticize that, and I think that's their job, and that's fine. I'm more of the, I'll give you an example. The caller literally just said the mental mistakes. There's been this massive, the call was based on it, can he not handle the pressure. So I was defending all year long. People are like, oh, is Jet in his head? Is this in his head? I'm like, bro, I watched Eli Tomac beat, beat him in eight straight motos last year, and usually once he gets that, whoever he's against, Roxon or Marvin or Dunge or whoever, he just squeezes the life out of you and you're done. And then I saw Sexton do what no one else has ever been able to do and come back and then start beating Tomac again. And then they went down to the final round. Tomac did beat him, but I don't feel like Sexton – choked like he rode really good he just got beat and i'm like i just watched chase sexton go toe-to-toe with one of the gnarliest dudes ever and take it down to the wire don't tell me that the dude chokes don't tell me that the guy has people get in his head he could have put up the white flag and finished 80 points behind tomac last summer no problem but he did not and what's weird about sorry what's weird about that is tomac had that kind of floating around until he won the title and it kind of went away. Well, Sexton won the title, yep. and it didn't go away. You know, yeah, but yeah, but I, you know, I'm sure it's going to be because Tomac was yeah. ahead of him in points. No, I know. But I'm like, I saw the guy crash. He get up, try again, beat them the next week, be fast on I'm like, the dude is gritty as hell. So, yeah, I'm just not here for the it's yeah. mental. It's it. But I'm you, like, listen, the guy's gnarly mentally, as far as I'm concerned. I know they're your buddies, but you don't think Ricky and especially James are a little hard on him. Yeah, they are hard on him, but they'll tell you that that's, such, that's justified. Yeah. I'd love for them to be hard on yeah. anyone else at all, ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'll, I'll get, okay, point, point taken. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. But then yeah. they don't carry that standard to anyone else then. <laughs> so that's all. Take that up with them. Okay, I will. I will. Yes. I will. Yes. I do feel that it went really far, and I, I just there were so many things working against Sexton, like, Look, the jet thing has got to be really difficult for everybody to deal with. Here's what I always say. It is unfortunate that the team that loses the Super Bowl is considered the loser, and the team that didn't even make the playoffs isn't even being talked about at that point of the year, right? So when Jet goes 22-0, and most of it is Jet's awesome, but a little bit of it is why couldn't Chase beat him? Did anybody say, what's wrong with Plessinger or Ferrandis or Anderson why couldn't these guys? No, they're so far back that no one's even complaining about that. Yeah, uh, it nope. just uh, it, Chad Reed. It was like, oh, Chad Reed, Carmichael's in his head, Stu's in his head. Why can't he beat him? Like we ain't saying that about Andrew Short or Millsaps or anybody else. Thank God you didn't say Tim Ferry right there. I would have <laughs> yeah. hung up on you. But yeah. Uh, no one was saying that about Justin Brayton, right? No one was saying that Brayton, like, Brayton sucks. He's uh, Villapoto's in his head. He can't beat him. He's just like, now we don't even think it's possible. Right. So by being good, you actually end up getting yeah. extra criticism. Buffalo Bills in the 90s, same thing. Lewis, you know that. Who, Buff- who can forget? Oh, who can forget, Lewis? Lewis can the Buffalo forget. Bills of the 90s. I just feel like Bill deserved more respect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Buffalo Bills, I remember going to school and hearing kids say the Buffalo Bills suck, and I'm like, but they're the second best team in football four yeah. years in a row. They're better than 28 or whatever other teams. But because they lose in the high-profile game, they're the ones that get made fun of. Think how hard it so, is to go to four straight Super Bowls. Think how hard that oh, is. It's, <laughs> I don't think it's ever been done. Right, right, so, right. 
Yeah, boy, I love losing Super Bowls. That's what Bill stands for. So <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, you never heard that one? I never heard oh, that one. Boy, I love losing Super Bowls. So my point is, I'm like, Sexton is taking all the brunt because no one's like, oh, Plessinger, why can't you get it done? Because he was 40 seconds back, so yeah. they weren't even talking about that. It was yeah. like all, yeah. Chase, you didn't get it done, and everybody else gets a free pass. Yep. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Absolutely. Well said. For sure. Anything else for Weech, Lewis? No, I liked that little speech. You did? I approved okay. it. You approve it? Yep. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, thanks, Weech. Appreciate it. Uh, look for Lee at Reraceables this week. And uh, we just did one with Ryan Sipes on Indianapolis 2011. I'm going to throw that plug out there. It's a great podcast, Weech and I do. How many times do I need to request that you do San Diego 2005? Is this is there like a queue? Or uh, Chad? Should we get Chad? Yes. We could get Chad to do that. Yes. Yeah, Chad, Chad would do, do that. It. Yep. That's oh, all yeah. I want. Okay. All right. That was a good one. That yep. was a good one. And that was an example. The amount of times I heard people say, if Chad Reed could just get out of his own head, if Chad Reed could just not have Stu and Carmichael in his own head, I'm like, in his own head, he got beat six weeks in a row, and then the seventh week he came back and beat the dude straight up. I think that's the definition of not being in your head. Like, he kept taking his beatings and coming back just as strong the next week. Maybe, uh, what more can you ask for? Maybe we can call Larocco. He unlapped himself, I think. Yes. Yeah, we can call Larocco about that one. <laughs> okay, that's right. That's right. <laughs> they slowed, Ricky slowed, or Chad slowed down, and yeah. Ricky, Ricky uh, yeah. Larocco rode by. And uh, RC, who is all about managing titles, hit the whoops. Mock 12 yeah, I know, the last lap I know. to try to win the race, even yeah. though he already had a solid points lead. <laughs> yeah, just managing yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I know, right? Uh, oh, God. Oh, we have, uh, we have X-Brands for you. Let's do that before we go. My bad. I forgot all about that. Should have reminded me one of my producers should have mentioned that. Oh, we're far from done. Hmm. Okay, X-Brand goggle tear-offs. Let's do this. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire cue. All right, we're really up against the clock, so let's make this short, Lewis. Here we go. X-Brand goggles, choice of champions everywhere. Pulp Show 23, the code to save. Great goggle. Terrific goggle, actually. And, Tried uh, and tested by Bootron in the early stages. Absolutely. Here we go. All right, Weege, would you rather save $100 or pay $100 to learn the secret to cooking the perfect hamburger? Oh, it's going to be save $100. Sorry. All right. Yep. Lewis, only a soulless person has no passion for music. So the question is, when did you sell your soul to the devil? A long time ago. I'm just going through the motions. We're going to have rock talk tonight. Very excited. Yep. Going through the motions. <laughs> Steve, is there a more baffling characteristic than a person who doesn't care about music? Uh, no, no. But honestly, Lewis puts himself in the same category as Chad Reed. Chad once told me that he drives around with no radio on and he didn't know who ACDC were. He didn't know Thunderstruck. He didn't know anything about them being Australian or anything. They're Australian. Yeah. Oh. So, Chad and Lewis, same, same guy. <laughs> Look at that. Mm -hmm. Right on cue. Right on cue. Weege, how is Lane's race career looking? Are you pushing him towards baseball? Uh, yes, one million percent. I uh, just sweated out two, like, 12-hour days of the baseball field the last two days. Um, existential crisis, um, questioning everything I've done in my life horribly. Then he got two hits, and I was walking on cloud nine. Uh, he's ridden about six times this year. So uh, I think it's pretty obvious what, what direction we're going. Yep. All right, 19 seconds. Good job. Lewis, you have to name one regret with joining Vital MX. Why is it Michael Lindsay? I don't, wow. I what do I do with that? Wow. Nice. 
Um, I just read the questions. I'm not even sure that's a question, is it? I mean... Why is it, Michael Lindsay? Um, uh, it's not. It's Jamie. <laughs> Solid. Hitman. Yes. Steve, name the three biggest milestones in your life and starting with number two and three behind you two at the Vegas Sphere. Uh, milestones, well, meeting the edge is number one. Going to see the edge at the Sphere is number two. And then three would be probably Summer Cross. Uh, how's that? Well, by the way, on a group text, I put a bunch of videos from the Sphere, and everyone said it was amazing, and all awesome, and everybody wants to go, and we just like, I'm out. <laughs> so just, just two. Yeah, you said something you, about a twenty-four dollar. Yeah. Double vodka or something. Yeah, I said my drink was twenty thirty dollars. I think it was my double yeah, vodka and yeah, soda. I'm, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Do not tell my wife this place exists. Okay. Yeah. Weege, how much would you pay for Pulpamex Media Empire? Oh yeah. Oh, we were actually trying to make a deal uh, just last week. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, were. Yeah, I ended up having. Uh, I have an old bank account that I think something was still paying into and occasionally I look at it and I was like oh there's $700 just sitting there and I didn't know like some I don't know maybe Red Bull money went in there or something like that so I said JT do stock market expert can you tell me where to spend $700 and I, I think we decided if I could buy pulp for $700 it'd be a worthwhile investment so yeah, yeah I turned it down I did I did oh. say I'm, I'm going to be selling junk bonds to raise capital for pulp too stay tuned okay. for that offering hmm. yeah Lewis, do you have $800 right now? Yes. Would you like it? I would, yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow, that was easy. Low blow at Jamie. Low blow. Yes. All right, Steve, last one. Mm -hmm. Which factory racer relocation will bear the most fruit in 2024 Supercross? Uh, stay tuned. Lewis and I, that is to be discussed later this show. Stay tuned. All right. Okay. <laughs> X-Brand goggles. Choice of champions everywhere, including... Uh, a Phil Nicoletti with the FXR factory ride goggle. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Choice of LCQ champions everywhere. All right, we Undefeated season. Undefeated. Yep. Uh, just like Jet, right? Same level? Yes, two undefeated seasons. Yep. Well, I guess we determined it. That We have just determined that SMX is equal. We did. Yes, absolutely. Did. Yes, <laughs> Phil's LCQ streak is the same as 22-0. and 0. We, we just finally determined this. Came back around to the start of this conversation. Yes. It's great. Yes. Uh, thanks, Weech. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Uh, and we'll talk soon, man. Thank you. See you guys. All right. That's Jason Wagon, everybody. Brought to you by uh, OGO Power Sports. MTX Braking. Pulpamex is an introductory code over there at mtxbraking.com. You got an e-bike? These things are fantastic. I've got them in my in my e-bikes. Uh, they have the red compound. They have two compounds, red and gold. The red one's the racing one, which I really like. But all of them work really well. More power, better modulation while remaining dead silent. Inspired by the motocross and power sports. Available in over 800 power sports dealers around mtxbraking.com use the code pulpamex to save great e-bike mountain bike pads great mountain bike pads everywhere but really good on e-bikes is that the same mtx that title sponsors steve dixon's team in gps no oh okay. different okay okay uh all right we're gonna take a commercial break here we got uh rider d coming up we have jay dungy we have paul parabinos we have rock talk i have a gift coming from yes. you and much more coming here on the pulpamex show so stay tuned we're right back after this with lewis phillips Great radio, bros. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. 
Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. You likely know Racetech as the suspension and engine tuner of choice for the world's fastest privateers. But what you may not know is behind the scenes, Racetech is the trusted source for many OEMs and factory teams throughout the motorcycle industry. For nearly 40 years, Racetech has been producing high-performance suspension and engine components and services right here in the USA. Racetech doesn't just specialize in motocross. In fact, they have many off-road, hill climb, flat track, road racing, and supermoto championships on the mantle as well. Not a racer but want to smooth out the ride on the street or add some performance to your Harley? Racetech offers a full line of suspension solutions including industry-leading, built-to-order, G3S custom shocks. All Racetech products are 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Don't wait. Experience the gold valve advantage today by logging on to Racetech.com. Don't forget to mention Pulp MX when ordering for a discount. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Works Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. Pulp MX20, the code to save. With over 80 years' experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, WiseCo has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, WiseCo has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. WiseCo offers race-proven components for the rest of your engine, too. From garage buddy engine rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, USA-made Racer Elite connecting rods, and their CV4 thermal protection line. WiseCo is proud to be a technical partner with Factory Honda HRC for the 2023 Supercross and Motocross. Driving professional-level product development that gets passed down to you. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or wiseco.com to find products for your machine.
Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Cooper Webb, and I choose OGO. I'm Christian Craig. I'm Dean Wilson. I'm Aaron Plessinger. I'm Jerry Martin. I'm Nate Thrasher. I'm Shane McElrath. I'm Hunter Lawrence. My name's Jet Lawrence. I'm Jordan Smith. I'm Town Hawkins. Target Hampshire. I'm Hayden Deegan. I'm Colt Nichols, and I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. I'm Tom Dial, I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. I'm Jiren Ferrandi, and I choose OGO. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires, this added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, 
intermediate, and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and magazine tests, Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride. Upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com and use promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you, from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. 
Case in point, the championship-winning factory Kawasaki race team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin StarCross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin StarCross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires, this added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions, with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design, with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones, with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line, and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com slash motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Works Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. PULPAMX20, the code to save. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts 100% in the USA under one roof. 
FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. I'm Cooper Webb, and I choose OGF. I'm Christian Craig. I'm Dean Wilson. I'm Aaron Plessinger. I'm Jerry Martin. I'm Nate Thrasher. I'm Shane McElrath. I'm Hunter Lawrence. My name's Jet Lawrence. I'm Jordan Smith. I'm Town Hawkins. Stargate Hampshire. I'm Hayden Deegan. I'm Colt Nichols, and I choose OGF. And I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. I'm Tom Viala, I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. I'm Jiren Ferrandis, and I choose OGO. You likely know Racetech as the suspension and engine tuner of choice for the world's fastest privateers. But what you may not know is behind the scenes, Racetech is the trusted source for many OEMs and factory teams throughout the motorcycle industry. For nearly 40 years, Racetech has been producing high-performance suspension and engine components and services right here in the USA. Racetech doesn't just specialize in motocross. In fact, they have many off-road, hill climb, flat track, road racing, and supermoto championships on the mantle as well. Not a racer but want to smooth out the ride on the street or add some performance to your Harley? Racetech offers a full line of suspension solutions including industry-leading, built-to-order, G3S custom shocks. All Racetech products are 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Don't wait. Experience the gold valve advantage today by logging on to Racetech.com. Don't forget to mention Pulp MX when ordering for a discount. With over 80 years' experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, WiseCo has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, WiseCo has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. WiseCo offers race-proven components for the rest of your engine, too. From garage buddy engine rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, USA-made Racer Elite connecting rods, and their CB4 thermal protection line. WiseCo is proud to be a technical partner with Factory Honda HRC for the 2023 Supercross and Motocross. Driving professional level product development that gets passed down to you. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or WiseCo.com to find products for your machine. From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and magazine tests, Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride, upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com and use promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. 
Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. Welcome back, everybody. Pulp Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing Decal Works. Lewis Phillips from Vital MX here in studio as well. Ryder D coming up. Jay Dungy, Paul Perbinos. Uh, we got Rock Talk as well. Many things coming up here on the show. Uh, Lewis, I guess uh, I, let's do the Race Tech rant right now. Shall we do that? Let's go. Racetech.com. Motorwork suspension work. Pulp MX is the code to save. Just tell them you listen to Pulp. They'll give you a discount. They do motor work for some privateer teams. They got suspension going on as well. Of course, they've been, the gold valves came out in like 1985 or something. Still running strong. They got suspension clini clinics going on, suspension seminars, motor seminars happening in Corona, California this month. So go to Racetech.com to learn more about that. Uh, Racetech rant. It's a simple one. Um, so we're doing our Millville Ride Day. October 14th is private day, 150 people or so. We're really trying to limit it. And then we are going on the 15th, the next day, You, it's open. You just got to pay to ride. Yeah. Um, you got to pay to ride either day. But the 14th is a little more exclusive. Uh, and we just, just that's just to keep the track better and less guys and, you know, just whatever. So we're doing a Millville Ride Day. Thanks to Spring Creek guys about that and everything else. We're setting it up. It should be a great time. I got over 500 emails to come ride on the Saturday. So I had to go through them all, read them all, and see what was going on. And I needed, like, between the Yamaha guys and the um, um, VIP guys, like Villapoto and Pike yeah. and, and um, um, Starling and these guys, I had about 40 spots, which is 80 spots, because I gave everybody that got in a plus one, because, you know, yeah, dark. Yes. Dark, just taking up a spot. You and know? his many friends. Yeah, and, his, and all his greasy buddies with their bandanas. Um, so I, I didn't do it to everyone because I'm just lazy. I didn't get around to it. But if you didn't get picked by me for one of the 40 spots, I sent you an email that said, hey, man, you, sorry you didn't get in. You're welcome to hang out Saturday. There's a pulp show Saturday night. And you're welcome to ride on Sunday all day. Just kind of like to remind people that you can still ride on Sunday. All this. I didn't send it to everybody. I tried to. So if you didn't get an email, I don't, I'll maybe get to you. If not, this is your notice that you can ride on Sunday. Anyways, I got like three or four people right back, basically like begging to get in. And 
I mean, they sound like nice people, but like you didn't get picked. You didn't get picked. You didn't make it for whatever reason. I don't know what you look like or what you do. I, there was no reason why you didn't make it. You just didn't make the cut, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I randomly, I picked some guys from Canada. I picked some guys that, that, that showed me a photo of their wife's boobs. Some guy that showed me a photo of a Yamaha. You know, like different reasons for, like I was just scrolling through emails like, yeah, 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 no, no, yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. no rhyme or reason to it really. And then I thought it would be nice to say thank you for your interest that's it. You didn't win. There's no, there's no begging. The there's, confusing part there's no, for me. There's no, there's no begging to get it. Like, you didn't make it. Don't write back begging. So as far as I can tell, all, of, all that they are missing out on is they can't share the track with their heroes, like Jamie. They right. can still be there. Yeah. They just can't share the track. That is they, the only thing that they are missing out on. You just can't ride. Yes. That's for, it. For one day. You yeah. can ride yeah. on the second yeah. day. For w- you can hang out. You can ha- eat hot dogs. You can talk to Jamie. Yep. He'll, he'll definitely talk to you back. Yes. I mean, he'll take a photo with you. You know, anything you want. Do fireball shots. You can do fireball shots with Jamie. Business cards. Business cards. <laughs> you guys can talk hairstyles. Maybe he can give you some ideas on digging ditches. Donuts. Yeah, donuts. All that. Kiefer will probably, yeah. Kiefer will bro you down. Relationship right? advice. Yeah. yeah. A lot going so, on. So you could do... That's right. Almost anything on Saturday, but ride the track. So yeah, you're not missing out on anything, really. Well, you're missing out on riding the track Saturday. You're, you're missing out on riding the track with your heroes. You're not missing out on riding the track. Good point. Because the that's next Sunday, day, yes, the next day you ride the track. So the only thing that's different is you're not going to share the track yeah. with insert rider here. Yeah, which is no really. Who cares? Right. So I I don't know. Like, it's like the whole thing of just society day where like. Okay, so now there's a C final at the Motocross the Nation. Yeah, that's weird. There's a C final. So, like, hey, Turkey and Ireland, or Iceland, sorry, <laughs> Ireland. Sorry, no, my apologies to the Irish. Iceland. Hey, Iceland and Turkey, you're going to have your own championship, right? That's what they're yeah. doing. You're going to have your own championship, and you go, oh, I want a championship. You know, it's that whole thing about, like, everyone wants in, and no one takes no for an answer, and everyone's special, and... I, I don't know. That's my rant. It's like, just, you didn't get in. Come hang out. Don't write back and be like, hey, man, please. Um, you know? People are weird. I don't know if you know this, <laughs> but there are a lot of strange people in the world. A lot of them frequent this industry as well. Um, yeah. Strange, strange people in the world. That's my rant. My, that's my race deck rant. Like, you, you just, just take your, take your L. Take it respectfully. Come hang out on Saturday. Uh, yeah, I honestly don't see the problem because you're not banned from the event. You can no. do everything. You can still tell everyone you rode Spring Creek. You can still hang out, watch the Pulp Show, etc., etc., etc. So you're not missing out on anything at all. No, I mean, yeah, you can even... I'd fly the girls in from L.A., boy. You can fly them in from L.A. Well, you get a plus one. Yeah. Yeah. So there so, you go. I mean, it's not a huge rant. It's just a little bit of a thing that, like... Come on, man. You know, like, I don't know. I just. Marks has a rant, too. Marks? I don't anymore. What what was your rant? My rant was going to be we ordered Chick-fil-A for dinner. And Lewis got chicken strips, chicken fingers. Yep. 
when asked what sauce he wanted, he said ketchup. Ketchup like, sauce. Yep. Like uh, the majority of the population. Oh, Kiefer just texted me. He's selling his spot on Saturday to anybody. So if you want in, call Kiefer. He won't ride, and he'll just make money on his spot on Saturday. You could probably sell a spot for decent money, I well, think. Well, that funny you say that. Funny you say that. Okay, so we actually um, – this is – what what did you know about this? Know about what? Our guy Checkers at Race Tech, he's going. He'll be there. Um, we are. We gave a spot up for auction for a rider that passed away. Uh, it, it is a twenty-one-year-old um, rider, Austin Christensen. Christensen, it looks like Christian Christiansen. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. I apologize. Austin passed away riding a dirt bike, and they're having a memorial race for him on October seventh in Minnesota. And they are auctioning off a lot of the pro riders' gear. Uh, AP gave some stuff as well, and so we gave them to a spot to yeah. auction off. So we are auctioning off a spot. If you want to win this thing. Um, Go uh, motokazi.com, M-O-T-O-K-A-Z-I-E.com for more information on this. I think you got to be at the track, though, to bid on this, I believe. I don't think it's an online thing. But we are giving away one spot uh, for, for this memorial race for Austin, October 7th in Minnesota. So That's a good deal. Yeah. So there we are. Uh, breaking news to uh, a Jamie Guida said he'll sell his for $800. I was just going to say, I would imagine that that would be going for that price. Right. So, uh, yeah, and then, so you did try the Chick-fil-A sauce. Yes. I almost died. I'm relieved to be here to tell the tale. Like pulling teeth to get him to try that. It was, it was on my last chicken tender. Really <laughs> just at the buzzer, I came through. Sacrificed yeah. the tip of the finger. It was, um, started off okay. Pleasant. Yeah. Then we took a turn. Yeah. And the zest kicked in. And my life flashed before my eyes. Not many highlights, to be honest with you. But... <laughs> Flashed before my night, flashed before my eyes. Nonetheless, uh, I came out the other side, and I won't be returning to the Chick Fil A. What is it? The Chick Fil A chicken sauce? Chick Fil A sauce. Chick Fil A sauce. Yeah, it's a solid one out of ten. Wow. <laughs> yep. You know, you dragged me to this Nando's place, and you loved it. I did like it, but you think I wanted to try someplace called Nando's? <laughs> it's like <laughs> mm, Nando's. No, I'm. You're like, you're like, hey, mate, let's go to the Nando's. And I was about, that went from Australian to English in one sentence. Yeah. So you said that to me, and I, you dragged me to Nando's. You got lost when we were walking there. We finally found it. Yep. And I'm like, eh. But I tried it, and it was really good. Oh, look, we have a fine example of one of the nut jobs in the world in front of me. Because Nando's is a chicken restaurant. So it's, well, what do they do, Lewis? I'm not sure about this place. Don't worry, Steve. It's chicken. Uh, Are sir, you familiar with chicken? Sure. There was tons of spices that they put all over their chicken. You could pick your yes. spice and everything. And I guided you like the light of your life. Mm -hmm. And I guided you in the right direction. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, I can't believe you don't like Chick-fil-A sauce. But that's that. Do you have a rant? Do you have a race uh, that rant? Uh, not right now. Okay. But can we let it fester? Sure. I mean, a couple more hours with you, and I'm sure I'll have one. <laughs> okay, all right. 7 o'clock hour brought to you by Off-Road Warehouse. Pulp Mex is the code to save with those guys. Get your bike to the track with style and performance from Off-Road Warehouse. Stop in and check out the latest in Jeep, tr truck, Overland, UTV, and racing products from the industry's leading brands. And uh, they install everything they sell as well. Suspension kits, tires, and wheels to more. Uh, stores all across America. ORW, this is the butt patch that Dino, Phil, and others have on. Based on the amount of times the Dean has shared it, I would imagine that the support is quite beneficial for him. Yes, absolutely. Uh, all right, speaking of ORWs, um, let's talk a little silly season before we get Ryder D on. 
Enzo Lopes. Oh. There was a PR saying he signed for Club MX for 2024. Correct. I don't know. I think we do know. It's do we- just going to take some time to get to that point. Um, sounds like he's doing star. Yes. Supercross only. I just wouldn't expect any final information or confirmation anytime soon. I think I, it's getting a little ugly behind the scenes. and um, But I expect Enzo to race for Star. Yes, because normally when you have one of these situations, the direction that the rider wants to go in, mm-hmm. which would obviously be Star in this instance, yeah. it does end up going that way. Right. Rarely do you see a rider have to go the path that they don't want to. Right. It usually works out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Ala Barsha and TLD Gas Gas a few years yes, ago, and right? Sewer with Kawasaki and Yamaha this year, right, right. So that's a that's a little silly, silly season scoop. I don't. So what is this spot? Because I know that Star spoke to another rider about this Enzo spot. I don't know. I so thought they what, were full. I, yeah. So I, what I, rider is this? This is this replacing? I don't know, man. It's Bobby Reagan. Star just went. Hey, let's, uh, you know yeah. what? Let's you have know, another rider. We need ten. We need ten guys because they got Benick. Yep. They got. The Towers. Yep. Amateur. Yep. Jordan. Yep. Romano. <laughs> yep. Deegan. It's getting full. Yep. Uh, Robertson. Styles. Um, Lopes. So Lopes is a seventh. You know we're missing somebody. No. Yeah. Or no, you know, you know we're missing somebody. Somebody's screaming at their computer right now. Are we? I think we might be good. Jordan. Bennick. Styles, Deegan, Romano. We didn't say Romano. No, we, you did say Romano. I did say Romano? Yeah. That's eight. I mean, that is an adequate number of riders. <laughs> it feels like it's a lot. Yeah, it feels like it's pretty fine. I feel like that, yeah. I right. mean, if they want to be ballsy, they could go to 11. But obviously, they're taking the sensible approach yeah. and going with the yeah. limited number of yeah. eight riders. Uh, also, Ducati uh, uh, snooping around, right? Ducati racing MXGP in 2025. Yep. Um, they're snooping around. They're meeting with teams. We've known that for a while. They're, you know, they're, they're going to make it. Beta's coming in. Uh, Triumph's coming in, and Ducati in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, I think everyone would be surprised to learn how many American races Ducati have been at this year. I would say, definitely more than ten. Right. They have been snooping around a lot. They visited teams at um, workshops, which is surprising because I don't think America is coming until. 2027 no one's seen a bike yet right so there's a bike there is a 450 being thrasher thrasher yes thank you jamie there we go jamie coming through you can always rely on someone absolutely um he's probably just hammered right now on fireballs (laughs) he's thrashing them um no so in italy at the moment there is a ducati 450 being ridden daily by an by a top five italian championship rider whose name escapes me at the moment but it wouldn't be recognizable um has anybody seen it no photos no i haven't seen it but from what i hear the package that is being ridden is really good like very competitive and this isn't an aprilia josh coppins thing i don't think so but it does have a bit of a an air of that you could say right um but i like the fact that originally we thought they were going to do mxgp and maybe even america next year they're just doing the Italian championship, and I like the fact that they are slowly, slowly catchy monkey. They're not just rushing in and yeah. going racing. They are paying their dues and yeah. taking their time and step by step. Might be a 94 Ducati talk. 
Might be but some then, 94 Ducati talk. We don't think that would be 2025, do we? Or maybe it could be? That's what I heard. Yeah, 2025. I, well, I guess if you've got that option, then if you're Ducati, you would... Well, actually, speaking of which, so I was talking to someone close to Ducati in August, mm -hmm. and they said they do not care about MXGP. Ducati are doing this to win in America. If they win the MXGP title and aren't successful in America, the project is a failure. Mm -hmm. They care about America 20 times more than MXGP. If they, if they win in America and come last in MXGP, that's good by them. So yeah. that would tell you that yeah. they want to go for these names. I think you'd be surprised at yeah, what we're seeing coming. I think Ducati are making some big moves behind they the scenes. They got money. Yeah, and I, I would assume. I've always heard that, I don't know how true this is, but I've always heard that Ducati, KTM going to MotoGP, an expert, uh, a subject we're both experts on. Absolutely. KTM going to MotoGP essentially shit on Ducati's turf, mm. to put it, professionally yep so ducati coming into motocross is kind of a little bit of a retaliation mm. you come to our playground well let us go to yours wow yeah. i don't really know about anyone moto gp but no neither do i that don't ask me sense. a follow-up yeah. right yep um so silly season talk there uh yeah be, don't be surprised see ducati and some big names when they do it throw it together when they do come together. Yeah, and it should, well, I know for a fact that it's 451st in Europe, yep. so I would presume 451st in America. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, Lewis Phillips brought to you by EVS Sports. Lewis, what do you think of when I say EVS Sports? I went to EVS a couple of years ago, and the address was Compton, and it really scared me, but it was not a dangerous part of Compton. Okay. Didn't expect that, did you? Great stuff. <laughs> EVS-sports.com, uh, RJ Hampshire, Team USA, Chiz, Axel Hodges, Pastrana, all right, EVS when they race, ride, or whatever. Uh, Travis decides to do that day. Check out EVSSports.com. Use the code PULP30 at EVS-sports.com. These guys are really great in the protection world. Uh, they do a lot of great things. Uh, a lot of racers have grown up with EVS, used it, uh, including and using it today. Uh, EVS Sports, we are protection, EVS-sports.com. PULP30, the code to save. All the codes to save on PulpMexShow.com. And uh, under sponsor deals, you can check that out. Uh, we thank those guys uh, as well for coming on board. They're bringing you Lewis Phillips, those guys, EVS Sports. Uh, and they're coming up next with Ryder D as well. Um, real quickly, Ryder D, he's not on the phone right now, so don't worry okay, about it. Okay, few. Ryder D, Levi Kitchen, Joe Schmoda, all switching. Yep. All big name guys. Yep. Who has the most success? Well, I think... Joe, just because he's already kind of there, but biggest um, upward trajectory, I think Levi. I think that there was a lot of Levi hype coming into this year, and it was too early, whereas now more of the pieces of the puzzle are in place, mm -hmm. and they should be put together. When you see him whole shot and win a National Moto, when you see him whole shot and win SMX thing it's in there right supercross yeah. got supercross win in seattle it's it's in there can you think of another rider who's so start dependent because i can't i feel like there was someone like in the 2000s but yeah i can't think of another rider who if he holds shots oh he can win easily yeah but if he finish, if he it's, starts 10th oh he won't be able to progress higher than ninth. yeah it, it is it is uh it's a weird to, to look i mean we, we talked for a long time about justin cooper's vault and how many how, how great he was yeah. but how few wins he had right uh, Levi's got the same thing going on a little bit in his vault results, right? So, yeah. Um, so it should be interesting to see what he does. I think Joe also because of that Honda thing. Or you said Levi, sorry. I think Joe because of that Honda thing. 
just being concentrated. And him and Hymas, the only 250 guys, and, you know, kind of – I mean, I don't know if we're going to get fooled again by the Joe Schmoda late-season surge because it happened to us last year. Yep. But, yeah. I do – Um, do you think that there is – I think there's a bit of pressure and a bit of urgency for Joe to actually get the job done next year. Because, as you say, we've seen the yeah. same yeah. story play out enough times where – if it does, if if the same story unfolds in twenty twenty four, I think questions have to be asked. Right. So I think of, you're right. Yeah. A bit of pressure from yeah. that side. Yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, I think that's fair. Yeah. When you're on factory Honda and you're getting paid what he's getting paid, and you have all the attention on there, when you have Hunter and Jet and their two fifty legacy, the bikes look good, yeah. right? So all of that, I think there is a little bit of questions if he doesn't perform. I guess he'll be dog pound. Uh, dog pound, but still working with Nick. Oh, okay. Yeah, from what I hear. What about Ryder D? I guess the RV relationship is over? I don't think so, but we can ask Oh, him. okay. Yeah. Uh, at Cherubies USA, add at Cherubies USA on social media. Uh, and please check them out, whether it's uh, Barsha, who's on the TLD Gas Gas team, just like Ryder D, AC, Cooper Webb, uh, Jason Anderson, many others along the way. At Cherubies has fine-tuned the products to offer the highest level of performance and protection in the industry. Add at Cherubies USA on social media, bringing you our next guest of the night. It's Ryder D. Francesco. What's up, Ryder? How are you, man? Good, are you? We're good. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. I know we just had you on, but you had a little bit of news, so, you know. Yeah, big news today. Uh, what about the Ryan Villapoto question that Lewis just asked? Uh, from what I understand, you're, you're staying with him, right? Yeah, it should be all good for next year. Well, what does that mean for Will Harden, then? Well, Will can work. Uh, Will he's work just Pierce Brown. Colt no, Nichols? I, oh, okay. Colt I, Nichols? Think, I think we'll all work together, honestly. Like. I think it'll be a good gig for all of us. Okay, a bit of like a hybrid, like Will helps with yeah. some things, RV helps with some things. Yeah. Listen, yeah. RV's busy. He's got a lot of commitments. He's TV <laughs> he star does. now, you know. Uh, Ryder, he told me he was the best race day live guy ever. He told me that. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, he's going to hype himself up. Right. Uh, hey, great video. Great uh, Silly Season announcement video. video. Did you see it? Yes. Lewis, fantastic job, Ryder. That was great. No, it was good. Those guys know how to do it right like they had this plan i'm like all right well let's do it and then um yeah it turned out a uh, lot better than i expected how many takes into the pool just one. Oh, okay surprisingly all right didn't yeah i didn't know how, how that went um you know what movie that's from right do you know uh old school yes yeah okay uh, yeah. lewis doesn't know that no I, I just presumed it was a video i didn't realize it was a nah scare. you gotta watch it yeah it's from the movie Okay. Yeah, it's it's. it's I really probably good. would have appreciated the video more if I knew that. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Really, really cool. Uh, good job on that. So, um, how much have you ridden the bike? Uh, I did about thirty minutes from that video that you guys saw on the Supercross track, and then, um, I rode a full day at Glen Helen, and then they gave me a four fifty factory edition just to come home. I'm in Bakersfield right now. Oh, okay. Just to, um, hang out and ride around, and dude. Uh, that bike's really good. Yeah, yeah, I bet. It's a really good bike. 450 life is pretty nice, right? Yeah, yeah. And even even the bike that I rode at Glen Helen just the one day, that was the their factory 250. And okay. Yeah, I couldn't be couldn't be more stoked. Yeah, really, right? Um, so, how? yeah, what did you think of the 250 on a soupy track? Uh, it was it, – it's, it's a lot quieter than that the PC bike, mm -hmm. um, which is different. It doesn't seem like it's as fast, but – uh, like right away I was comfortable and and I went into it like trying not to think about it too much right yep um, so yeah I adapted really well and each time I get on the 450 um, 
like I'm pushing it more and more and more. So I get a little more comfortable, but yeah, no problems yet. I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah. No, listen, rider, every rider tells us how stoked they are on their <laughs> new bike. So I get it, but yeah, I mean, I am, I, I am interested to see what you think. Um, let's, You've had a green front fender in front of you your whole life, maybe except for a Cobra. I don't know, but yeah, you've basically had a green front fender in front of your whole life. So yeah, and I think maybe that's why I'm so excited about it. But um, yeah, it's been it's been a long time. We've always had the opportunity to maybe go somewhere else, like when my contracts were up with Kawasaki, mm-hmm. um, and it's just been like we'll stick it, like we'll stick it out. The bike, my bike is really good. When I was on eighty fives, and then we're like, yeah, we just can't move. Like Cali's, but is our home, right? And so it's always been a discussion around the house when it comes time. And then, um, yeah, this is the time that we switched up, and I think we made a good, a good, good switch. Yeah, I feel like um, everyone kind of knew this was happening a long time ago. So was it a pretty easy decision? Like when this offer got put in front of you. Was it kind of cut and dry that this was the direction you wanted to go, or were there other options that you seriously considered? Um, there were some other options that um, I considered, and there was a lot of phone calls back and forth on what I was comfortable with, and um, I think I just needed a change. Uh, obviously, Mitch's team is, is a really good team to be on, but um, I, it was time. Um just to have something new and, and relearn something and, and have that fun back into it of having a new front fender in front of me. Um, and that's what it came down to is, is that. So, um, yeah, I thank Mitch and yeah, I just think it was, it was time for me to move on. I've never really thought about this and obviously you don't know yet, but do you think it, do you think you will benefit from being one of only two rider, two, two fifty riders on the gas gas team instead of on a team like pro circuit or star where there are a lot of two fifty riders? Uh, I think I'll learn more of that when we go racing. Um, could you see it helping though? I, I think so. Um, uh, obviously you're going to get all the focus when there's only two to 50 guys instead of five. Um, I think it will help with some things for sure. Um, how couldn't it? But yeah, I, I mean, I can't really answer that until we go racing. What's your new number? I didn't even look today. 34. Ooh, how do we feel about that? Uh, I want to keep 75. But yeah, 75 is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have that pool yet. No, no, not yet. Would you go, no. to, would you go 75 if you, if you finish top 10 overall? Yeah, seventy-five or either twenty-three. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, two-year deal? Do we, can we tell it? Can you yeah, tell us? Two-year deal. Two-year deal. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, that's exciting. Yeah, and uh, and Barsha is uh, a good guy to be around, and he works really hard off the bike. Um, you're gonna get probably soak in some of that too as well, like uh, what a top four fifty guy does, you know. Um, so that's really great because certainly he's a race winner and all of that. So that'll help. Um, um, and then yeah, also, I just I I uh. I think Mitch blew on this one. I really do. I, I know Ryder's on the phone right now, and I never, I never got the sense Ryder. And I like Mitch. He's a good dude. He's awesome. He's a legend. I never got the sense that Mitch was a hundred percent stoked with you over the years. And sometimes you went backwards in races. Sure, you had a nice end of the year this year. I. I don't know. It felt like for as much as you've been Team Green and as many titles as you won in the amateur title, I think 
Mitch was never all in on you. And I don't know. I, I've been wrong before, but I think he, I think Kawasaki is going to regret this a little bit. <laughs> I, I could say a lot. Um, okay. But don't but, get yourself in trouble, but yeah. No, no, for sure. Um, and Mitch has had my back, obviously, since 65s and all the way up through. I didn't even have a pro contract the last two years, and he took me under his wing and mm-hmm. gave me the opportunity to have two or uh, one and a half of pro outdoor seasons. Um, so I, I thank him a lot. Um, but there is times where I'm like, he didn't even tell me good job this weekend. Like, But that's just Mitch. And yeah. he's... I don't know. I mean, you can can call him an old man, and that's just how he works. Um, Yeah, it's tough love. It's tough love over there. It is. It is really tough love, and and you got to take it. You got to take it like that. Um, But there is also days where, like, man, I wish you had told me good job today. You know? Yeah. Um, So yeah, it it was very tough, Um, and I think that's why I needed this new start to my program. Right. Um, Just something different and. I think this is the right fit for me. Those guys over at TLD, it's a super small team, so I'll have all those guys around me. And um, I think yeah, too, it's it's it'll be more fun. I think it'll be more it, fun you for know? sure. And and, yeah. and look, that doesn't mean not training and not working hard. It doesn't mean that. It just yeah, it'll be a little more fun, and maybe you'll thrive a little bit under there. I just I'm a little surprised that. The amount, of Kaw- the amount you've won and the amount of Kawasaki put into you over the years, your leash wasn't a little bit longer there, and they didn't try to say, hey, let's just stick this Ryder D thing out. There's something here. Because I think there's something here. You know? There is. You know? So, yeah. yeah. Lewis, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, like, it's odd. <laughs> well, I don't know how much you want to say, but reading between the lines, it, well, was there a Kawasaki offer? Can you say that? Was there an option to stay? Ah, uh, there wasn't an option to stay. No. Uh, okay. Well, so, there goes my question. Yeah. So. No. Yeah. But, like, I think if I had an option to stay, or if I had an option to move on, um, it would have been tough. But I think I would have moved on, and that's what I think that new start. Yeah. Is going to help. I guess it, it's sure. one of those things where them not giving you the option to stay, it kind of pushes you to make that leap into something new which maybe you wouldn't have done if you had the option to stay comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it'd be yeah. interesting to see what you do. I think the TLD Gas Gas guys really, really got a an up-and-coming uh, star here in the sport. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, your starts are great, and you're putting things together. You had a nice second half of the season, you know, SMX. SMX went pretty well. There was a yeah. shitty one shitty moto in there, but, you know, yeah. Yeah, SMX was good. Um, obviously, Charlotte. I talked yep. to you guys after Charlotte, and that, yep. was, that was good. And I I think I I learned on those three rounds, like, success can come pretty easy, but also it can turn on you really quick, and you can you can have a bad couple races. Like, mm-hmm. I left Charlotte, and I'm, like, stoked. Like, that was good. That's where I should belong. Like, that's going to be me the next two races. And then um, – yeah, shit can go south really quick. Is, is what I yeah. is what I learned those those next two. But yeah, like with how I was riding during the week and all of that, and how comfortable I felt on Supercross, mm-hmm. um, that was like a huge step. Um, even RV was like, "Dude, you look like a totally different guy from when 
we started in mm-hmm. January. So, yeah, I never understood yeah, that either. I think that part of it is a huge step. I never understood that either. He, uh, Ryder races chance in in futures last year, and you know battles and wins a couple whatever, and then we go into this year, and there's just no talk of Ryder riding Supercross. No, he's still on the amateur contract. He can't race Supercross. He's got to, and I'm just like, what? Yeah. What the hell? Anyways, it was weird. The whole thing was weird. The whole Ryder D Pro Circuit thing was weird. Yeah, do I'm you, just going on record as saying that. Do you feel, again, maybe you don't want to say, but do you feel like... Don't get him in trouble, I'm not, Lewis. I'm, it's, okay. it's a question. <laughs> okay. Do you feel like racing Futures and not Supercross this year was kind of a waste of your time? Like, look in hindsight now, are you like, I would really like to have that that time under my belt rather than now going into your rookie season? Yeah, I got hurt at the beginning of the season, though, like the day after A2. Or, the no, I would have raced A2. So the weekend after A, the day after A1, I got hurt. Um, so I missed A2 Futures. And I think if I would have raced that and done well, I would have went East Coast Supercross. Oh, okay. Um, but I didn't come back until Glendale, which was like round 10. Um, and I raced Futures there because I kind of just had to race. Like, that was my main goal there. Um but if I didn't get hurt in race day two, I would have probably went East Coast Supercross. But also, I was still under amateur contract, so I really don't know. Yeah, I just they, feel like the, I, they I heard, played out so many different ways. I heard that from the other side. He's under our amateur contract, and I'm like, you can't tear it up. You're Kawasaki. You're literally you're Kawasaki. You yeah, can't. Just, you can do what you I want. I feel like you could terminate that contract. I feel like Kawasaki could terminate Kawasaki's contract and then put Ryder on a Kawasaki pro contract. I don't know. Call me crazy. I just feel like that could happen. But anyways. Um, hey, you're up in Bakersfield. Uh, Jet Reynolds, obviously your teammate at Pro Circuit. Uh, he's not coming back there also. But he's been doing some some test rides with teams. He's, he's, he's planning on racing, I hear? Yeah. I rode with him. Let's see. I rode with him Friday, and then I rode with him today. Okay. And I cycled with him Thursday. So we've been... Yeah, we've been hanging out. Um, he's got some things in the works. Good. Okay. Uh, so you'll see him racing this year, but um, I'm glad just to see him back healthy and, well, and riding again. Like, it's a long sickness. It's a real long illness. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I can tell you what that kid. <laughs> no, we just at some point the media said Jet Reynolds is the press release said Jet Reynolds isn't racing. He's got an illness, and then he just never came back. It was the longest I illness. Think, I think it said food poisoning to begin with. Yeah. And then it turned into illness. Yeah. And then it turned into missing. <laughs> yeah, just gone. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad he's going to still race again and, and, you know, try to get some finishes because there was something there for Jet. You know, he didn't have no. the easiest year, but there was a few highlights. Yeah, and you see it every day. Like, I just saw it today. I'm like, this, he's still really good and mm-hmm. has that potential. Yep. Um, he just needs the right people around him. And if that takes him moving across the country and and riding for someone then yeah i think i I just think he needs to get out of bakersfield get out of socal like get somewhere where he's just ride sleep and like breathe that shit for a little bit oh we have a drop for that from villaman we have a drop somewhere for that uh about the the the, what the the dedication needed in supercross rider d wake up supercross eat supercross Shit, Supercross, <laughs> fuck Supercross, <laughs> and sleep Supercross. That's it. That's all you got to do, Ryder. Yeah. Um, do you anticipate yourself staying in Southern California, or would you think you'll go uh, Bamland? Bamland's for sale, or did he sell yeah, Bamland? I think it's been for sale for a while. Okay, I don't know if he's still going out there or whatever. But you, do you anticipate yourself traveling a little bit or staying in SoCal? Uh, it depends what coast I race. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think 
I do have the opportunity to go to Florida and ride someplace there um, if, if it comes. But yep. SoCal's, I live in Newport, um, and it's nice. I mean, it's close to home. But if it comes to move, me moving to Florida, then it comes to that. But that's not that's li- not me. I feel like I, I'm a SoCal guy. You live in Newport, like on your own, or with your is your mom and dad? Yeah, there? Newport Beach by myself. Dude, you made that much money to live in Newport? No, no. So family like rental house or something? How are you living in Newport? Vacation home, bro. I wish no. I, I wish I, I wish I was a, a rider. You know, I, I could have a place in Newport. Yeah, it's God's country down there. Keep yeah, I'm riding the RV. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh shit! Is is he done with his renovations yet? What's going on with no. that? I, I feel no. like his renovations have been a year now. It has been. Every time I see them, I'm like, he dude. Lived, he lived in his motorhome for like four months, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I see him, he's just like. Uh, yeah, man, Randall's almost done. And I'm like, this has been the longest. He gutted some. He bought some castle and gutted it. Yeah. And then it's just been nothing but problems. Maybe money's tight. Yeah. Yeah, is money tight for him? No, money isn't tight. For okay, him. Do, do, do we need to go fund me for RV's interior Maybe. renovations? He's trying Maybe. to scrape together a couple of hundred bucks to, like, finish a door or know. something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Buy him a shovel. Hey, did you know Barsha at all? Do you, is this your first time? Like, do, did you Did you have any relationship with him before? No, I met him that same day that we jumped in the pool together. So. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, <laughs> I like him. I like him so far. Yeah, he's a spaz, man. You'll like him. He, he's he's pretty funny. He's pretty loose. Yeah, yeah. We should be good together. Right. He um. You could tell in that video he went all in. Oh he, yeah. He dedicated himself to that role. Yes. Pierce he, Brown he was had, a little awkward. He was. Yeah. yeah. He had his lines <laughs> dialed. <laughs> he had he had the option just to push me in the pool, and he's like, "Nah, we're going all in." Yeah. No, I'm, like, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Absolutely not. Uh, on on Barsha, he's he's on all in. Uh, maybe another question that you can't, you don't really Come want to talk on, about. Lewis. But no, this is fine. But you know, um, when the Team USA stuff was going down, there was talk that maybe you would go on a gas gas. So did you ever uh, get involved in that talk? Did that ever reach you? Um, yeah, did, was that ever a thing? Yeah, it was. The couple of days after Charlotte, um, I got the call. My dad actually got the call from Roger and. Um, I got asked if I wanted to go represent USA, and my I want I really that's been my dream is to, is to do that. And I've raced the Junior World Championships, so I mm-hmm. kind of got a little bit of taste of it. But I just didn't feel like I could put my full hundred percent, and I believe that's what it takes to go over there and represent your country is one hundred and ten percent. And I don't think I had that, um, which. Is fine, and I think I'll get another opportunity to go do it. But um, yeah, I got asked to go, mm-hmm. but I just don't think I'm fully ready to go represent my country like that. I think it's a smart move. Yeah, jumping on a foreign bike first race. Yeah, designations. Yeah, I, I think I'm. I think I'm with you, man, on that. Like, <laughs> hopefully, it comes around again for you again. But that would have been a really tough situation for you for sure. I got. I got both sides of it. I'm. It, I got the side of, yeah, you got the opportunity, so you do it. And I'm like, no, like, yeah, it's a big letdown. Yeah. If you do, if you do chop the ball. Yeah. So, yep. um, yeah, I yeah, think we, it was a smart idea. We've seen it over the years with Justin Cooper, Cooper Webb, you know, the guys that are losing teams. It's, yeah, 
Speaking of that, Barsha's like 0-3 and, and ridden his balls off every time. I feel bad for, for Bam Bam. Yeah, I think he's low-key pissed about it as well. Right. Because every time he's gone, he's lost, but he's been the best rider on yeah. Team USA. Yeah, yeah. It would just suck to never win one, right? Yeah. Even if you just go 1-3 and three on your record or whatever, right? Like, just sad. Sad, yeah. Um Hey, uh, Ryder D, uh, by the way, brought to you by the folks at the Cherubies, at a Cherubies USA uh, on social media. Check out their handguards, discards, frame guards, and more. And Ryder D. Francesco running a Cherubies plastic on his Gas Gas TLD. So when you put the gear on, did you, did you say, hey, man, maybe I don't need the stuff that fits, you know, where everyone can see my, my unit. Can you just loosen <laughs> it up a little bit? Or, or did you go for full, you know, hugging TLD gear right off the bat? Where are we at? Uh, it's pretty tight, but not as tight as uh... – Bam Bam stuff's pretty tight. <laughs> I, didn't want, I didn't want to go that tight. But, I, it's, I feel like it's uh, a little too tight, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it is It is good-fitting stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I got I got all my specs right. But um, the gear is actually super light. Yeah. Like, the whole setup with, like, the goggles, the boots, like, a super comfortable setup, for sure. I, it had to be weird for you to put that gear on and a TLD helmet and... and Get on a gas gas. You had to be like, it's funny. It's funny. The first stuff I've ever wore on like my PW50 was Troy Lee stuff. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Yeah. So back, back to where I started. You're coming back around. Yeah. Back around. Yeah. Um, I guess, well, that video was filmed at the Murrieta KTM tracks and you've obviously been to the new HQ, I guess. So um, what what are your thoughts on all of that? Because the two tracks they've got in Murrieta, the new HQ, it's all, um, I think it's all really impressive. So I'd imagine that had a bit of a, a bit of a wow factor for you. Yeah, super impressive. And like the full track layout, um, two tracks, and they obviously got something else over there in the back. And then that shot that they got like is unmatchable. I, I've, I've seen some pretty cool stuff at Cali. Obviously, they've got like their full setup. But Cowie has, like, jet skis, side-by-sides, moto, where KTM's just, like, a full motocross race shop, which, um, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, listen, I got e-bikes, too. You can get to grab an e-bike there, Ryder D. Yeah, gas, gas. I, got a, I got a new road bike. Oh, yeah? Uh, a yeah. felt? A felt one? Yeah, felt. Oh, you're all dialed in. Look at oh, you. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah, I came, I rode, so I went to the shop first time the Monday after the Coliseum, rode the bike. And then I came to Bakersfield Wednesday, mm-hmm. and I couldn't fit one more helmet in my truck. It was so full. full so. <laughs> nice. I came home on kid on Christmas. Nice. Yeah, that's really that's cool, right? That's part of part of the gig with with switching teams and, and getting outfitted and everything else. Um, and then um, uh, what? Hey, so take putting your results aside, which is impossible for racers to do. Uh, so we'll we'll try anyways. What did you think of SMX format? tracks all of that like is this something that you're going to be in 2024 when they're like hey Ryder D or you know we're going to SMX are you going to be excited for are you going to be like eh like what were your feelings on the three rounds and the tracks and format and everything else uh I loved them the I the least favorite was Chicago just of how fast it was and Mm then um we had some pretty dark sections on the track which made it a little scary but the two more super crossy ones were super nice like i loved them um so like when it comes time next year like i'll be excited but um the format and stuff i think i don't know i like friday i know most guys don't yeah but yeah you like it just shaking down it's kind of like a big press day but 
yeah, I like the Friday riding and then even Saturday. But, yeah, I'm excited for next year. Okay. So SMX is a thumbs up for, from you. Yeah, thumbs up for me. All right. Speaking but of um, I didn't I didn't do a supercross season, so I like I don't know what it's right. like to race the full thirty one rounds or whatever it is for us, but yep. um speaking of Fridays, do you feel like you need that extra little bit of time to just dial things in? Like are you are you a guy who f- needs that time versus just doing a couple of short practice sessions and going all in? No, I don't feel like I need the time. I think it's just good to shake down the bike and the track. Um I just like to have fun on those days, too. Like, we were talking about those three rounds. Like, they should just open the track up for an hour and treat it like MotoGP and have, like, a full open mm-hmm. session for the 250 and 450, which I think would be super cool. But um, it would be cool if they brought in different formats like that. Yeah, try something different. Yeah. 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 But We used uh, to have that, yeah, that back, like, back in the uh, 90s, Lewis and, and Ryder D. Let me give you a little history lesson here. Uh, in the 90s, they would have – uh, 30-minute open practice on Fridays, all-size bikes, but you had to be a factory rider. So they would you know, basically declare all the 125 support teams and, and 250 guys factory riders, and they would be, get in that practice. And it would just be open. You could pull over, talk to your mechanic, get back out there or whatever. Yeah. So we used to do that. Timed or not timed? Yeah, 30 oh. minutes. That'd be like ti- as in they were recording lap times or it was just oh. free? Well, I don't think back then we cared. Yeah, we didn't. Oh, yeah. okay. Nobody had lap times. It was just Friday. vibes. Yeah. But Friday would be free practice anyways. So yeah. if you just had an hour worth of 250s, touch up the track, hour worth of 450s, you can pull in, yeah, hang out, or you can go back out. Yeah. No, I like it. I'm down with it. It's like me at Glen Helen. Like, it's basically a four-hour day when I'm at <laughs> Glen Helen, and I just pull out for a few laps at a time, pull Thanks, in, Greg. right, pull in, shake my hands off because I can't hold on anymore, and pull back out. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I like it. Uh, any other questions for Ryder D? Brought to you by a Cherbies. Uh, I think I'm good. All right. I feel like I've put enough uh, yeah. dangerous questions remember, into the air. You could have got me in trouble in that. Yeah, remember, the, the guy who get you in trouble is Vital MX, not Pulp MX. It's Vital I MX. go by the name of Lewis, not Vital, Vital. MX. <laughs> well, yeah, don't, look, don't lump Lewis in with, with Darkseid, you know, and the other guy. No, so. we, um, yeah, good, good answers. Good, good answers. Good chat, I feel like. I, I, I don't want to come across, again, like, I don't want to come across as like a homer because Ryder's on the phone here. But I think this was a, I don't know what. I think Kawasaki missed the boat here, man. They didn't. Mitch was never gelling with Ryder D and Ryder D with the team, and I, I, this is going to be my thing, I think. I did not know that there was not an offer from Kawasaki, and that is quite surprising. Even if there's like a low ball offer, right? like make half-ass effort yeah. to yeah. keep him. Like yeah. I was quite surprised by that. I think that's surprising, and I think Kawasaki, Ryder D, maybe not this year, but by the end of your deal at TLD, I think Kawasaki will be like, damn, should have kept Ryder D. That's what I think. That's what I think will happen. I don't know. Hopefully. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong before, but yeah, it's my, it's my feelings, Ryder. Uh, hey, thanks for jumping on for late notice, too, because I just literally texted you today. So I really appreciate yeah, that. You're all good. Uh, I didn't know when your PR was going to drop. Uh, I've arranged for a couple other interviews when the PR drops, and those riders ghosted me. So I really appreciate, Ryder, you getting back to me, you know? So, yeah, anytime. Yeah, appreciate it. Good luck on everything, buddy, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. All right. Thank you. See ya. That's Ryder DeFrancesco, everybody. Uh, TLD, guest, guest Ryder. Questions were fine. Add a Cherubies USA. What? The, the questions were fine.
There's yeah. nothing too like he can answer them or he can. he he answered them fine. Yeah, yeah. he answered them. We're fine. all good. Yeah. So no offer from you Cal- were you were really hammering at it though. So what? I, wonder, I just was one. I was you not didn't, hammering. You didn't take at it. no the first time. You just what? kept hammering them. There was no. I don't know where you got this from. Slander. Must be uh, like Chase. Must be trendy to pick on Lewis. I guess. Um, no, but he said. Fuck you! You're fired. Okay, brilliant. Um, no, he said no offer from Kawasaki. Yeah. So and he said he had other options to consider. Mm-hmm. So I don't know any other. No, else. I never yeah. heard of no, him. No, I, getting... I never heard of anything. But I, I'm, I'm guess... not saying he's wrong. But yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but what else could it be? Star? I don't know. Bar X? I don't know. Ducati? Jet Reynolds rode a Bar X bike recently, though. Yeah, and I think he rode a. Or I think he's talking to club. Yeah, yeah. I think he's he in the he's Ifa. Some, yeah. Well, with Enzo leaving, maybe there's a spot there. Uh, but no, listen. I don't like. I said I like uh, Mitch Payton is one of my longest friends in the industry. Like I've known him for a long time, and he's a good dude. He just he wasn't Team Rider D, and no. maybe there's things I don't know. It's very possible there's things that I don't know, but he wasn't Team Rider D. And he never really got to be Team Rider D. And so I knew a long time ago, not a long time ago, but I knew a while ago, this kid ain't long for this team. And yeah. I'm like, why though? Like, why? Like, yes, he goes backwards in some races. He got starts and went backwards. I get it. But there are plenty of things to hang your hat on. I think flashes here and there to be like, oh, we got something here. So if Mitch didn't want to keep Rider D... But say Kawasaki said to Mitch, we really want to continue investing in this kid. Who has the yeah. final say? Uh, that's a great question. I think Mitch really kind of... Yeah, so do I. Yeah, in that instance. Yeah, yeah and that, I mean, I know Kawasaki has made him take a couple guys over the years. Uh, but for the most part, he, yeah, you know. Like, to, to make it clear just how big a deal this is, this is like uh, Kawasaki letting AC go just before his first full pro year. Yeah. Like, think how shocking that would be. Yeah. Yeah, he won a lot for him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Quite a good so, rider. I think so, too. Got an e-bike, living in Newport. Life's good. Life's good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Don't uh, yeah, don't don't cry for Rider D. Two-year deal. He's, he's fine. Um, okay, coming up next, Jade Dungey on the show. Uh, brought to you by the folks at Wiseco. Over 80 years experience manufacturing pistons, Lewis. That's, that's a lot. Factory Honda partners with Wiseco. So they won. The Supercross Championship with Chase Sexton. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they did. Uh, Two-stroke, four-stroke pistons, garage body engine, rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components. Weiss goes a full range of performance components for dirt bikes, UTVs, ATVs, you name it. Partners of the HRC guys. Code is Pulp23 to save at Weiss This is the best part. So if you want a top end uh, or you want garage body or whatever the Weiss guys make, which is a bunch of stuff. You could save with the Pulp 23 code. Uh, USA Made Racer Elite connecting rods uh, as well. I use some of these in my project bike, my Project uh, 1990. So Yeah, that looked good. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Impressive Appreciate. stuff. Thank you. Uh, I know you're big on that old, you know, the old bikes and stuff. Yep. So really huge. Yeah. Touched me. <laughs> so thanks to the folks at Weisco for bringing you uh, Jay Dungeon the show. Real quick, though. Uh, Dark. <laughs> 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 That's David Bradshaw's bike. I just fucked up. What's up, Dark? What's up? I just want to see what we got to do to get our boy Lewis to Millville. Are you going? I'm retired. I've been retired for like seven years now. You know what? He didn't. He didn't. He didn't win the lottery. Like he just didn't get it. I didn't even get an invite. He didn't. He didn't put. And also, Jamie calls and says this. Jamie could have made me his plus one. Yeah, you could have, Jamie. Who says he's not? Let's go. Let's ride. Well, seems a bit forced. Are you driving up yourself? 
I mean, yeah, I'm driving. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming up with a buddy, but yeah, we're driving up. Well, no, I, oh. by yourself. That's right. So you're bringing a plus one. Yes. Who is it? Uh, my buddy Michael Gage. He's a local A rider. You can imagine Jamie just in the local bar, just hanging this invite in front of everyone. Yeah. Who wants to come? Yeah, who who wants, to come? wants to come with Mr. Side? <laughs> uh, there was a lottery. There probably was. Are you selling your okay. spot for $800? That's, that's, the, that's the word on the street. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see what the offers are. But, yeah, I had a lot of buddies that were not happy. They want to go. The life of a popular king. Yep, yep. Just think. Uh, Steve's the popular one, or Millville's the popular one. They don't give a shit about me going. They just want to go. Just think, Mr. just think, Mr. Side. Just a year ago or so, when you're digging ditches, no one wanted to go to Millville with you. You know, and now, <laughs> and now everyone wants to go to Millville with you. A year ago, he was in the local bar going, "Who wants to come and dig ditches?" Yep. And it was just silence. Just silence. So, uh, yeah, is, Michael, is Michael going? I, don't, I forgot if Michael said he was going or not. At one point he was, one uh, point he was out. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's dealing with shootouts, he said, so he may not be making it. Okay. Well, I know Iron Man's the weekend after that. I know he's not doing that now. I'm not sure about Millville. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, man. Uh, bring it on in, you know. And, and if you want to hang out with Jamie on Saturday and not ride if you didn't get in, he'll hang out with you. I'll definitely hang out. I'm man of the people. We'll take pictures, like you said. Mm-hmm. We'll visit. Yeah. We'll tailgate. That's what Mother is about. Yep. The community. So yep. let's do it. Yep. I don't, I don't want to do any of that, so Jamie can do that with you. He can tailgate with you. He'll be like your puppet. Someone will come up to you and say, hey, Steve, great to meet you. And you'll go, well, how about Jamie? Yeah. <laughs> go tailgate with Jamie here. You know? <laughs> you think it's great to meet me. How about this guy? Go Listen, over there. I'm, I'm not even going to be able to ride even, okay? So uh, who knows? My arm is still screwed so up. So you are going to be, while Jamie's riding, you will be the Jamie in the pits. I think so. Yep. I think I'm going to have to do something. To, to, yeah. So, um, are you bringing? Um, are you? What are you bringing? A Cowie? As, as, not, yeah, I'm not bringing a Kawasaki 450. No yep. two-stroke. Uh, we'll see what we can, if we can fit that. May, if we bring the van, we may might bring three bikes. We'll see. All right, Phil might need a bike, so we can put him on your 252 stroke. Okay, we'll uh, we'll try to work it out where we can bring more than just my bike and Michael's bike. We'll try to bring an extra. Okay. Just just be safe. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Steve and Kiefer were telling me this weekend. Don't do the jumps. Yeah, don't end up in. Don't the jump hospital. anything. Don't 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 end up in a hospital. Oh, come on! We're going to do uh, the chatterpole right off the bat. Lap one. Oh boy. Well, the chatterpole is like that kind of refers to a crash. So I don't like yeah. you putting that into the air. No, it refers to the obstacle. Now that is. Uh, the yeah, but you know, you say it, you think of the crash. Negative manifestation, Jamie. <laughs> All right. More positivity out of you, Lewis. Come on. We have Jay Dungy on the line, Dark. Right. So we got to go. But yeah, um, but yeah um, we'll see you at Millville. Um, All right. We got we got to find out if Jade's going to work for for Chase. I don't think so. Yeah, I think we know that. Yeah. All right. All right, Jamie. Thank you. Oh, we do, we, okay. See. Ya. See. Ya. Uh, that's Fireball, Jamie Guida, everybody. Uh, all right, Weisco, bringing you our next guest of the night. Uh, the most famous Dungy in motorsports by far. Jade Dungy, what's up, Jade? How are you, man? Hey, what, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks I'm for calling cool. in. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Pulp yeah. 23 to save it, Weisco. You are the most famous Dungy out there, right? Shit, I wish. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, did you ever come close to working for Ryan at all, ever? Was there any talk of that, uh, ever? Actually, when we, fir- when we first started doing it, uh, I was his prax mechanic, but... He was going through like you know that the kids get to that stage where they're they're like ready to do it on their own and get rid of mom and dad. And yeah, yep. Me and him were fighting, and I just like I don't need this, so I went to go pour concrete with my my grandpa for oh, okay. before I uh, 
before I went to KTM, Ryan. Yeah. He's fun to work for, but he's freaking, he gets hot-headed, and I don't yeah. think it's good working for siblings. Yeah, probably. That I don't know if that's ever happened in our sport. I can't think of a brother, rider, mechanic, like brothers that are a rider mechanic. I can't, there's hats of somewhere along the line. Like, I mean, at like a factory level or a support level, I'm sure privateer guys yeah. i mean on a high level yeah you started he almost came back before he went to geico he almost before he started the geico thing he was going to come back and, and out of retirement then but it kind of just fell through yeah he's going to release well, a honda or something right yeah yep yep yeah um and you were were you at honda then or no yeah yeah i was yet i was already at honda because people always joke like oh ryan gets me in his contracts and i follow him but yeah. At that time, he followed me. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, hey, we're going to uh, Millville in a couple of weeks for a, for a, a ride day for Pulp Ride Day. I'm stoked, man. I just I can't. I love oh. that track, and Alex is going to prep it. You know, really nice. And uh, yeah, I can't wait, man. Two days of riding there should be fun. Oh, I'm I'm jealous, especially this time of year, that fall weather. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, you're lucky. Is it the best track in D23? You think? Uh, oh yeah, by yeah. far. Yeah. yeah. It, it, actually, we used to go there during the week, and it was actually when when. Uh, their dad, he was kind of, he didn't really prep it during the week. It was actually kind of crappy during the week when we got to ride there. Yeah. And let, you basically had to earn your keep. You had a weed whip or, or do whatever to get a couple laps. Yeah. In, but yeah, yeah. The weekends, there's nothing like it. Did you ever do Grantsburg? Yeah, that track sucks. I suck what? at that one. Oh, I like yeah, Grantsburg. Yeah. We fry clutches because we just weren't that deep of sand riders <laughs> okay. like where we grew up. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but, and then did you ever ride, how old are you, Jade, if you don't let me ask you? Uh, 35. Okay, so probably Elko was gone, but you would have rode Kellogg? No, we we raced Elko, Kellogg, oh. Mazeppa. Oh, yeah, um, I did all those. I did all those from Manitoba uh, coming down. So I liked Elko. No one else really did. I thought Elko was pretty fun. D23 track, Kellogg was fun. So but you would have ran Staples. That was like kind of close to you guys up north. Yeah, Staples. Yeah. Uh, did Staples. That was a sick track. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Good times. District 23 talk, Lewis. Yeah, I'm big on D23. <laughs> yeah, you're big on D23 yep. talk. Uh, hey, man. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us on the show. Appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, Des Nations, uh, how you feeling? I'm actually pumped. We uh, AP's last day riding was today, and I was he he sent uh, he sent an email. It was like 6 a.m. our time, like uh, nine o'clock Florida. He's like, guys, I ran into a problem. <laughs> We open the I open the email. It's a big old dong. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about I'm right, like, dude. What'd you crash? Your visa did not go through. Your uh, yeah. Your uh, I'm just like, what happened? So he's, he's in good spirits. Had a good day today, and we're going racing. So that's good. Yeah, that's awesome, man. No, it's gonna be great. I mean, we had Wygan on earlier talking about this nation's team, and like, look, uh, I feel like AP kind of got overlooked a little bit. Like he was always gonna be on this team, whether Sexton was on or not. He was gonna ride open class for the most part. He had a good year, you know. Um, yeah, on, on yeah. paper, it's one of his best ones in the 450 class. Honestly, like I know the class was a little fizzled out in outdoors, but we've we've got him. Uh, we would have had that win in Supercross if he didn't uh, do that last last half lap oh in Detroit. But yep. on paper, he's had his best year with overalls and, and podiums. We've been crushing it, so I've been pretty stoked with him. Did you ever have you ever been to Destinations before, like as a helper or anything or anything else? In so I got to go when Frankie Frank Latham had his uh, little guy. I went over for for Marvin in fifteen, and I got to work for Marvin. Oh we ended snap! Up, I ended up winning. But, yeah, how yeah, was that? that? That's one of the. That's the sickest race I've ever been to. So Okay, so I went for Team USA one year, and I'm Canadian, and it never even bothered me. I didn't even care that I was not American, and I was working for Team USA. Like, it didn't matter to me. But, Jade, so Berluti, my buddy here in Vegas, right, Tony Berluti, he's yep. like, he, he worked for Berner and for Pichon and Tortelli. Like, he's worked – I don't think he ever – he worked on Team USA as, like, a helper, but never as a mechanic. He was a mechanic for Australia and France and maybe some other country. And he said it always used to bug him to put on another country's team shirt. And he fought it sometimes. Like sometimes he was like, no, I'll just wear my Suzuki one. 
he just he didn't like it. Well, where were you at working for for French uh, team like in France? Like, how were you? What were your feelings like? Honestly, honestly, it's pretty sick. Like, I, I mean, to me, it's not about like me. It's like, but to me, I think it's about the rider and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm there to support the rider. And yeah, I just think it's a cool event. Anyhow, I, any way you get to go there, it's cool. But okay. At Red Bud, I was I wrenched for Marvin this past year and. I got a couple stink guys wearing the French stuff. So I'm like, yeah, I'm at the race and join it. It gives a shit. Dude, that's what, I, that's what I'm That's i the same way. Like, I didn't care that I was Canadian working for uh, Team no. USA. And Berlut's like, oh, I you know, I used to yell at them. Like, I'm not putting on your French shirt. <laughs> it's like, Berlut, <laughs> calm down, man. No one's going to take yeah. your passport. Like, you know. So. No, it's badass. I love it. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm hoping. You know, on paper, I think the we they'll call it whatever the B group or whatever. But honestly, I've been hearing. And I don't know how true it is. I heard uh, Renault. I don't know if that's true. If he's if he's jacked up, and then I don't know how Hunter Lawrence is doing. So almost like yeah, we might we might have a fighting chance. It's going to be tough, but yeah. overall we're going to give it our best. And yeah, I think a podium is a, is a is a is a podium is, a, is right there for you guys. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Lewis, you are our MXGP expert. Renault is hurting a little bit, right? Yeah, he's he's beat up, and the last two rounds haven't been great anyway. Yeah, so he's like beat up physically and mentally. Yep. But Yamaha say he's in one hundred percent, but. In yeah, and Hunter Hunter's racing, but yeah, obviously, look, he didn't. He wasn't well enough to ride L.A. So yeah, you know, things could be yeah coming into place here. I think so. It's the nation. Yeah. Hey, also too, you've oh, been you've been to that track before. I'm sure you can help Aaron help the guys with a little bit of thoughts and stuff. Starting gates. Yeah, and, and honestly, you can't really see much of the mechanics there, but I went and walked it afterwards. But honestly, I think just taking AP alone, I, uh, dude, I think he's going to do good there. It's rutted. It's choppy. It's kind of his. Mm-hmm. his style and he's actually he's always said he kind of sucked when it's hard pack but honestly the last year and a half on the ktm he's actually kind of made it some of his best results like colorado like where we get second there and and uh, I, don't know, I think he's gonna be good he's gonna get a mindset and yeah just if he stays calm and he'll be good yeah i think that i think that'll be great and like we, lewis and i were talking earlier like rj is gonna give you everything he's got like <laughs> it may not work out but he's giving you everything he's got <laughs> <laughs> right? No, AP's a good dude. He's gonna he's gonna go there, and I think he he's got some redemption after that. Uh, uh, when we had the the designations and uh, Red Bud the one year he was mm-hmm. on it and yep. he crashed in the 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 free the qualifying race. So I think he's got a lot to prove, and yep. he's he's motivated. He's so pumped, and I know and he's been riding with RJ and Christian today, and they had a, they both had a solid day. Christian's actually coming into his own. He's he's a uh, Doing motos, no problem. Intensity's there. I think it's going to be tough for him, but uh, mm-hmm. honestly, I think the guys who stepped up to the plate, we got a good, good group of dudes. Yep. So, with um, with certain riders, you'd have to be worried about uh, confidence and mentality at a race as big as this. Um, but I feel like that isn't a concern with AP at all. He's running the number one, and he will be just fine. There's no way that this race gets in his head, right? No, I think he's more. He's kind of like the modern day Pastrana, like. I think he's just going to be signing autographs. He's probably going to. I don't think he has any idea what he's in for. I'm like, dude, I know you've been to the designations in the United States, but this, no disrespect to the United States, this is on a whole other level. The fans are mm-hmm. crazy. It's. I think it'll be his people. He'll, he'll get a kick out of it. Yeah, this race is. This race is this Arne race because it's kind of in a valley, so the fans are all on one side. It's like a coliseum almost. You know, <laughs> it's just nuts. Yeah. Yeah, it I think is. last time they were burning cars. Like they get crazy. They party, and I heard they burn down cars. Like. They're, they're, they go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should be fun. Uh, Wyscale Pistons bringing you Jay Dungy on the show. Uh, Pulp 23 is the code to save. The manufacturing Pistons right in the USA for over 80 years. Erne is, um, I think Erne is like the number one place to go. And even as even as a rider or a mechanic, like to go to the Nations as a defending champion and work on the, num- the bike with the number one on it, like 
no matter if you're on a rider or you're working on the bike, I feel like that is that's the type of thing that dreams are made of. Oh yeah, the, the decal. They actually sent us the graphics, and I haven't got to put them on yet because we are just everything's been go go go. We shipped stuff a couple weeks ago, and I'm actually pumped to like. I got all the graphics in my bag. When I put it on the bike, I'm pumped to see how the whole thing looks because those guys crushed it. Like, it it looked clean. It looks clean. Just the number one looks nice. It's just a nice, nice kit. So I'm, I'm pumped to show it off to everybody. I think all the guys, all the fans, will be pretty pumped on it. So. Yeah, should be good. Decal MX, by the way, Pop MX23 is the code to say with those guys, a big sponsor of us, and the Red Bull KTM guys, of course, use it. Uh, how long have you been at KTM now for? Uh, I started there in 09. Okay. And then in, end of 09, and then I ended up leaving to go to Geico in end of 18. I just, they're going to have me be in house, and you still go to the races. I'm like, I'm still young. I want to be a mechanic. So I uh, was talking to Double D or, or Dan Bentley over at Geico, and he was there, and he said, All right, I, got, I got a rider for you. And then uh, yeah, ended up being uh, Sexton. So I worked, worked for him for, what, three and a half years. And then I, when the whole Geico thing kind of went out, we went to go to uh, Factory Honda. Mm-hmm. And so I was there for a little bit. But that commute from Marietta to Torrance every day was, it was oh, like okay. five hours around trip in the car. So I'm like, I can't do this. So I, I felt bad leaving, leaving Chase because I knew I was leaving a lot on the table with him. He's very, you know, he was yep. basically the, one of the next big future guys. But I was like, I got to worry about my family, and and KTM's right, literally like five minutes from my house. So right, so ended up working out good. So yeah, I've been back here uh, since two thousand and twenty one. I was back at KTM. You know, when you went, when you switched, and you went back to KTM, someone said, yeah, the commute was killing them. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Like really? Like like you would really leave because of a drive? And again, I I lived in California for a long time. Um, I guess people who are listening don't really understand like that Ortega Highway and. Every, like just, I don't know if you took an Ortega to get there. I don't even know, but like just that whole thing, it does just drain you. Yeah, it, it, I think if I didn't have a family, I, I have I have two kids. I have two kids right now, and the mm-hmm. wife. And as you get older, you know, it doesn't get any easier with the family. And it was just like, dude, I, there were some weeks I don't even see my kids because I leave I leave for work before the sun came up, and then you're you're not getting home till nine o'clock because you're sitting in traffic. So I was just like, ah. I love dirt bikes, and my wife's been very fortunate to let me do this as long. But I was just like, I gotta. Yeah. I got to think about my family and, and yeah, so. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot, man. Yeah, California is, <laughs> it, people don't quite understand that. It's it's something else. I lived, I, when I worked at Yamaha, I lived in Anaheim. So going to the test track was against traffic, or was against traffic. Oh. So it was nice. And then coming back, it was against traffic because going into L.A. So living in Anaheim and going back and forth to the test tracks wasn't that bad. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's that's not bad. No. I, I'd get, I'd, I remember I'd drive up to Torrance and I'd be like, all right, oh, there's Yamaha shit. I still got it. Yeah, I still got ways to go. You're like this sucks. Yeah, I know that's a that's a long drive. But at Honda, you could kind of could you go in at like ten and leave at eight, or you didn't want to do that. Either yeah, you could, you could kind of manipulate. Like, should I leave here if I want to be? I leave here at eight sometimes, and you're like, all right. By the time traffic hits, you get there at ten, ten thirty, and then and then you're like, well, I'm, I'm not here till late, but I got a lot of stuff to do, and you you wouldn't leave that shop till seven because you want you want to miss the traffic coming back. Otherwise, you're stuck in the car for three hours. So you were they they were cool. Like yeah. it was nothing. Yep. It was a good atmosphere. Nothing. I was just. I was very comfortable at KTM, and I, I know a lot of the guys there. And, sure. And honestly, when they're five minutes from home, your 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 uh, priorities in life kind of change. You're like, oh, I still get to work on dirt bikes. Yeah. Wife's happy. The kids are happy. So we, it's kind of a best of both worlds. We were laughing. Uh, maybe I don't know if it was the last time AP was on, or if we were just talking about AP. We were laughing and saying, like, is that dude ever serious? Like he's sitting on the line. 
just laughing and joking. His hair's going backwards from the fan, and he's pointing. I mean, the dude's never serious. It's great. He's he keeps it so light. And you're you know you're also a funny guy. So yeah, I can imagine sometimes you guys are on the starting line looking at everyone concentrating, going like, why is everybody so serious down here? <laughs> yeah, like we're like getting, we're we're getting ready, and all the other guys are looking at us like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like right. we got to focus. But honestly, AP, I've learned AP like you can't. I mean, you, he takes it very seriously, but the more you can keep him just relaxed and screwing around, the better he's going to perform. Like he, that's just mm-hmm. this is how he is. He's just so. What was it uh, Unadilla? We we pitted next to uh, it was Jet AP and Phil, and I think the whole time Jet and AP were just were just talking crap on Phil. Like yeah, <laughs> and he was so he was so flustered. I think he he was like, "Screw you guys!" Like I got to focus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking but. of um, speaking of the new KTM workshop, obviously everyone is under one roof now. It's all very uh, transparent. Like you walk past the other teams, the other disciplines every day. Has it changed the work dynamic much? Uh, that new HQ. Uh no. Honestly, every, everything was kind of. It, it seemed like it wasn't in one place, but it sort of was. Like you had KTM gas gas in one area and then Husky was in the, in the old building and the old, but every, all, they all have meetings and stuff, but now it's just kind of, it's honestly less walking, but as far as information and everything getting shared, it's the same. The mechanics, we all see each other, you know, at the test track. So honestly, now you just walk by them in the hallway, but it's mm-hmm. dude, that place is massive. Yeah. You get your steps into the day. <laughs> I haven't uh, been there yet, but I, yeah, I look forward to seeing it. it. Looks looks incredible in the photos for sure. Oh, it's, it's wild. And then we actually, our, our shop is nice. Our race shop, but then they have the, the the headquarters for like the office and stuff and that's on a whole nother level and, and we're already yeah it's pretty badass we're pretty spoiled yeah yeah it seems like it uh hey so listen uh phil our guy phil um it's absolutely fantastic some of the things that, that you do to him and you the jokes you pull on him it's just great please keep it up the 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 delta phone call was was next level <laughs> all of it keep it up it's great i love philly such a good dude I, i've only like he, i've always known him growing up like met him and stuff because we had the same same like riding coach, and then uh, he just always came off intimidating. I was like, oh, this guy sounds like, seems like a dick. And then <laughs> Seth Rare came to our team, and, and they're good buddies. So then yeah. kind of, I was like, oh, I felt comfortable talking to him. And next thing you know, just dude, we just talk shit, and dude. he loves it. And dude, it's it's dude. hard not to mess with him. <laughs> is there any like, is there any rider out there that just gets absolutely disrespected by? media and other riders than phil like all of us just it's 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 just what we do because we all love the guy right oh he's such a good and the cool part is he can take it and then he'll give it back where most guys like you can mess with him but they just, mm-hmm. and they just can't handle it so it feels good dude he, he he's badass he's actually giving me crap he's messed with me there you better watch all you say because hr oh yeah so my, <laughs> he, i mean he told me one time i hate when you run that photo of me knocked out on the starting line and I'm like, I'm going to keep running that photo knocked out on the starting line. I'll never not run that photo. Like, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. So it's great. Dude, I, I told him I should be his, his uh, Instagram content guy because, dude, my, the videos, he, people, like, I know we're talking mean. Some people think we're serious and, like, we really hate the guy. I'm like, no, we're just messing with him. But, dude, I've, I get so many followers. Like, you guys talk, must talk about on the show. And, like, I woke up the next morning. I had, like, yeah. 300 followers. I'm like, what the hell had just happened? Yeah, I we did. Don't get anybody. Yeah, you did the <laughs> – the chick who freaked out on the plane that that motherfucker's <laughs> real or whatever. <laughs> it was Phil. Oh. Oh, it's, it's just great. And, like, you do seem quite talented at it. It takes me – it would take me a long time to do all the video edits you do. I don't really know all that shit, but you seem like you, you, you're you very devoted to this, Jade. It's great. Oh, we'll be, like, in between modes and, like, you know, you got downtime. Like, all right, bike's ready. And you're just like, fuck it. Let's just mess with them. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, yeah, it's Dude, actually, it's funny you say talk about him. I when the whole designation thing was happening, I I, t- I called him. I'm like, I know I don't have much say in it, but like I know they're desperate on fielding the team. I was like, I even threw his name in the hat. Yeah, and then he was like, Oh, you got to call my agent. I'm like, Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Roger would ever take a satellite team or like a. I don't think they would ever do that. I don't know. Oh, but they were desperate. I mean, they just we needed to fill the team, and yep. I was like, dude, Phil's actually been ahead pretty solid. He beat Bam Bam in the one moto and yeah. Iron Man, and then yeah. dude, the guy went and came in our came in our tr- hospitality truck, had some coffee, and next thing you know, he, he pulled the pulled the whole shot at Chicagoland. So. Oh, so that's what that's what it was. It was KTM coffee. Yeah, yeah. He's he's coming in the truck and hanging and getting some tech tips and yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, it's just keep it up, please. Just just whatever you can do. The Cowie, the Kawasaki Supercross test track crash. I mean, just keep that up. You know, just. I showed my son that he's eight years old, and he was like, he thought he was dead. He's like, no way. <laughs> and the, the funny thing is, because it's Phil, he was perfectly fine. He just got up. He just, he's just, he can take it all. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, Phil. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. No, I, I wish uh, there was an Instagram account. Bad news, Phil. And, uh, yeah, they were telling me about that. I never yeah. did follow that one. Oh, Wasn't it like was the fantastic. Guy messing with him. Yeah, and then and then the guy forgot his password, and Instagram locked him out of the account. And oh, it was shit. it was the one of the best follows out there. I mean, we could start another one. Like we could easily do it. Bad news, Phil too. You know, dude, I was even uh, AP had to do a. He was was at LA. And he was the the dirt shark was was uh, going to interview him. I was like, dude, we need get we need get uh, Phil a monster or something. Like get get him, dude. The guy. The guy's still pretty good for how old he was. Like, I want to see the guy succeed. And, and uh, yeah, we were trying to get him a monster helmet deal at, well, at L.A., but I don't know if it worked out or that, not. That's another thing Phil's legacy is. He's one of the only – Monster just prints money and just gives out helmets to everybody. But, no, <laughs> Phil, they cut his monster deal uh, a few years back. He did have a monster helmet deal. They cut him, though. They clipped him because oh, only man. Phil would get clipped. That he was probably it. flipped him off, flipped off the bosses. Yeah, yeah, probably. Who knows? <laughs> the crazy thing about Phil – is like this has been going on for years and years and years. Yeah. And normally people get bored. Because you, you've you been listening to us talk about it, you know, before you even yeah. came here. Like, yeah, yeah you were in and, London and like, yeah. And normally people move on and jokes die. But for some reason, this just cannot die because there's always new content. Always. It's like a television series. Like you think <laughs> you think the series is finished and then they're like, oh, a season two is coming. Yeah. And it's just all new stuff. No, uh, the lights on the bike, like the yep. first ever lights and he leads. <laughs> like, it's just... The, the, yeah, people are like, "Oh, it's conspiracy theory." He's he has the lights on and he's leading. They're all tripping out. Yeah, <laughs> I number, remember that. He's number sixty nine. He's got the lights on. You know, it just goes on and on. Like you said, he wins the LCQ races every week and the and the SMX thing. The funniest thing is like that video of the Kawasaki crash. I feel like that became famous before Phil came became famous. So then eventually everyone put two and two together and of course that crash yeah that anonymous crash which crash which was famous ended up being phil yeah like that's that <laughs> that made me laugh quite a lot when i put two and two together yeah yeah I, i'm with you right yeah of course if anybody's going to do that and it's going to be captured on film you know and i also too like the club mx having one garbage can and <laughs> and both riders in the garbage can and of course it's captured on video and film and everything else. <laughs> that poor guy. I couldn't, uh, when we, we were, that day we saw that, me, it was me, I think it's a group text. It's me, Frankie, and Seth. And we were like, dude, I, I'll sponsor you with a, a $20 pool. Like, Could you imagine two dudes getting in there all sweaty? <laughs> and and they weren't gross. even looking at each other. They were totally looking the other <laughs> opposite directions. Phil was just all, like, acting like it was normal. Like, dude. Yeah. No. It's, it's, and that's the shit that, like, of course it happens. Of course Phil gets caught on camera. 
you know, sharing a tub with another man, right? Like it just, yeah, it just always works oh. out that way. So it's always just awkward stuff as well. It's not like it's funny, but it's funny awkward. Yeah, always awkward stuff. Yeah. Did you see the number one plate we made him for uh, the SCQ? No, I saw him. Was that him holding it on the podium? Was that the one you guys made? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, one of our listeners made it, and uh, he had to win, obviously, in L.A., and we were stressed about that, and JT uh, got it done because he was doing TV, and and then we're like, oh, please, Phil, just win this, and then JT gave him the plate, and we're just loving it. It's just fantastic. (laughs) Very (laughs) interested to see about your 2024 credential. No. Very interested. They were pissed, but I think it's okay. They were pissed. Very interested. They were were pissed. it uh, It was a little... That should go there, but I think I'm okay. I'm good to go. Uh, <laughs> Jay Dungeon and Show, by the way, brought to you by Weisco. Please check them out. Two-stroke, four-stroke pistons. Uh, Pulp 23 is the code to save. Uh, Jay, so you mentioned back in the day you were wrenching for Ryan. Were you always, like, trying to be a mechanic? Because all you guys race, right? There's three of you guys. Blake, is it Blake, the other one? Uh, yep. Yeah, so- little brother. Blake is actually better than all of us. He was actually the reason why we all had, had bikes and stuff because he, he was actually – Ryan kind of was just kind of like a mediocre, like you guys probably have heard over the past, like yeah. just a so-so 80 guy. But, yeah, Blaker was the – he was the guy. So Troy put all his eggs in, in Blake's basket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He actually would have won the 50 class, but he got protested the one year. He won the title and everything at Loretta's, but they – I think Salvarage, they gave him like this updated clutch basket. But back then it was like Cobra and KTM Wars, like Cobra yeah. owned everything. Right. And they protested and he lost that. And then the second year, his bike vapor locked in the first moto. And then he won the next two motos, and then he, he missed out on that championship. But, yeah, Blake was good. He just didn't have the, the work ethic, like the right. the training side down as he got older. And he got hurt a lot towards the end of his, his career. So. so, like, for me, I tried to race pro. I became a Canadian pro, which is really probably a B-rider down here. And I kept getting hurt. And then I was like, well, I want to be a mechanic. Shane Drew was working for Nolene, and he's a buddy of mine. And I'm like, ah, that looks awesome, right? And so I want to be a mechanic because it was the next best thing. Is that sort of your path, too, like – you're like, well, I'm not going to be a pro rider, so let me do this. No, actually, I went to school uh, out of high school. I was in the cabinetry, like in, in school, in high school, as okay. a trades class or whatever. Yep. And then I ended up going to college to do uh, two years of cabinetry. And I was working at a cabinet shop, and uh, dude, my boss, I was enjoying it. And my boss got his thumb. <laughs> he was being an idiot and cut, cut the, the wood the wrong way. I don't know the hell he was thinking, but <laughs> he uh, he cut his thumb, and I he, was, like, he had to go to the hospital. So I'm like, all right, I, I left work early that, that, that day, and then... Uh, not kidding you, Ryan called me that day. I had no idea what had happened. He's mm-hmm. like, hey, I need a practice mechanic because he was, now it was time for him to, I think it was end of 06, early 07. He's like, hey, I need a you know, full-time practice guy. So I'm like, ah, hey, I'll do it. Let's go. So I kind of got it in that way. Didn't really think oh, of it okay. as a career path. Yeah, and yeah. Then, oh, wow. Yeah. And worked for him from like 07, 09, and then poured concrete, and then ended up moving to California. And, and then, uh, hmm. yeah. Got, okay, got so yeah. Team, but. So the goal was never like, yeah, you weren't wrenching early, being like, oh, I want to be a mechanic or no. anything like that. Oh, okay. No, I just dad. My dad had taught me. You know, yep. probably you growing up too. You had to work on your own stuff. Yeah, and then you just kind of you know got a little knack for it. And but I, dude, I was probably at that age. I was probably you know you just grips and graphics. You weren't you didn't know like the right. ins and outs until like you know as you got older. But yeah, so and then I kind of enjoyed it. And are you like me, where you look back at your early years, maybe working for for Ryan, and be like, oh my god, I was such an idiot. Oh yeah, you're like <laughs> you didn't half the time you didn't put you didn't even know put grease on the bolts like yeah I was I, think, I, I that sucks now as you get older like you have your kids bikes and stuff and you're like a two OCD now like you can't just take it out of the crate and like all right the bike's good to go because you know like you've been on the other side of it like yeah just mentally I, I can't do it yeah no I, I look back at my first few years in the circuit like I started in '96 
And I'm like, dude, I thought I knew how to work on bikes because I was, uh, you know, doing my own top ends and even bottom ends and things like that. And you're like, you think you know, and then you're like, wait, I'm, uh, you know, yeah, I'm an idiot. Like I wasn't, even, I wasn't even moving the clutch cable the right way or anything. You know, like you're just like, dude, how dumb was I? And then you, and then you think back to yeah, your early years. So that's great. Yeah, and you're like, it's just the simplest stuff. You're like, oh, okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, exactly right. Am I crazy or did Blake end up getting into design? I feel like I heard that he went, yeah, into, like so he became he, a designer. He was, uh, yeah, he he was really into the design stuff. Like he was doing helmets. I think he he interned at Fox a little bit, and he's kind of finding himself now. But he actually now he does epoxy floors, and dude, homeboy crushes it. He he learned. Uh, there's a guy out in California, uh, Jesse from Epoxy at uh, California. Mm-hmm. I think I might have butchered his name, but yeah. So he taught Blaker. And then yeah, Blaker's been doing it in Minnesota, and dude, he's he's got two crews, and yeah, he he's really doing good good for himself oh, good. right now. So. Oh, good good to hear, yeah, for sure. Ryan and Ryan moved to Tennessee, huh? Down there. So Ryan's yep. in Tennessee. He's yeah. kind of back and forth. They still have their house in, in Minnesota, but yeah, for sure, I think they're enjoying Tennessee. Just get out of the cold for for the winter. I gotta see, so. if, he, I gotta see if he was coming to Millville. I didn't even text him. Probably should see if he actually. Was you know what? Where's Ryan? You know, I think he, he's got a in Arizona. I think they're doing like a rider rally. Oh, okay. <laughs> This weekend or next weekend? But yeah, he, he actually rode for the first. He since since he re retired or yep. whatever you call yeah, it. Secondary he, retired, yeah. Secondary. He rode. What was it? Last week we had his uh, RD ride day at Paula, and I think that was the second second or third time riding since since uh, the Paula National. Oh shit! Really? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he hey, still he, goes, but he just yeah. I don't know. When he, he was coming back, Turkey. When he was coming back, were you for that or were you against that? Because I could see both sides. Wow. Like, dude, your legacy is secured. You got millions in the bank. Like, why are you coming back? But then we all know he did struggle a little bit with finding a purpose in his life after he quit racing. So, what were what were your feelings when you heard he was coming back? I just I, I was like I was like oh cool, but I'm like dude like I mean you're you know how it is you're around it's like you ain't getting any younger and like the whole reason you retired is like all right you weren't. You aren't going to do that quad. Like yep. these young kids are going to go for it, and you're kind of like, hey, you're just kind of starting to back off a little bit. But and then he wrote, I seen him on the track, and it wasn't the fact that he couldn't do it. It's just like, are you willing to go there again? Because I think you forgot, like dude, these younger kids, man, that pace is even gnarlier than when you were riding. And you know, there's nothing like on the bike. I know he's been working out and stuff, yeah. but and he proved me wrong. He did better than I thought he was going to do. I wish, as I keep joking with him, like, dude, you came back. You should have waited one more year. Yeah, really, this, right? Yeah, this year, this year would have been great. Yeah, he uh, he was better than I thought too. He ran third at Paula, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, oh, yeah. like he's he's pretty good, right? Um, so yeah, he did pretty well. He re- he represented himself pretty well in coming back, you know. And I think we we figured out the bike like with the bike and everything. We we learned a lot that first year. It was like our learning year, and uh, we've really come. In my opinion, mm-hmm. we've come a long ways. And I wish he would have done it this year because the bike. He rode the bike the other day. He's like, oh, dude, this is this is night and day better. Yeah. Than when I rode. So. Oh, nice. So a little of that, but yeah, he for given the circumstance and everything, he he did did pretty good. I think. Wish he'd gave it a little more time, and he was going to try coming back for Supercross this coming year. But I think. Yeah. He'd have to go to Florida. He was like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. At some point in the middle of the outdoors, he's like, you know. I gotta stop riding by myself because he was in Minnesota. He was riding some sand track by himself. He's yeah. like, I think that's hurting yeah. me. And I'm like, Yeah, you yeah. think you're just out pounding <laughs> laps by yourself, like, you know, like you got nobody to chase. And and then some at some point, J Mart said that a local guy was riding with him, and it was all like Ryan was just like, I just got to lap this guy twice or like whatever the <laughs> like whatever the you know he wasn't nearly as good as Ryan, so yeah. Ryan started using him just like. I don't care how slow. Yeah. I just gotta lap him, right, or whatever. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was something to chase, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was all. It was like weird. He was all about it. And then like, Bud's Creek came around, 
And I don't know if he got a bad start, but he was eating Bruce, and he, that was like something snapped. He's like, yeah, this is, I'm over this stuff. <laughs> and it was like the week before, he's like, we're doing this. And then all of a sudden, yeah. I'm like, wow, you, you, that was quick. But <laughs> no, I'm actually good. Like, it's, yeah. it would have been sick having him out there, but I was like a brother. I'm like, a, yep. you, not many people get to go out on their own terms, let alone twice. Like, you're, you're in one piece, you're walking, like, you don't need to be. You got, like you said, you got money in the yep. bank, but you don't need to be doing this stuff. So, so before you hang it up, do you hope to maybe wrench for Phil one day? Oh, I'll do it pro bono, honestly. <laughs> I would love it. Just, just wrench for him. Just listen to him start uh, throat slitting and yelling and cursing, and yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll do the. I'll do oh, maybe when I'm done, all this said and done, I'll do just those three SMXs because that's where the money's at now. Yeah, yeah, those absolutely. guys are getting paid. I'm pumped for him. Like, yeah, I think honestly, if it weren't for the money, all those guys would be like, yeah, I'm good. I don't want to race. No, but the money was keeping them all motivated, unfortunately. So we, but it was pretty sick. We had Shanty on the show last week, and I know from talking, I didn't talk to you specifically but i talked to a few people including shanty ollie was this way a lot of you guys the team personnel were over it uh uh, were you you the same way yeah it was kind of i don't know like i really i didn't have light those guys have light at the end of the tunnel i got one more so i was kind of like i'm smoked but we still got you know still got this nation stuff but honestly with it's easier when the rider everything's going good with them like if like i feel some riders are kind of Maybe like a Bam Bam, they're still coming back from injury and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of like, oh, I'm over this, where AP's kind of riding that high from, from outdoors and stuff. And he was actually riding. I don't think some of the results actually show how good he was actually riding mm-hmm. in some of those races. So it was actually easier. But then when he crashed in the L.A., the, the first one, I'm just like, I was like bummed he crashed. I'm like, oh, fuck, there goes there goes Des Nations. Like, dude, yeah. and then he popped back up. And good I was point. Like, oh, thank goodness. It was a big one. Yeah. It was oh, dude, one. it was dirty. It was actually, <laughs> no, I was actually bummed. I didn't see anybody on have it on Instagram or anything, because it was actually dirtier, in my opinion, than Chase's and Dean's. Yeah, you know why? That's right. I never did see it again. Yeah, I've never, never saw, seen a video. I never saw Yeah, I never saw the replay, but I did catch it in live. But, and then Dean showed his on Instagram, and Dean's was nasty, but you're right. Oh, Aaron's I was right. on the radio, and I was like, dude, Dino just did the same exact thing AP did, the yeah. same exact spot. Yeah. And then not even five minutes later, Chase did the inside. I yeah. I guess um I guess AP hasn't complained about his wrist since LA. I know he said that was like jammed a little bit and bugging him, but I guess it's fine. Yeah, he she sent uh was it last Friday he was doing him and Carlos. Carlos is like a push up king, he just likes talking like oh I'm the push up guy, so AP sent him uh doing fifty push ups the other day, so I think they're and then his wife's in the background. I thought your wrists are hurt. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Oh yeah, no, oops, he's, all, yeah, he's yeah. all good. Okay, that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Uh awesome man. Uh thanks for the time, Jade. Really appreciate it. Keep yeah, it keep it up with me, the Phil stuff. Never <laughs> give that up. Um <laughs> So keep that up. That'd be fantastic. Good luck in France this weekend. Uh, really cool honor to work for Team USA as a mechanic, that's for sure. Uh, oh, so, I'm yeah, 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 absolutely. Thanks for the time tonight, man. I appreciate it. Good luck. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thanks uh, for having me. All right, see you later. You. All right, that's Jay Dunge, everybody. Brought to you by Weisco Pistons. Good stuff. I feel like you're cooking something. There was a lot of button pushing. You just stared into space like something was coming. I feel like you're cooking over there. Uh, but I eat ass. Okay. That's what you're doing. <laughs> MotorcycleRushyJobs.com. Upload your resume for free today. Uh, it's the first and only job board built specifically for the motorcycle industry. Uh, job of the week this week. Product developer, Seat Concepts. Full-time job in Idaho. Seat Concepts, are, they're on board with our privateer pod. Uh, the Seat Concepts guys pride themselves in being the industry's leading manufacturer of aftermarket seats and accessories for dual sports stuff and, and dirt bike stuff and street stuff. So the job duties develop 2D and 3D concepts and prototypes and operate 3D scanner, 3D printer, 
full-time job up there in Idaho for Seat Concepts, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Please check it out and apply. If you're looking for someone in, to hire somebody for your company, then please check out uh, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com to put your job up there. And if you're someone like Lewis and you just need a job, finally got your visa. Yes. You're done. Uh, Poor, you, but done. Yeah, yeah. You can go to um, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Did you know, oh. Lewis, that the UK founded company Renthal has 500 championships since they started? It doesn't surprise me because everywhere you look, there are champions with little gold uh, bar pads. Renthal.com, please check it out. There is an inventory locator on their website for the USA only. Uh, from the product page on the Renthal website, click buy at local store. To find, locate, hold, ship, purchase rental inventory. They got 500 championships, works fit tool as well on their website. Great company, Sprockets, Bars, uh, Factory Honda, Red Bull KTM with Jay Dungy, and of course the uh, Gas Gas guys with Ryder D all use rental. Did you know also, Lewis, that the 500 championships do not include all the Canadian titles that Renthal won? Well, that's a travesty. Thank you. Thank you, Lewis. Welcome to the show, Paul Parabinos. Hey guys, what's happening? It's a travesty. Did you yeah. hear? My, did you hear my man? Yeah, no, we. I'm sorry, we do not recognize the Canadian titles in our in our kind of like title list. Yeah, mm-hmm. can I just, uh, um, just world titles and and U.S. is the only market big enough that we consider. Um, yeah, a proper title. Can I give you a rentful fact? Yeah, please, I mean, I don't have do. a read, so yeah. this is from the hip. Yeah, uh, on Rentful's <laughs> website. They have uh, all the bar bends that like, yep. the factory riders are using. Yep. And I sent that to a prominent factory rider the other day mm-hmm. who asked me to find out what bar bend another rental rider was using. And I sent him that link. So the rental website, so educational. But wait, was the rider's name on the bar? I don't know. He just asked me to find out, so I just sent him the link. But so how do you know what, what bar the rider was tell, using? Tell Seward, tell Seward to come to me. I can help him. Okay, I'll do that. I'm confused. <laughs> I already... So. I already sent him what he needs to his new colored team months but ago anyway. Rental website is not going to tell you what, what Jorge Prado yes, uses. Yes, it will. Yeah, it does. Yes, it Every will. Every rider. Yeah. We have, a, we have a list on our on our website that shows athlete specs. And while they're not probably 100% right. accurate, they are pretty damn close. I was going to say. But these guys change, change stuff so often, it's hard to keep up with it. But, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, we, ha- we have a list. You can go there and you can see what Jeffrey Hurlings is using, and that's accurate. He hasn't changed in... 15 years. I wouldn't trust that list. You made me question what I was saying. I just, I wouldn't trust that list because I know riders change their bar bands all the time. It's fine. Okay. We know what Jeffrey uses. Okay. All right. That was a question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Team USA's Paul Parabinos, also from Renthal. Well, listen, Paul, last time you were sitting here in studio, you talked about the team and the process, the frustration, all of that. Well, we're going. Team USA is going. Yeah. It's not embarrassing. They're sending a great team. Uh, I think it's a little underrated of a team for what some of the, the people are saying, quote-unquote. Um, but, yeah, you guys are going, and this is a good team. Yeah, and, and honestly, I'm okay I'm, I, I, with what the people are saying because, yeah, it's justified, but it's only because um, we have so much talent in this country to choose from, right? So, um, but, but I still think they can be plenty competitive. Um, there's a lot of, uh, obviously good teams, but nobody is like, uh, has everything running at 10 right now. Everyone has little kind of hitchups. So, um, a lot of this event is luck based to get start, get to get started. And that's that ping pong ball. It can be a, that can really dictate your weekend, but, but maybe not at this track. I mean, I was watching 2015 and 
Cooper Webb hole-shotted his qualifier from the very outside gate. So it's a pretty fair fair track, I think. But, um, but yeah, we have capable guys. They all get along well. They're all basically teammates, right, being part of the KTM group. And um, my biggest thing is I just we got to get starts. So whatever we can do to do that, um, I plan on being on the starting line all three motos to help any way I can. But, yeah, if, I, if we can get starts, I think we can do something pretty spectacular, honestly. Lewis was saying that the guys at Erne run paddle uh, for the start and then they deal with it on the rest of the hard pack hills. So that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Maybe a Pirelli paddle or did the, I don't did they run Dunlop paddles too? Um I mean, we haven't I guess we were there 2 years ago and I yeah. think we have a different tire by now, but um but yeah, that's uh that's going to be a a tough one, but yeah, I if 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 anyone asks my opinion when it comes to bike setup or choice or tire or anything, I'm always going to say do whatever it mm-hmm. takes to get a better start. That's going to be a priority in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Uh, do we know if those French guys have been riding there? Do we know? You're so big on this. Yeah, I am. Yeah, riding the track I, a few days uh, before the race usually helps, Lewis. Okay. Well, you can't you can't legally ride it a few days before the race. Okay, whatever. Six um, days. There, there are rules yeah, in yeah, place. Right. But, yeah, uh, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I, I would assume they are. We rode Red Bud. We rode Red Bud. shit out of Red Bud. That's what I'm saying. That's what so, I'm. That's what so, I mean. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying whatever. it like f Go that. I'm, I'm. I'm. You know, just saying. Do we know if they have? It helps. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know if they have, no. but I would be surprised because Tom's here. Well, he's not now, but he was here. And Roman and Maxime hate each other, so I don't think team bonding is really going to do much at Team France. Okay. A little Perfect. I love sneaky, it. I, I hope they fight all weekend. Sneaky little Lewis tip. Okay. Moto three. Maxime and Roman start one two. It's looking good for Team France. Do personal egos get in the way? Mm, maybe. Okay. They ain't starting one, two for one. Well, I think that didn't, you know, I can't remember exactly, but I think 2015 in the last moto, Fevre and Paul Ann started close to that, didn't they? I don't know. Well, it ain't happening this time. I don't know what to tell you. Well, you'll be on the start, so you Does can make Fevre sure. Does Fevre get that. along with anybody? No. It seems like I like Roman. I've talked to him at Paris yeah. a bunch. Nice guy. But he seems like he has a lot of <laughs> beef. He gets along with yeah. Ben Watson. Oh, he does? Yep. And okay. Jeremy Sewer, in oh, okay. fact. Well, everybody gets along with Sewer. Yes, he's a social Who doesn't like Sewer? <laughs> Alberto Ferrado, his best friend, Jeremy Sewer. Yep. It's really hard to be <laughs> friends with Sewer because right. he's friends with everyone. Right, right. Um, Paul Perbino's here, brought to you by the folks at uh, Renthal, by the way. So, okay, oh. um, let's, let's break this down a little bit. So, there, in no way... Is, is any team outside of Australia and France favored to win this, right? Like, we're in Vegas right now. These are the betting odds. Yes, Renault. Questions with Renault and questions with Hunter. But, you know, we don't know how bad anything is with those two guys. So, Australia and France are the favorites. Tied? Define favorites. Favorites to win the race, Lewis. <laughs> Most likely to win. No, but you say that no one else can be considered in that category. They, they are above everybody else, yes. Yes, but I put Germany... Not that far behind. They are my third pick. And they are... I think you're a drunk. Okay, let me break it down for you. Okay. Roxon? Hold on a second, though. Okay. Let me, let's, no. see, okay. let's just agree this. Let's talk about this first. Are France and Australia tied as favorites? I think they are. Or do you put one above the other, Lewis? I, 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 I put okay. France slightly above. Me too. Slightly above. Okay, me Paul, too. you too? Yeah, yeah. I think Vial is going to be amazingly good. I think everyone's... Everyone's talking about those two 450 guys. I think Vial is the strongest guy on the team. Okay, and Ferris was good down under, though. He did win down there, but yeah, I get it. But let's be honest. So Ferris has had some amazing rides in his life. Yes. Those came a long, long time ago, 10 years ago. 
Do you think... Explain so, these amazing rides. Tushin Toll Nations, 2013. What did he get? Uh, uh, I think he went 4-5 on a 250. Yeah, he was third overall, second overall. Uh, I can't remember the yeah, overall. But really he, good. Uh, but that's uh, a long time ago yeah. on a Dixon bike. A long time ago. Yeah. I think that we are all rating Ferris highly based on what the name means. When in reality, Germany's third rider, Tom Koch, he was third overall... Uh, sorry, not third. He was eighth overall at Matadi Basin. I don't think Dean Ferris does better than that. So although we're all looking at Team Australia as this complete thing, I think that Germany's third rider, who no one's heard of, Tom Koch... Yeah, I couldn't tell you one thing better. about this cock. No. Guy. So then, because of the bias of knowing what Ferris has done in the past, yeah. you immediately go, Ferris is so much better. When in reality... But if hold on. If, 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 if uh, Wilson Todd and uh, uh, Jed Beaton, Australians, are top 10 guys over here, right... Yeah, okay, they kind of were. They kind of were ten top ten, ten eleven guys ish. No, I can see where you're going, so yep. I appreciate that. Okay, but a lot of gray area there. Okay, so Ferris isn't. Is Ferris not on their level? Well, no, because he, he beat them. Well, he beat Jeff that's Beaton. What, yeah, that's where I'm getting at. Like he. But then, do you where think, did he beat him? In Australia. In Australia, yeah. Yeah, I don't care about that. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's got to be something okay. you care about. Let, let, let me put it this way. Tom Cock was eighth overall at Matterley. Do you think that Dean Ferris could go to a GP this year and finish top eight overall? What's this cock guy? No. No. See, no. So that's, that is, no. That is a, essentially where I'm coming from. <laughs> I think that this is why we're sleeping on Germany. Pesky buggers. I get I get along I get along well with Lewis and I agree with a lot of what he has to say and I think he's correct here again I think people are overlooking Spain as well I think Spain's pretty damn good yeah Spain I, I put Spain in the same category as Germany just like slightly like okay, 0.1 further back looking at cock here <laughs> looking hard looking hard at cock here yes please keep going he that was his best race of the year by far he had six top 10 motos I think Two motos together. He seemed to have trouble putting two motos together. Um, a lot of jokes that could be made, but yeah, no. Um, so, but so, he only has to do one, right? I know, but if when you're talking about cock being weight. top eight, let's let's back it down on the cock. <laughs> I, I was told I'm not allowed to laugh on this show, so please <laughs> stop. Um, no, Matterly. Okay, Matterly, similar sort of ground. Oh, come on. It's not sand, so it's okay. similar -ish. Okay, sure. All right. <laughs> Got me there, Lewis. It's not sand. Got it. Um, it's It was recent, right. so it's indicative, indicative of current form. Um, yeah, can he do one result? Can Okay, Marcus Schiffer. It's exactly the same thing. Marcus Schiffer, what's okay. he going to do? Can I make a bet with you right now? On what? On this German result, this German team? I say Germany are top five. Uh, no, I'll just say that Spain and Belgium beat them. Belgium are the overrated team. Belgium are... Overrated yes, team. Yes, Belgium are the team that's got too much hype. You don't like Liam on a 450? Or? No, no. Okay, okay, so we're all going crazy because of what Gertz did at Redbud. Newsflash, Matali isn't sand and Erne is very different to Redbud. Hard-hitting analysis. Uh, <laughs> Lucas, Lucas Coonan is fast, but he's been erratic. He is erratic. Yep. And Liam Everts has had high points this season, but recently it's been a little more difficult and he's moving on to a new bike. He may be on a 350. I don't know what he decided on. So although that team looks nice on paper, I think that a team of Roxon, Lagen... Roxon can win his class. Lagenfelder can win his class. Tom Cock can do something.
He can get well, a... Lewis. Lewis, you have been high on Simon on Simon on Simon for I would say years now. Yeah, I do drink for higher. I, I am a bit. Um, I am a bit delusional when it comes to Simon, but he's a great starter. And could he hole shot a moto and then hold on for a fifth? Sure. Like the thing, I think I. So you put you put Germany ahead of America. <sighs> Close. I don't know. I'd have to really. Well, you just said third for Germany. Yeah. Well, I'm putting. I also put America in that conversation. Okay. I, I, I say. Um, I guess I say that Australia and France are one A and one B. USA and Germany are two A and two B. And then you have hmm. seven teams that are interchangeable. They could be fifth or they could be ninth. I put USA in that category. USA could be third. USA could be seventh. Yeah, so same for Spain, same right. for Switzerland, same for... Belgium. Yep. Uh, Germany. There's, yeah, there's lots Italy. of... Italy. Yep. Yeah. Netherlands, yeah. Yeah, never, no one's talking about the Netherlands. They're pretty good. <laughs> they, they are a team that will be... They they won't have one standout result. The but, Wolf... The Wolf's better on soft stuff, right? Yes, but he still races plenty of hard track tracks. So he'll be fine. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, he's a sand guy for sure. He can win in, in, in sand against anybody, but I still think he could put up a good result for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that there's going to be a result for the Netherlands that makes you go, wow, this is incredible. Yeah. But I think after the third moto, you'll look and there will be a lot of fifths, a lot of sixths, a lot of sevenths, and that will put them in the mix. And then you're like, oh shit, look at that. I didn't even consider them all day. Mm-hmm. And Paul, you put France ahead of Australia a little bit. Yeah, I do a little bit. Yeah, yeah. just because Roman's strong. I think Vial is going to be really good. I think um, I, I think the biggest key to USA doing well is Roman not winning. So maybe you know maybe Jet beating him. Obviously, Prado can beat him. Geyser can beat him. Mm-hmm. It would be great if all those guys beat him. Honestly, um, and then yeah, I don't know. Um, Australia obviously they're going to be in the mix too, and who knows what's going on with Hunter? Uh, I personally. I think I would have put Hunter on a 450 because I think it's easier to get a result that you keep uh, on the big bikes. You typically throw away the small bike result. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Okay, so another thing we talked about, Paul, uh, earlier on is recently, for years, MX2 got the inside gates both motos. Recently, though, the trend has been not to give the MX2 guy the inside gate uh, and to just kind of take that low number result with your 450 guy uh, or – in the third moto, start the 450s you know, in the inside, hoping that other teams put 250s there so that you can get a start and others can't. What's the strategy that wins in your eyes, or what do you like for a strategy for the, for the MX2 starting position? I mean, this is a fluid topic. I think that yeah. has to be kind of decided in the moment a little bit. It's going to depend where we're going to go to the gate um, as far as our gate position. Um, I would I, I'll say going into race one – it would likely be my preference to put the 250 on the inside because it's fresh, right? Uh, meaning fresh, meaning no results yet. We don't know who we're aiming for, for lack of a better word, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you're going into Moto2, you've already kind of seen two results from every team, right? And 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 there's certain teams that you that I, in my opinion, you would need to prioritize to beat, and there could be strategy and where to line up when it comes to that. So, mm-hmm. who knows what happens? Gate uh, Motos two and three, but. Going into Moto One, yeah, I mean, I would think you should put the 250 down there, especially if there's other 250s lining up down there. But who knows what hap- what they do, right? But um, but, but like I said earlier, this is a cr- incredibly fair start. 
So right. you just have to execute because I think you can get it from outside the box too. I, I've seen video of it happen right. multiple times. So yeah, but you're with me though that sometimes teams are letting the MX2 guys get the outside pick recently. So yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, and and again like if if we go to the gate five and. Fevra goes down there, and Prado goes down there, and right. you know all the all the hard hitting sure. MX one guys. We have to put AP down there, almost in my opinion, right? And let the two fifties battle out on the outside. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, dictated by others. Sure. Yeah, that's where being that's where being on pole position can actually hurt, because I would almost rather be third or fourth and read the situation rather than be the one to make the first move. Mm-hmm. Oh, I disagree. I'd rather be P1 every time, all day. Yeah, Please okay. give me the first game. I guess pole position is nice. Uh, Paul Perbino, here, brought to you by the folks at Renthal. Uh, how do we feel about the UK team, Lewis? How do we... Uh, Muse, Watson. And Josh Gilbert. Josh Gilbert. Um, how do we feel? A top 10 would be a victory. But in a way, though, <laughs> in a way, this is it's, a, it's nice to see the turnover of UK, right? Like, Anstey, Dino, and Searle went last year. And it didn't go that well. And it's like they kind of had to move on and get fresh. So they'll take their beatings with these younger guys, maybe? Yeah, but I don't. I think this is the start of a downturn for Team GB. Like, Team GB will not be top five contenders now for right. 10 years. Oh, wow. This is the beginning sure. of, like, okay. don't consider Team GB. Obviously, Ben Watson will hold them on his shoulders and do so incredibly well. Here we go. But he is just one man. Yeah. Um, no, they, they are not going to be great. Steve, what about Team Canada? What about like them? The best, the best team you've ever spent. Everyone's a Renthal guy, so they're going to have amazing equipment. Yeah, did you uh, give how, them special bar pads? Yeah, that, dude, we made 52 special bar pads for this weekend that I'm hand-carrying with me on the plane tomorrow. Okay, Everybody that's a Renthal guy and if, you're representing your nation, you will get a custom bar pad. If I don't see a, a, a custom bar pad on Team Canada's bars, I'm both barrels on you on social media so bring it on okay they'll, they'll have a- okay so yeah we rarely send our best team politics uh the fuck nuts at the cma uh the fuck nuts at cmrc uh, uh injuries um you name it going back to the rollerball days like he didn't even go every year because he didn't want to pay out of his pocket and you know what i mean like there was so much political shit with team canada i don't even have time to get into it i could devote a six-hour pulp show on the political shit that Canada has to gone through so or injuries but now yes the three best riders in Canada are going so these three guys are really great Ryder McNabb two-time MX2 champion uh Dylan Wright's you know he's a he's a world-class racer yeah. let's face it and then uh, Jeff Pettis has had a, a good injury-free year these are the best guys that Team Canada send and I'm they could Steve get Bino? a they could get a fifth right. stop it stop <laughs> it Parabinos you go home with your fifth they could get a fifth yeah, I, I was okay, going to say 20, sink. 20 bucks. No, no, no. I would not bet. No. I said they could get a fifth. I'm not claiming fifth. But they're in a 5 to 10 all day long. All day long. Which normally they're like 12th or 16th. We've gotten a lot of, we've gotten a lot of 15ths. Okay? Uh, we are in the top 10. We have an outside fighting chance at a top five. Imagine if Canada get on Sorry, the not a top five. A five. A five. Oh, not a top five, just no, no, a five. A fifth. We have a we have an outside. Fifth is your ceiling. There is no chance of beating USA, France, Australia, maybe this cock guy. Uh, <laughs> so that puts it. There's four right there. Spain's awesome. Belgium. So, like I said, a fifth would be 
I would think their ceiling, which would be amazing. If they are outside of the top 10, then that is a disaster. If they're outside of the top 10, I... Yeah, what will you do? Um, I don't know. What can I do? Like, if they're outside, I will the top, punch let's Marks let's in the that. face. If I was going to say Marks gets a raise. You went a different direction with that. I was going to. I'll punch <laughs> Marks in the face if they're like, outside the top ten. I like 10. my idea better. What a nice sacrifice on your behalf. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lewis. I can if if they if they finish eleventh or worse. Will you show up to Anaheim in one of those white CMA outfits that they those idiots always run? <laughs> I'd like to find Please. one. That would be great. Uh, I don't you know. You have to wear it all day in yeah. the press box. You can go down to the starting line and 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 <laughs> exert your will and over and over enforce rules. Yeah, it'll be great. So, Lewis, who's an outside shot country? Is it Canada for you? Like a real dark horse? Well, is that not Germany? Or does that not? Is that too? No, because it's got Ken Roxon on the team. But you've and, just, and you just like told yeah, me I'm insane. They literally have two top five riders, so they're not an outside chance. Uh, okay. I don't mean to win. I just mean oh, to, okay. to impress. No, to impress. Is it Canada? Um, like, or is it like Latvian fucks? Yeah, or? I think Latvia. Latvia because I, I don't yeah. know how to say the names of the relatives. Uh, Rizoulis? Rizoulis? Uh, yeah. Rizoulis? Are they brothers? Um, I don't know if they're brothers or cousins or what, but. They are on the they're EMX riders, so they're early in their development. But they are on the rise, and if Latvia can field that team in two years' time, Latvia will become a top five mixed team. And what about this Harwood kid? Excuse me, Harwood from New Zealand, Hamish Harwood. Yeah, he, he raced. Yeah, he, he raced Washougal. Yeah, he's been around for a oh, long has he? time. Okay, I thought he was like an upcoming Kiwi kid. Fun fact. Yep. Um. Erne has hosted the nations twice, 2005 and 2015. Mm -hmm. Yep. Cody Cooper and Tanel Leok raced both of those years and now this year. And now this year. That's fantastic. What about Martin Barr? That bastard's on Ireland again. Yeah, I think Ireland will be what Ireland normally are. Yeah. They will be on the cusp and, like, if they get in, that's great. You're going to make me... What do do we have for Guam with, with Grant Harlan? Uh, That's, hey, you want to know about Paul's guy? Paul will be checking on Grant Harlan every time. Paul, I got Grant Harlan some some Guam uh, <laughs> archive covers ready to go. He's he's excited about it. I bet you do. But hey, how, I mean, I'm I, yeah, I'm stoked on Harlan because that was my like I needed a I needed to support a Yamaha privateer this year because I like to have mm-hmm. product on every color bike racing worldwide just for development purposes, right? We don't really have a lot of Yamaha guys, so I needed a Yamaha guy. Uh huh. And dude, I I picked the guy that earned national number twenty three. Yeah, I'm stoked for that. No, you've been Team Harlan for a long time, Paul. I'll give you a ton of credit on that. You have been, yep, Team Harlan, and it paid off. You were like you bought Google like in nineteen ninety one. Basically, is what <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. what what it ends up. Harlan stock. I yeah. bought Har- I bought Harlan stock very early. Yeah, you bought it when he was garbage, and now you've ridden Harlan stock <laughs> to the top. So a um no. a sentence that I never thought I would say. Mm-hmm. Are Guam locks for the A final? <laughs> Varese crashes a lot. Yes, fair. And Lepanovich, I mean, who's Pete Lepanovich? Pete Lepanovich. He's a team manager. That would be Sean's dad. I would take a guess. Yeah, I presume so. Just, just yeah. <laughs> Got questions about that. I don't. Know. Lepanovich is a good dude, but like Kiefer's faster. So I don't can, know. Can we work on Kiefer for Guam 2024? He rides Guam at the Glen Helen thing. Well, like, surely that's possible. No, Lepanovich is actually from Guam. That's why he's on oh, the okay. team, and he organizes it. Oh, okay, so, so he's yeah. probably not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. Damn it. Okay, so give me 
Lewis, uh, maybe I shouldn't ask Paul because he's, you know, he's part of the Team USA. Lewis, give me your three class winners. Oh, class winners? Yeah. Mm. So MXGP is hard because I think it's it's going to be either Fevra, Roxon, or Jet. Honestly, everyone's going to be high on Jet. I'll go the other way. I think Fevra comes out and Fevra comes out firing. I think he went 1-1 at Erne last time for mm -hmm. the Nations. Yep. I think he is going to be a man on a mission. Okay. Um, he's not represented France since 2017 either. So I feel like there's a lot to prove there. MX2, I think I want to go RJ. Really? As I, as okay. I said, yep. pure emotion. Yep. Driven by emotion. Yep. And I think that could create something quite special. Um, I have heard this theory from a couple of riders. They say that Hunter's going to come in expecting to be the guy. And he won't have it all his own way. Uh, Lagenfelder, etc. Mm -hmm. And that could like sort of rock him a little bit. Thoughts? Well, I'm more and more worried about his injury, right? He didn't so, what, crashed out of SMX. Pinch nerve in his back. That's the... Something like that, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so that, you've got to bear that in mind, haven't you? Like, if you're him you're thinking about that as you're going around. Because even if you're fine when you wake up, I feel like that's an injury where you hit a bump the wrong way and it's back. Okay, so Hampshire's your MX2. Oh, yep, sorry. Okay. Uh, open. Oh, Open's Prado. That's easy. Yeah. Just good yeah, starts and yeah. see you later. Yeah, well, Prado's closest competitor will be cold enough. Christian Pro Craig. Oh, yeah, well, that's possible, I do believe. Where, yeah, where, it's gonna, here's, here's my class winners. Uh, Jet, Vial, and Prado. And Team USA will go two two two. That's what's going to happen. They go two two two. They're winning the thing. Yeah, that's the point, Steve. We're going to win. <laughs> How was? How's the big man do? Honestly, yeah. Look, you look at the MXGP class. Italians can ride hard pack. Yeah, I heard he doesn't speak Italian. No, he doesn't. You look at MXGP: <laughs> Plessinger, Fevra, Jet, Gertz, Fernandez, Vlanderin, Roxon, Sewer. Ben Watson? Sir, Vlanderin. You're putting Vlanderin and Ben Watson on the big man's level? Uh, Would you like to look at the points for this year? Yeah, Vlanderin beat him in the points. Okay. By like 100 points. No. It was... That, that MX1 qualifier is going to be awesome. Yeah, that will be. 100 th points. Okay, maybe not that much, but he beat him Okay, handedly. we beat Jeffrey Hurlings in the points. The big man. <laughs> oh, God. I, I don't know what you want me to do with that. Congra Look at the points. Look at the points, first of all. Tell me. 109 points. Vlanderin. Yes. Beat the big man. Yes. <laughs> I must have spaced out when I was scrolling those points all the I know Vlanderin won a GP. Like, good job. Like, didn't, that was last year. He didn't win one this year? Nope. Okay. Didn't, didn't even get no. a podium. God damn. And he still beat us no. by 109. Yep. We missed a round. So did Vlanderin. Vlanderin became a better hard, hard pack rider this year, I think. He kind of did, yeah. Yeah, he could be like a he could be a bit of a sneaky force in that MXGP. Did class. he? Did he podium one this year? No, he won a moto but didn't podium. Oh, okay. So I meant that's what I meant when he won. That's he won not a moto. What you meant. Whatever. I meant I meant he won something. He went five one and got fourth yeah. overall. Oh, that's that's a rough oh, go. That's was a that Lomo? Uh, was that no Lockett. Sardinia. That's Lockett again. Hard wow. pack. Hard pack. Yeah. yeah, hard pack. That's that's yeah, a, he's a hard pack guy. That's a fill result. Um, factory Yamaha next year as well. Okay, I presume. Um, um, no, but so my point being that MXGP class is stacked. I don't think Ferrato. I think Ferrato gets a little lost in that list. Well, I think your mom's a little lost. Okay, very mature of you. Uh, what does where does Canada finish? <laughs> what position? Canada. Yeah. Uh, ninth. Do we beat UK? Yeah. Okay. Paul. Eighth. All right. I'll take those results. I'm fine with that. Can we? 
get into this Germany thing more? The cock. If you you can get into that, I'll get into Germany. I think you're what, way. What, what, where where do you think they're finishing, Lewis? Germany. I think fourth at worst. So you I'll put, take that bet. Can I take that bet? Can I, can we bet? Yeah, you should. You can take that one. I want that bet. What are we betting? Money. What sort of money? A hundred U.S. currency. Oh. Yeah, not great. Not not GBP. Not GBPs. I can do a hundred. A hundred dollars. I was thinking more twenty, but sure, we'll do a hundred. Wow. We can do twenty. A hundred, Lewis. So Lewis is fourth or better for a hundred, and Steve is fifth or worse. You want to do twenty? No, we'll do hundred. Okay. All right. Okay. There we go. Um, Germany, the cock. You are. So, you are hard. On the cock. So, your te- so Roxon is a top three <laughs> MXGP rider. At work, like, Roxon is going to be in the Fevra Jet Mix, correct? Can we... Can so, we... I asked you a do, do, simple question. Do you realize that motocross is different from SMX? It's longer? Have it's you, harder? Were you at High Point? That was in May. Roxon turns June. up. When, when Roxon randomly appears at a race, he turns up. That's fair, isn't it? No, because look at his last designations result. Yeah, I choose to ignore that. Oh, so you ignore facts then. Okay. But if you look at his... um, Roxon had an an amazing MXDN record until I think the last two. No, just the last one. Just the last one? Not the one before that? No, because the one before that was 2013. He was amazing on a small bike at designations multiple years. He was yeah. He incredible. won the MX2 class uh, ten. Can we can we can we look at the Google? Yeah, can you Google Thunder Valley. Yeah, I what, think do you, what do you want? No, me to do? not Thunder Valley. Just Roxon's last two designations. Okay. So the the last one would have been the COVID, Italy. Did he go? No, no. Uh, Red Bud 2018. Oh, that's the last time he rode yeah. for Germany. Okay. And then before that was Tuchental. I'm pretty sure. I'll check. But, but so 2018, not good. But he was coming off a bit of an injury. I think his ribs or uh, something. Yeah, 20. Yeah, 2018, 2013. Last okay, two. so 2013 he was good then. Yeah, so he won just, that. So just the last one then. He yeah. Was, okay. And I feel like based on the evidence we have this year, high okay. point, All right. really just that. Right. Um, he'll be look. Maybe he he won't win, but he will he will be there or thereabouts. Lagenfelder will be top three in MX2 himself, and then Tom Cox got to do one yeah. result. No, great, fine, fourth or fourth or worst. So if they get fourth, you win. Yes. Fifth, I win. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. And you think they could win the overall? Uh, look, it's an outside shot. No, I know, but no, no, they, no, but yeah. If they win, I will not be like running around going, oh my God, what right. is happening? Well, I, that's like me with USA. Are you, are, if USA wins, I will not be running around. No, same. Yeah, yeah. Are you coming, Steve? No. Oh. I'm busy. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, honestly, I wanted to go, and then USA wasn't setting a team, Paul. I got an inside tip. USA wasn't sending a mm. team, so then I was out, and then USA sent a team, and then I was back in, and then I looked at flights, yep. and then I got a place to stay, and then I was back in, and then it was a whole thing. So, S- um, Something we haven't yeah. talked about, yep. the weather looks great. Does Team USA... Yeah, I just looked. Like, there is zero chance of rain, okay. but we are going to well, have a great nation. That nations. was one of the things I was thinking about. <laughs> is we've seen... I didn't want you to say that, Lewis, but, but yes, no, right but now it, it looks great. It looks, <laughs> it looks great. Every designation has it been does. rainy for... It does. Sun on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I will be. What was the last nice designation? Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm taking shorts. I'm taking my California clothes. Okay. Um, Paul, will Team USA buy my flight tomorrow? (laughs) No. Okay. Do you? Are you starting to feel a little bit? Yes. Are you really? A little FOMO. Yep. Yeah. Take take a look. Take a look. Maybe last minute flights. Maybe they're starting to come back down. Yeah. Maybe. I'd have to leave Thursday. Okay. Um, um, 
No, but so, like, in my, okay, in okay, my mind. Do this, do this for me. There's a, a win pie of 100%. Yep. Break that 100% down into countries. Okay, so I have four countries who I will give a percentage to. Okay. USA, Australia, France, Germany. Give me the percents. France, 50. Australia, 35. Germany, 7.5. USA, 7.5. Wow. wow. Shitting on the Belgians. Shitting on Spain. Yep. Yeah, they're not going to win. The, so the Germany only... is equal to USA for you. <sighs> there or thereabouts. I'm I've not very good at I've never seen anybody math. love cock more than Lewis. <laughs> That's not a good soundbite. Um, no, but like, I, I honestly don't understand why you think I'm crazy. Like, I feel like I need to keep justifying myself. But okay. Ken Roxon, familiar? Familiar, yes. Simon Lagenfelder, familiar? Familiar, yeah. yes. Yeah. Tom Cock. Lagenfelder could have won MX2 if he hadn't got hurt. Yes. Right? And Probably, won, or no? I like, think he's won, a, he's won at least one moto at the last five rounds, six rounds. So he's if, coming in. Yeah. If he four. doesn't get hurt, Gertz probably wins, but then maybe Langerfeller second, if yeah. they, neither one gets hurt. Gertz and Lagenfelder were the best riders. Right. right. Um, no doubt. Okay. Like, I don't see why this is crazy. Germany won with Marcus Schiffer. They did. Marcus Schiffer and Tom Koch are the same guy, essentially. We were in Lomo, though. Yeah. Weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Diff- yeah. You, can't, you can't even compare. Deep, deep sand track, you know, like Germany win. Like, who knows if Schiffer was good in sand? Who knows? Yeah, he was, but Tom Cock is good on hard pack. Okay, well, He just needs to get a knife. I just looked at Cock's results, and I'm not exactly blown by Cock. (laughs) You're loving this, aren't you? I am. I am. But Mm -hmm. Natalie was his best race by far, and, yeah, he had a couple of other good motos. So. A ninth in Czech, hard pack. Ninth place, hard pack, Czech Republic. There you go. That's all he needs to do. If he can get an 11th in Moto2, the easier MX2 open, mm-hmm. th- the other two then just need to deliver. All right, let me ask Team USA's Paul Perabino, brought to you by Renthal. Uh, Paul, best result on the USA team in their class? Who are you least? Best result. Yeah, who are you uh, uh, most confident about that it's just going to be a rock? I don't, I don't think we uh, – on our team, Team USA? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think we win any of the classes. No, 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 just best I result. Think we can, yeah. I, still, I still think we win the entire event, though. Yeah, yeah, but just best result in the class. Like, what do you think? Like, R, like Lewis picked RJ uh, for MX2 win. Like, so, yeah. like, what, who are you yeah, not worried um, about? Oh, I mean, I don't know. Um, maybe I'll go with Lewis. But, yeah, I guess maybe RJ could get the best result. But, I, I mean, yeah, Craig can get some great starts and do really good in that class, too. Like, uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Okay. I, I guess I'll go. RJ. He doesn't want. He doesn't That's want to say. Okay. No, I, I don't. I, I, I personally think RJ will shine. I think AP will be solid and consistent, but I think RJ will shine. Well, AP is definitely in the harder in the harder yeah. class for sure. So AP, AP has a tough class for sure. Yep. Yeah, I think um, I think RJ will be something really special. I almost would have gone because Christian, and this is second guessing, obviously, and that's that's the perfect you know Monday morning quarterback thing that us media guys do. Yeah. But I almost would have said, look, Craig hasn't raced in a long time. Give him the break in between races. Put him in MX1 and give him the break because uh, AP's been, you know, hard at it now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But that's just me. Yeah, I did consider that. When he was on the phone, I was going to mention, like, was that right. thrown up in the air? But... Yeah. But, I don't know. Maybe Paul. No, maybe... AP's the – I mean, AP was always the the guy that was going to lead the team once we got down – the, the, yeah, got down that far, right? Sure. Okay. I mean, he's yeah. just he's, he's scored the most points. He's raced all year. 
Uh, he has the harder class. We got to send the the better. The, well, I, I don't want to say better, but yeah, he's been riding oh, yeah, all year, and, and Christian hasn't. So yeah, we got to send him into the into the line. Christian then. would be the first to tell you that he's not going to come in and be like, "I'm better than AP." Like, yeah, AP's had a great year. So oh, um, yeah. Tom Cock was 16th in Here a moto go. in Germany Here. in a uh, Red Bud last year. Here we go. 16th. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, but that's right for the hills. <laughs> that's fine because if he, he just needs to do a little bit better than that. Okay. Honestly, right. Tom Cock has never been mentioned on American media as much as this. No. Great day for him. Yeah, it is. It is. It is a lot. His of, stock has just A lot rise. of cock talk tonight. We're gonna have rock how talk here. Cock, how does Cock do in in a pressure situation? Um, I think he will be just fine. He rises he... to the occasion. <laughs> If he does well, this is a future headlines for you next week. Make <laughs> yes, note think, now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> or past headlines, I guess, in that case. Yeah. Listen, uh, all right, Lewis. Well, yeah, that's, uh, you know. Uh, one team we haven't mentioned. Okay. Well, uh, we mentioned them earlier. Switzerland. Sewer can win MXGP. A little bit of a long shot. Guido has been. Um, Surprisingly, what happened to him? Did um, he take a bunch of HGH or something? <laughs> maybe. Dude, he. He came out of nowhere to be good again. Yeah, he's like his mid mid career dip yes. is just yeah. like forgotten do about. You, yeah. Do you guys remember what was the Matterly year that he like took it to Jeffrey in two video class? Uh, Fifteen. Yeah, and it that was I, I that that race is burned in my head because he was unbelievable that day. Yeah, and it wasn't even just Matterly. I think there was a string of like four GPs where he was he was as good as Jeffrey, if not better. Okay, so, but Tonus, he's been racing? What's he been doing? What's he's been, he raced one GP this year, and he's okay. been racing the Swiss Championship, Swiss Championship? again. Yeah. He's, a, he's, he's one of the guys where it's like, just try and get one, try and get a 12th on the board, and then let's see what the other guys can do. <laughs> there are a lot of teams here with two really strong riders that have to carry their team. Essentially, that is the nations we are heading into. A lot of teams with two riders who absolutely need to fulfill their potential and um, not screw up so that the third rider only has to do one result. Except Canada, who has three juggernauts. Yes, yeah, surprisingly, yes. They right. are one of the right. exceptions of, to the rule. I feel like a Dylan Wright big man battle is, is shaping up. Yeah, they're probably... They're right? Yeah, I feel like they're I feel close like they're, enough. You, feel, should, you should definitely fly to the race for that. Yeah. Honestly, you're, you're missing out on a lot. I would windmail the big man on. What, over Canada? Yeah, probably. Oh, wow. Yeah. But no, Switzerland could also be... Like, they're not going to okay, podium. Back, back it down, Lewis. You've already got one outrageous statement. Let's just back it down with about Switzerland. I just said they can't podium. How is that outrageous? <laughs> All right. Lewis, when do you, when do you get in town? Uh, I fly to the UK tomorrow night, and then... So I drive to France uh, Thursday. So I'll be in Laval Thursday afternoon. Okay. All right. We'll, uh, what about, I'll come by and find you. What about Greece? Any chance for the A final for Greece? I, I don't think that Greece are especially strong. Good, <laughs> good to see Ukraine turn up. Yeah, good job, Ukraine. What Morocco. What? How do we both feel? How, like so, for years. How do we had, feel about a C final? We don't. Well, we. Ha I, I looked. We had a C final. We did in 2017. Oh, who knew? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you guys talked about the schedule. So we got 65s, 85s, 125s, C-finals. Like, are they going to be able to groom the start once, maybe? Can I, if I have well, a couple thousand dollars, could I have a race at this at the Nations? Yes. Could I? Could they give me a race? Yes. The Pope might need more than a couple thousand, but, but yeah, you can money. Yeah, they got Blue Crew, like 65, 85, 125 races. Yeah, like, I don't like, like that. Like, like, this is the most prestigious motocross race of the year, they say. 
and they just can't help but like jam shit in it. Like you're like leave. Like can it? And oh, by the way, you stream or in front? Are you not making enough money? You need a few more dollars. Like I don't. I saw the schedule. It's insane. You're like. It's for nations. That's enough of a draw. Right? Leave it alone. Like we don't. We want some downtime to think about what's happened. Yeah. And, like no, 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 no downtime. Sixty fives, eighty fives, one twenty fives. C finals. Line them up. Um, Paul mentioned. I wonder if there's a disc jockey race, like a DJ race or something. Paul mentioned about having. Oh, I'm sure time. they'll have a pit bike race. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Paul mentioned about having time to groom the start straight at Erne. Very touchy subject. Best not to raise that. I know. Oh, that's I right. Oh, I, touchy. I forgot about that. Exactly. <laughs> that, that that GP that it all went to shit. That's yep. kind of why I brought it up. Is that yeah. why you brought it up? Good job. Yeah, that's a good one to reach back into that. But no, how do we both feel? So nation's very important. For years, we've had Puerto Rico shoe in a couple of Americans, a bit of a gray area. Well, now we have the FIM. Well, that's where oh, I'm going. Oh, okay. We have Guam. We have FIM Latin America. I feel like we are... We need to stop this before we end up in five years' time with, like, FIM Las Vegas. And, you know, we've just, we're going to have, like, yeah. 20 teams that are just bizarre. Yeah, I, I don't like it. Like, okay, brilliant that FIM Latin America managed to send a team, but Miguel Cordovez, you can stay home. Like, it's fine. We don't need you at the race. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a C final. It's everybody gets a trophy. Time. Is there entry to this race? There must be entry. So FIM Latin America just gets more money for entries. Oh, I don't even. I don't even know how that would work. Like, why not? There's an FIM Latin America team. Why not an FIM Europe team? I thought there was one one. Yeah, time. they didn't send. They didn't send one this year, but there was at Redbud. Yeah, there was. Like Geyser was on yeah, it, wasn't it? Sure. No. Oh. No. 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 But yeah, there was an FIM of Europe. I thought Geyser rode for. No, I think that was Geyser that was the talk. Race last year. Was that the talk? Everyone okay. was saying like, okay. why not put yeah. um, Geyser oh, maybe, yeah. and other obscure good, good Europe. Brands. Dylan Wright. Yeah, not quite, not quite. No, I know. Um, All right, okay, so anything else for Paul Parabinos? We got we got Rock Talk coming up. Uh, me and Paul are going to have a great weekend. Okay. You will not. Yep. Oh, Simple. Okay. Yeah. I will be uh, inside the Team USA bubble, okay. as long as I'm allowed. <laughs> I went to every destination from 2000, and what was Bud's Creek? 06? 07? Seven. From 07 to 20, what was COVID year? One. 07 to 2020. One. I went to every... Sync. No, you said COVID year. I didn't go to COVID year. Yes, that was 2021. Yeah, so 2020. Oh, okay, sorry. So I went 07 to 2020. Actually, Every- 2019, because there wasn't a race in 2020. There wasn't? No. Okay, 2019. There we go. <laughs> 13 years of this nation's races. So. What happened to you? Sad. I went to Redbud last year. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, see? You yep. didn't even go to Redbud. Um, listen, Paul, uh, good luck this weekend. Um, I, Thank you. I think, uh, I think this is a little underrated Team USA team. I got a sense of that. The B team thing, I don't really like that. Uh, I think these guys are better than that. Uh, look, when Billy Lyles and LaRocco and Emeg went in 92, I mean, that was really a B team. That was guys that were not two 125 dudes and a guy that was racing GPs. This is not that. This is better than that. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it's going to go well. So. I hope so. We're gonna try. We're we will we'll try not to make mistakes, and yeah, we'll be organized. We'll communicate and um, try to uh, try to put up the best result we can. I, but I think uh, I think we're capable for sure. And Lewis, you think this weekend they're announcing the next three destinations? Yeah, is maybe the, the next four. Next they're, de- four? they're definitely announcing twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, and maybe twenty seven. Back in America in twenty five. Are, are we in America in twenty four or twenty five? I I 
I strongly believe 25. Yeah. And I strongly believe next year will be Matterly. Matterly, USA. France. France. Iron, Iron Man in 25, then. I, uh, listen, nothing against... I know Tim Ritchie listens to the show. There's other tracks we need to go to in America. I, th- I think it'll be Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, I think for... I don't think the Red Butter really like up in arms about not getting it again, are they? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh. I don't know. I just think we can go to another track. I mean, we'll go back there. It's a great place to go. But it is. yeah, I think yeah. we can still spread it around. Yeah. So, and then Spain? Lewis, uh, yes. Yeah, I know that Spain are like putting in a big push to get it. Okay. So maybe 27. Right. But I just don't, they don't have a track. Right. Which is the issue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, thanks, Paul. Thank you for your time. Renthal.com. And uh, good luck, buddy. And, uh, yeah, keep in touch, man. Thank you. All right, guys. Cheers. All right, see you. That's Paul Parabinos, everybody. Team USA. Question. Yep. Will talk, you more, wake... More cock talk? Hmm? No, I think we're good. Okay. Will you wake up at whatever yes. time? 4 a.m., yes. 3 a.m.? Yes. I already, I already got MXGP bought. Oh, you paid? Yeah, paid and everything. I'm in. So okay. what, what, what time do I need to wake up? I don't know. Okay. I'll be there, so... I'd imagine it'll be yeah, 2 a.m. Nine hours ahead? Yeah. Yeah. 3 a.m., 2 a.m.? Yeah. Actually, no, not that bad. 4 a.m.? Yeah. 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 No, I'm in. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Maxima USA. Pulp 20 is the code to save with Maxima. Love those guys. Uh, also, uh, Pro Filter as well. Pulp 20 is the code to save. Uh, so whether it's Maxima or whether it's Pro Filter, Pulp 20, use the code to save. Love Maxima stuff. It's absolutely fantastic. All right, everybody. Uh, we're going to wrap up here on the uh, Pulp Show. Uh, Rock Talk. Rock Talk time. Yep. Rock Talk. Rock Talk. Rock Talk. Here we go. Very excited. All right. Lewis. Uh, what do you have to say for Rock Talk? Anything? You want to get started? or I, t- I literally told you I just cannot start it. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll start. Uh, perhaps you've heard of this sphere thing in Vegas. Yeah. It, is, uh, it has been built here. It's $2.5 I think. Did you is know? Is it a billion? Yes. It's a billion. $2.5 billion. Did you know hmm. that to advertise on it for one day is four hundred and fifty grand? And for a week, it is 650 grand, which I'm no business major, mm-hmm. but a week seems like good value. Seems like good value. Yeah. I'm going to turn that into a pulp thing. <laughs> yep. So this thing is state-of-the-art. Uh, it's, a, it's a display all inside. Um, I went to the U2 concert. I love U2. I'm mm-hmm. at the edge. That was my last week's Rock Talk. This is this week's. Uh, I went to the U2 concert. It was kind of a last-minute thing. Thanks to my buddy, Dennis Parker, for getting me tickets because it's all sold out. He came through with some great seats for me. Uh, and look, uh, I love you too. So perhaps my review is a bit clouded because I was very excited to see you too. But this fucking sphere, it's amazing. Like, if you're listening to this and your favorite band, whether it's fucking Whistling Dixies or whether it's, you know, techno death metal from Mars. Whatever kind of music you like. Those aren't real band names, are they? No. Okay. Whatever kind of music you like, if they're playing the Sphere in Vegas, you have got to go. This thing was amazing. I was laughing, smiling, uh, screaming. It, it, it's, it's, it's next level, dude. Like, you're sitting there, and it's, so it's just a big globe, right? With, yeah. with, with the vision. Like, whatever they're doing goes over top of you yeah. and over you and in front of you. Like, and it is, at one point, they were putting something on the screen. They were scrolling something on the screen. You thought you were sitting there, and the stage was going up. You thought you were moving because of the way this thing was unbelievable. At what, you look up, and it looked like the roof was coming down on top of you. Yeah, your video of right. the roof coming down, yeah. I watched that so many times, and I couldn't <laughs> figure out Dude. how they could make that illusion. Did you watch my videos, Marks? 
I did, yeah. I know Talon didn't, but <laughs> he's shaking his head no. Um, what did you think? Yeah, the videos that you sent were very, very cool. Everything I've seen about the sphere it, is is really, really incredible from a, a technological look, standpoint. I'm a sure. five. We all know this. Not on that night. No, five thousand, <laughs> dude. It's the it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Really? It was so fucking cool. Again, I love you too. So, you know, maybe seeing my favorite band. They haven't yeah. toured since 2019. Okay. So, you know, I'm all into the fucking music, which yeah. you can't understand. But this thing is unbelievable. The speakers are behind the wall, right? So there's no speakers hanging. Right. Again, you don't know what I'm yeah. talking about. But, Marks, there's no speakers hanging down or anything. Right. All the speakers right. are behind the wall. The stage is pretty small, but it lights up too. It's it's unbelievable. So, like, when the music's playing, what do you do? Well, see, that's the thing. They came out, three songs, Sphere doing everything, and you're not even listening to the music. Because you're like, oh, my God, the roof's falling in. Oh, my God, the colors. Oh, my God, the animals. Right? Yep. The animals? Yeah. Oh, there's animals. There's helicopters coming at okay. you and animals and bugs. Fucking okay. bugs are landing on your face. Really? Okay. So, and then the band turned it off and used it very minimally. Yeah. For a lot of the middle of the songs. Because it's like, hey, man, you're at a concert. Yeah. You you literally can't focus on the concert. And then at the end, they whipped it out again. Like they whipped out their cock. Yep. And they showed it to you. And they showed it to you big time. Were they the first ones to Yes, use they the... opened it. They okay. opened it. Yeah, the first acts in there and everything. It... I'm telling you, people. Like, even if you don't even if you if you mildly like you too, go. Or I guess any other band will be. the I same. I know, but I'm just saying, like, because uh, you know, maybe you love you. I'm just saying, like, you love yeah. you too. So, but yeah, like I said, if your if your country band's playing it, if your shit ass country band is playing it, and don't get me wrong, country music is shit ass. Yep. If they're playing it, go there. If your death metal guys are playing it, go there. Like it is, it is unbelievable. Tickets were a fuck ton, and it was worth it. I thought your buddy sorted you out. Yes, but I have four other shows. Oh, okay. <laughs> Those were a fuck ton. Okay. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Just you, yeah. It's, you're all in, dude. I like it. Dude, again, I'm a five. This thing, Kiefer would be so proud of me. I can see your erection from here. The, it's un, it was so cool. And that, okay, that's all. I'm, that's my rock talk. Just go to the sphere. Okay. Seems like instead of rock talk, it seems more like touristy landmark talk. <laughs> um, well, I loved you too. Yeah, Great same concert, same. fantastic! Like they're they're the they're the greatest band in the world, and it was amazing. You know, got home. <laughs> Try hard when you're there. You're gonna. It's gonna take all you can do to not start beating off. I don't think I'm going, but okay. At the screen, because it is amazing. Okay, that's my rock talk segment. Spear, you two. Do it. Um, my rock talk. Yes. Bono. Oh. From U2. Yeah. Um, he's got glaucoma. <laughs> oh. How do you know that? Google. Oh. Um. Well, way to, way to ruin this segment then. <laughs> I did meet the edge. Lewis I just thought he'd bring that fun yeah, little tidbit yeah, into the just, show. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. It's great. Uh, that's good stuff. <laughs> That's like, is, that, is that your rock talk? <laughs> Thanks for sharing, man. <laughs> Thanks a lot. You really added a lot to this segment. It's fantastic, man. Oh. Lewis Phillips, everybody, bringing us in. I think that might be my favorite part of rock talk thus far. 
<laughs> I like over three weeks. I like Jamie's Rock Talk better. <laughs> I like my friend Jamie's Rock Talk. We need to call Lewis for Rock Talk every week. I think. Yeah, you can give us. Hey, this guy has cancer. <laughs> hey, did you hear that Princess died? Oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, I'd like to tell you that uh, Lionel Richie has AIDS. Like, uh, thanks, buddy. Uh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Look, we need talk. Lewis to be the Mandarin of Rock Talk. <laughs> yeah, really, right? Yeah. Um, no, because they wear glasses, don't they? Who? <laughs> Who's they? Bono is a is a guy, not they. I know you too. Oh, no, they don't all wear glasses. <laughs> well, this says that they've all got glaucoma. <laughs> <laughs> sp- spreadable disease so they all have glaucoma um, yeah and Bono said I have very sensitive eyes hold on what are you googling I gotta read this <laughs> glaucoma is one of the um, <laughs> glaucoma is one of a number of conditions that causes photophobia or light sensitivity in people's eyesight tinted wrapped around glasses that block out as uh, block out as much light as possible are known to alleviate this sensitivity Talking to Rolling Stones magazine, Bono said, I have sensitive eyes. Rolling Stones magazine. No, it's just Rolling Stone. That's why, they, that's why they had to turn the visuals off while they were performing because they couldn't see the <laughs> okay, so, guitars and drums. All right. Do you have anything else to add to Rock Talk no, that's tonight? All that's I, it? Okay. Thank you, sir. I was just waiting for you to start, and then I just Googled YouTube facts, and that was the first thing. <laughs> so that's it? Do you have anything else to add to Rock Talk? I can... Um, I'll go if you want to give you a review. Okay. All right. Of the whole thing. The whole thing? Yeah. Okay. I'll, right. I'll come in just to do a quick five minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like uh, five minutes with Fletch. Yeah. Yeah. When, Are you worried about Fletch? When's your Fletch interview dropping? I don't know. I feel like it should have already dropped. Yeah. But, maybe uh, he was a little, maybe he's like, ah, I didn't make the cut. <laughs> maybe. I think Kiefer's drops tomorrow. Okay. All right, everybody, it's been another section of Rock Talk for you. <laughs> the worst part is you made me laugh, and now I'm going to get complaints. No, the absolute worst Rock Talk ever with featuring Lewis <laughs> Phillips. False. Well, what was the worst one? I think that was the best. Uh, Decal Works bringing you the 9 o'clock hour. DecalMX.com, promo code PulpMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Love these guys, Ron, Sean, and all the guys. Their mission is to cater to those who love to ride, upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. Uh, please check those guys out. Thank you. Decal Works. Um, special sponsor of Rock Talk. I am very excited for 2024 mm. because I imagine that I will be setting sail with Decal Works on a handful of cool things. Okay. All setting right. sail with Decal Works. I know what you're getting at. Yep. And uh, we'll see about that. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, Works Connection, X 20 is the code to save with those guys at Works Connection. WUSA, love, what do you like? I was just going to say, you know, you won't see about that. <laughs> Bono. Incredible. Oh, I'm, really, I'm really annoyed at myself because I really did a good job of not laughing this entire show. And there was something you said earlier which really made me laugh, and I literally bit my tongue off trying to not laugh. Mm-hmm. And now it's And ruined. now you've done. Yep. With rock talk. I've actually got tears in my eyes. Okay. All right. WUSA, Guts Racing. I uh, love those guys. FMF, OGO as well, on board with us along with everybody else. Pop Mech Show is the uh, place to go for all the codes and everything else. Uh, uh, okay, Lewis. Um, did some silly season. We did some 250 stuff. We did Rock Talk. Your visa. Oh, yes. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about your visa. So um, you were, you've were you been in and out. 
yes. of the country. Uh, something that we thought was going to take a lot really easy for you to get done uh, finally did get done. Yeah, was- so I have... Um, people have probably been confused because I've been here, there, and everywhere yeah. this year. Um, obviously, I've been on this show a couple of times and then disappeared mm-hmm. um, out of the country. I... Um, when I decided to move to America and take a job in America, I did it all properly and went through um, a lawyer who has worked with Pro Circuit, so is familiar with motocross, and they said that I am um, a sure thing for an easy visa. Mm-hmm. Like, they worked with Pro Circuit mechanics, and based on... Obviously, the work we do is all online. If you're a mechanic, you don't have anything to show for it. Yeah. So it, they were like, yep, your resume and everything is amazing. This will be easy. Yep. For and, what, I, and I got a work visa every year, too, as well, so I kind of know the process. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and for whatever reason... Huh? Wasn't that hard? No. Right. Um, and for whatever reason, I was picked on um, by the government, it seems. Like, my lawyers said to me now, after the fact, that they had meetings with, like, six other lawyers and had my stuff on a screen and were like, what is going on? Yeah. Obviously, I didn't want to give up. I wasn't gonna. I was never gonna give up because this is where I wanted to be, and I knew that this is where I need to be for mm-hmm. my career progression. So I dropped. I think the final total was thirty-five thousand dollars. Jeez. Um, of my own money. Not not like I had inheritance or yeah. help from anything like that. Like yeah. I just made it. I figured it out. Made it work. Um, they cut darks pay. Who? Vital gave you some of darks pay. No, I did it. I did oh. it all by myself. They didn't take from dark to no, help you. Oh. Unless that's coming. That's too bad. No, I think the more likely is Jamie is going to take from me. Okay, all right. He's definitely working on a plan. <laughs> um, yeah, so I sunk a shit ton of money into getting this visa just because I knew that this is where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I finally the New York Board of Journalism got involved and yeah. basically sent an email to the government and said, um, you're being a bit crazy. Like, we've reviewed Lewis's work and yeah. it's pretty legit. Uh-huh. So then that helps massively. It all went through. Um, I have my visa, so now I will be doing all of the American races next year. No stress, no hassle. You'll be living here. I've now got to sort out my life, get a social security number, um, all of that sort of stuff. Car, phone, all Mm -hmm. of that sort of stuff. Um, Yeah, so $35,000 lighter, but Ah. I've made it. Welcome to America. (laughs) Welcome to America. Um, Welcome to Rock Talk and welcome to America. Yeah, that's... um, that's where I've been this year. So yeah, it's been it's been ridiculously stressful. Like even the last time I was in studio, um, I was sat here and we were talking, and I distinctly remember randomly my lawyer WhatsApp me because we're that we're, we were yeah. that close that we were just texting, buddy. Yep. And she texts me with like a long list of like we need to do this, and like every time I saw that, my body would just go into shutdown. So like I honestly this year I've been working in like limp mode i would say like mm-hmm. half of what i can do yeah because i always had this hanging over me my case which i built myself because i can write was a thousand pages so Jeez. i produced a thousand pages of just yeah shit essentially right, right. <laughs> um along with the money that i had to figure that out and move things around um but i knew that i wanted to be here and i knew that this was the place to be and i'd kind of done everything i needed to do in gps so yeah i put my balls on the line essentially and here we are, being laughed at in Rock Talk. The land of the sphere. <laughs> being stared at with a guy who's wearing a captain's hat and yep. <laughs> wondering what I've done. Good day, mate. <laughs> the yep. land of the sphere. Yes. You're here. Because of the sphere? Yeah. Uh, yeah, nice rhyme. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'll right. go to the well. sphere and I will report back on that now. Yeah, sounds good. Marks, you got to go. Oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll find a reason to go, I'm sure. I mean, there's got to be some stupid rapper that's going to be doing it, going over there. Okay. First of all, how dare you? Okay. 
All right, motorsport.com, tweet at Talon segment. No, that's my mom. It's the motorsport.com tweets at Talon segment. No. How many clips do you think Marks is going to get out of this show? There are a lot. Yes. But I feel is, like this is a very is yes. memeable show. Memeable show? Yes. Yeah. All right, motorsport.com, uh, OEM and aftermarket parts, great prices, dedicated team of gearheads over there will really help you with their returns and everything. Make it real easy for you. The gearheads. I feel like it's been pretty easy for you. Not really. Think of that interest I've lost on that money. Yeah, just a text here or there. Uh, OEM and aftermarket parts. If you've got a secret street bike like JT, you got a UTV, you got an e-bike. they got all stuff for that. they got a great return policy. Uh, any kind of specials going on right now, gearhead guy? Uh, we're always doing deals. I think we have 60% off on certain OEM products right now. Ooh. Um, I don't know. Gear's always on sale. Everything's pretty much always you on sale. You got your new Rideco? Rider the Rider Co. Rider Co. Rider Co. Yep. Yep. We've been selling that quite a bit. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, these questions are submitted at Pulp Show on Twitter. And my friend Talon picks the best ones. Uh, on track, off road for Ooh. Lewis. Oh, boy. Do you feel like you ate enough humble pie with your predictions on the MXGP podcast this year? Well, um, what what'd you what were they? We, what, what? Uh, Adam and I made a bet. I said that, because obviously Geyser was out, mm-hmm. so I said that Jonas would be the top Honda rider and wipe the floor with Fernandez. Oh. And obviously Adam oh. has um, Spanish roots. Yes. So his Spaniard friend, he was all high on that. Ooh. And, you um, really missed on that one. Yeah. Didn't go well for me. Right. And obviously doing a podcast with Adam, the MXGP podcast show on Vital MX, um, doing a podcast with Adam, I have to eat humble pie a lot because he is smarter than all of us put together. <laughs> I When they put Fernandez, Fernandez into the MXGP from MX2, yeah. I'm like, really? Like just to help Tim out? Like as if he's going to help Tim out. Like, and then the dude was like legit. Like, yeah, it, it was. It, he really came on. That has become a bit of a trend in GPs, hasn't it? Like uh, bumping an MX2 rider up early. I almost yeah. feel like some American riders and teams should follow suit and just find a way to get a guy to a 450 well, earlier. Why than would planned. we do that? Let's just take them dives and keep doing it. Running like, back the same things. Um, I.e., Marchbanks mm-hmm. seemingly doing 250 Supercross next uh, year. With, <laughs> I don't know, man. All right. So what, uh, what was the question? Eight humble pie? I, yes, I ate humble pie. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay. Sad. Uh, from Gate Drop at Max, does KTM or does, go, does Chase going to KTM make Sexton better than he was in 23? Or is it a risk? Have you oh, ever, it's a risk. But yeah. Have you ever had two questions from two media companies to start this segment? No. What is Gate Drop at Max? Website. I, I don't know. He picks them. So okay. I don't, I don't <laughs> just, know. Just... I picked the question. Is that weird name. then to have the media? Oh, no, it's just oh. who would have thought? Um, I, there's definitely a risk of sex in this thing not going well. I, don't, I think it works out fine, but there's a risk. Yeah, I think from what I've heard, I think there's some good stuff happening over there for 2024. I think they've got some good parts lined up to solve some problems. Um, I think that Sexton's going to – I think that, as I said earlier, I think it's trendy to shit on Sexton, and I think that is going to drive him to prove a point. And I think that alone will make this work. Okay. Uh, from B Parker 24 for Lewis, if you were to receive one brand new dirt bike of your choice, what would it be and why? I've always been a Honda guy, and I don't know why. Never a 450 guy. I'm too shit for that. So a Honda 250, I guess. What did you ride growing up? Honda? Everything. Oh, everything? I was a bit of a um, 
a bit of a switcher. Oh. Gear, numbers, bikes changed every year. Jeez. <laughs> Just trying to find myself, you know? Yeah, Just yeah, trying yeah. to find, yeah. my, find yeah. my vibe. No, I hear that, yep. That's right. Sugar Shane, 79. Eli dropped a video greasing a corner like he never hopped off the bike. Saw that. Do you think we will see the same beast mode post-injury? I mean... He he didn't go beast mode this no. year. There were there were sections he didn't jump. He was dungy. Yeah, yeah. He was smarter this year than he's been in years past. So, I, I don't. I'm surprised he's back on a bike this quickly. Yeah, me too. I never would have thought that. No. I thought that I thought that Anaheim one was going to be a massive push. He, he told me I did the podcast with him. He said November. Yeah, and what we're yeah we're October the second. Yeah, I think I swear he said back on a bike in November. Yeah, it so, almost yeah. doesn't make sense. Like, good for him. It's obviously great that it's moved this quickly, but I can't make sense of it. Kathy Tomac called me the other day, and I missed her call. And I was Why? Like, Is that normal? Or? I thought maybe I was going to get some Eli scoops or, you know, big Eli intel, and she just wanted to talk about Basset Hounds. <laughs> um, yeah, missed out on that one. Um, I don't even know what to say. What? Yeah. Like, have I got a Basset Hound? It's a whole thing, but, okay. but there was a potential addition of a Basset Hound into... Into the family. As she just wanted to find out what the vibe was. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I was like, ooh, you know. No, let's be honest. There was a moment where you thought you were going to get shouted at. Yeah, that that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that either one. Kathy's a wonderful woman. Uh, long name fifty one. First rider that comes to mind when you think about who had the most expectations and didn't live up to them. Alessi. Oh, it, ever? I was thinking this year. Oh, um, what, what, it was, didn't say. Oh. It didn't specify. Okay. <sighs> Yeah, ever, I guess you have to say Alessi. Do you have one for this year? Joe? I was thinking more kitsch. There fuck, were, I, fuck you, bro. No, there was big, there was big Levi No, there hype. wasn't. No, there wasn't. See, I feel like there was massive Levi hype. No, there was not. There was small Levi hype. I feel like the Levi hype was overwhelming this time last year. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. But I feel like that, I feel like it was a year too early. No, you're wrong. Okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, from Cordell, Stephen Louie. Uh, who are your three? Steven Louis. Uh, could be a comedy team. This reminds me of a problem I have. Okay. Uh, three riders you're expecting to make the biggest leap with their new team, 250 and 450. Well, well, can riders... Sexton make a leap because he's already like one of the fastest dudes in the world? Yeah, that's the that's right? the bad thing for KTM because if they win the championship with Chase, it's like yeah, good job KTM. You just did yeah. what Honda did. Yeah. The almost for KTM, the only way is down. Yeah, yeah, no. So the biggest leap, um, Kitch. Yeah, I th I'm high on Kitchen for next year. Kitch, Joe. Um, I think Coop. I don't. Yeah, but like again, what's a leap? I know. Uh, that's talent. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what's a leap? Um, what was I going to say? Uh, I think listening to Ryder D, I think that he could be quite have a bit of pep in his step. And come out swinging, maybe. Um, but back to my issue. So since I've been here, every time I go to Starbucks and they say, what's your name? I say, Lewis. And then when it comes time to call out my name, they say, Luis. And then they look at me really strange when I go and um, get my drink. Is it, how's it spelled on the cup? Luis. Like, L-O-U-I-S? Um, L-U-I-S. And they say Luis. I guess that's like Spanish, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Spanish. Yeah, Luis. But they so said they don't expect me to walk up. It's, yeah. all, it's, a, it's a whole thing. Lewis doesn't sound like Luis at all. Yeah. No, but every, it's happened, it's right. happens every single time. Okay. Hard. Hard life. They just get Steve right most of the time. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy for you. Yeah. Uh, Shane J. Borden. 
in 2024 with Tomac back, uh, we'll have one, two, three, and four on the track. When was the last time that we had that? I don't know. What do people come up with this <laughs> shit? We won't have four. Why? Because Chase is number one. Fuck uh, yeah. He, it did say outdoors, and oh. I didn't think about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, who gives a shit? Well, that, the last Coop year was outdoors? 19. Who gives a shit? That was the last time it happened. Um, will Coop do outdoors? I think that's yeah, in the yeah, deal, yeah, isn't no, it? Yeah, yeah, he said outdoors, yeah. Uh, dumbass race fan, when are we getting Berluti back in studio? Uh, I don't know about in studio, but in two weeks' time, we are doing a live show from the Huddle Brewery here in Vegas with Berlut and Skip and Mike Hooker and McGrath and... You're fucking kidding me. Lampson. Should be a good time. Did you have to work hard for that show? Or was it... No. Once you told those guys that Skip was involved, was it like... Yeah, Skip what? did everything. Okay. I didn't have to do anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. My biggest thing was trying to talk Marks into like getting all this shit ready. Um, Lipstick on your dipstick? Show in the sphere? Dude. <laughs> Dude. That's a great idea. Yes. I, I'd imagine it's quite easy to do. Imagine just putting Kiefer's face on the sphere. <laughs> um, that would be something Heather's special. Heather's boobs? I'm really trying not to laugh. Okay, please, right. please keep this serious. Right. Joe, twenty-seven. Do we have an update on Ferrandis or Masterpool's program going into twenty-four? I think, I don't think this factory connection Ferrandis stuff that I hear is going to happen. No. I just, I just, I shake my head at that. Uh, Ziggy, if Ziggy had that kind of money, they would have kept the team going. Like, yeah. I just, it's a shit ton of money. Uh, it's not nineteen ninety. It's not nineteen ninety-seven anymore. Where Ziggy got. Uh, LaRocco going with a small little uh, fun mover. Like, I don't see it happen. I just don't. I expect Ferrandis to ride for Hep. Yeah, and everyone makes such a big deal out of the factory connection thing when factory connection worked with Ferrandis for five races, six races. Yeah. And what, you're telling me that they built such a bond yeah. that they're just going to lay yeah. all of this money on yeah. the line. And um, It does suck for factory connection. Ziggy is doing on Cooper stuff on KTM and he's doing Ferrandis' stuff and he really can't tell people. But Yeah, factory yeah. connection is low-key everywhere now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't see it happening. I just don't. Ziggy's not going to spend his own money. And why? And I don't see Button and Wasserman getting sponsors for to do a LaRocco type of pro. I just don't see it happening. What was, what was the deal? Um, he rode the Suzuki. He liked it. You tweeted about Roxon re-signing at HEP. Yeah. Dustin replied with, like, this guy. Yeah, or yeah. He, and I, he just, just, I don't know. Being Dustin? I think, yeah, I think he was upset maybe that I uh, spilled it. But, like, a rider re-signing isn't. Yeah. Like, spilling anything especially when like Roxy had no other options yeah. it, it, like we he, all know that's gonna happen yeah. that's obvious yeah 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 no nothing nothing against yeah no. D uh, Dustin was fine uh, Dirty Max 078 any word on Moseman and if he'll be racing next year I haven't heard anything it was Triumph for a little while and then that's not happening so I don't know yeah I feel Do like know? we all kind of ran wild with the Triumph thing without realizing that wasn't actually yeah. a sure thing right um, Savachi talked about Triumph here on the show last week yeah yeah. Was that last week? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Two weeks ago. Um, yeah, I, I don't see that. Well, I think for your last option, week was Daniel Blair, Dark, and Trevor. Oh, yes. Yeah. Who can forget yeah. Jamie's um, yeah. shining moment? Yeah. Um, I think the only option for Moserman at Triumph is Supercross only. Yeah. So maybe he can do that. But honestly, like, his career is in such a, a nosedive that it's going to take something real special to bring this back around and, like, get back to an equilibrium. It's crazy that in 2022, he won races... He won a race, one race, and then challenged for the lead in multiple races. And in one year, he can't find a ride. Yeah, but this sport sucks from that perspective. Yeah. Like we, we don't help the problem because we, um, 
we don't talk about that stuff. We just go off of what happened recently. I guess that's our job. But it is um, it is a meat grinder mm-hmm. in more ways than one. Uh, from Layman MX, Lewis, if you could pick one rider to bring over from the GPs to the US for a full season, who would it be? Oh, sewer. Yeah, I think Sewer would be good. He thinks for he thinks that he's too old for Supercross, but I really don't. Oh, on a 250, he'd be able to figure it out. The thing is, all of these GP guys have American style now, where they could all figure out Supercross with a real off season and a right. real program. Um, obviously, they wouldn't come in and win, but they'd be capable. Whereas you put GP riders from like the 2000s with their style on mm-hmm. a Supercross track, and it's just never going to work. DBK116, uh, will we ever get a Kenny Watson call-in or guest co-host again? I don't know. Have you spoken to him? No. No? He just texts me when he needs phone numbers. Was he at LA? I didn't see him. You would think he would be at LA, wouldn't you? I don't know. I don't oh. know what he's doing. I hope he's doing all right. Um, I, he texts me for phone numbers, and I send him phone numbers, and then we just move on. My liaison. Uh, yeah. That, that is such a throwback. Yeah. That almost feels like a different show. Good he job, was, Pitt. He was, uh, he was great for a long time on this show, and then it got bad. But those magic moments with Kenny were pretty magical. Yep. <laughs> but one story that I feel has never been told, and the one pulp uh, shift that's just disappeared is Gabbett Gibbs. Just disappeared and never to be spoken of again. Ah, we spoke about him, I think. No, I feel like he just disappeared, and there was no... Really? Yep. Like, I feel like we talk about Gibbs every once in a while. But, like, no explanation. Like, was he murdered? Did you murder no, him? I Is d- he in the basement? I let him go. Oh. I was like, hey, we, we're, we're going to make a change. Well, I think it was a he, good change. I do, too. I don't <laughs> think he was happy. He didn't, like, get made fun of at all. He had no kind of sense of that, even though I told him that this is what we do. And he got kind of mad, and then yeah, I don't think he was working out, and so I, I let him go. But I he think was a good he, kid. I liked Devin. He was nice, good dude. He just didn't fit us that well. Yeah, I, I think, think he. Um, and I don't think he liked it either. So it wasn't like he was having a time of his life, and then he was like crushed. Yeah, it's funny. Like I do think the producer, the little that the producer speaks, I do think it actually has an impact on the show. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I, that was a bit of a difficult yeah, period. Right, right. And now look at tits and talent, like just cruising along. Yep. Marks was the producer, too, for at one point, I guess. I, I, yeah, I do remember. Right? Yep. You've been through them. I like how you're asking right like you don't remember. Yeah, I, that was confusing. I, like, tonight has been uh, quite eye-opening that your memory is not amazing. Why? What else yeah, was it? I feel like we were talking about stuff at dinner, and you were just like, you didn't remember Lewis came to the show at your first house. I don't remember. No. I mean, how am yeah. I supposed to know what house Lewis came into? I, I, I mean, you know, by, I know by, he's been in here for years. Memory recollection. The, um, the best part about LA was in the press box. Steve said to Kellen, um, are you going to the press conference? And Kellen replied, yeah, why do you need help? <laughs> like, like Steve was some senile old yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Walk me down, Kellen. Like, it was such a quick reaction as well. Like, he, his immediate thought was, Steve probably needs help to get from A to B. <laughs> that was fucked up. Yeah, Kellen's a treasure. That, that was, was really that funny. That was fucked up. I remember that now. It was just funny. No, listen, Marks, I know you were a producer. I, I knew you mm-hmm. were. I'll you, tell you how it went. It went t- it's legendary. It went Gibbs. Then it went to you. Then it went Tits Talon after that. Wasn't when you, because Gibbs was part of the uh, four person tryout and Marks yes. was in that tryout. Nope. No, no, it was me no. and oh, Marks was, for the oh, tryout. Oh. oh. Yeah, it was, it was, yep, it was uh, Talon and Marks, Talon one. No, Travis one. Travis one. 
then I needed then <laughs> my point has been proven. <laughs> no, the first person tryout was uh, Gibbs, uh, a guy Brandon named Jake. Brown. A guy named Jake was really cool. Brandon. Brandon Brown. I don't know who that. I don't remember that. He was Brandon. from Logandale. I used to race okay. with him. All right, Jake Pool. Jake Pool. Jake Poole was cool. Fast local dude. Uh, anyway, I forget the other one. Well, well to be honest, it's impressive that you remember. Yep. This main and name. then we picked Gibbs. Gibbs won that. And then uh, yeah, then the rest is history. This stuff's interesting. And then Talon lost to Marks, but uh, really I was like, oh, Marks can build an app. Like, <laughs> let me let me get that going. I don't, uh, think, I don't think that was. And then uh, yeah. And then what's what's funny though is Tits's brother. I was at the dog park one day. Tits's brother was there and said, "Are you Steve Mathis?" Yes. He's like, "Oh, we listen to your show all the time. Um, you know, we, we want to take you for lunch." And I'm like, "Okay, sweet, free free lunch." Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I feel like you're against this. I am, and I think it started because of that. <laughs> but they, so ru- went, they ruined it. I went for lunch with Tits and his brother. Enjoyable lunch. And then that led into Tits, me saying, hey, do you do, I'm looking for a job. And then Tits recommended Marks. So in a way, Tits' brother is the, responsible for Tits <laughs> and Marks' lives being ruined. Yep. Why, wasn't, why did you ask Tits' brother instead of Tits? No, why didn't you, why, other way around. Why didn't you ask Tits' brother? To work? Yeah. I think Tits said he would or something. He's enthusiasm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, back then, I mean, he's a real go-getter. You know, his enthusiasm, his go is a... Uh, you went to lunch and you went, this guy's energy. This is- guy is an eager beaver. You can tell. He just, he's a, he's a... He just had it. Yeah, he just had it. He had the charisma. <laughs> he had the X factor. Right, right. Oh, for fuck, yeah. I honestly laughed too. Oh, he had it. He, he, damn it. I mean, you can see he's an overachiever. I passionately cares about everything he does. So, I yeah. tried so hard not to laugh this yeah. entire show. How did you feel about uh, Tit sending you pictures of Debbie with some dude with his shirt off? Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. He's, he's unbelievable. Tits and Debbie out golfing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I paid Tits to take Debbie golfing last week because my arm, because I can't golf. You paid him to do it? Yeah, Debbie loves golfing. And I'm like, my mom really wanted to golf. I can't hit and a Tits golf Tits wouldn't ball. just do it for the love of the game. No, no, he's not doing it unless there's something in it for him. No. no. Okay. So, I didn't know that was a gig. Yeah. 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 So, I um, miss Tits. I miss Tits bad. So did you guys, when you were battling Marks, and you, this is after Gibbs, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. No, but I'm saying, like, Gibbs wasn't even around. He was done completely? Yeah, you'd already let him go. Okay. You used us for like two months and kept saying we were doing tryouts. Oh, yeah. For, I think, for free I think labor. we each did, what, two or three? I think we each did three shows. Like, we each did a week, yeah. and then you guys were like, oh, we can't really decide on who we like. Can you guys come in and do another one? Yeah. And of course, us idiots were like, yeah. And then after another show, yeah. you guys are like, oh, we still can't decide. Well, Can you guys come and do another one? It's like free labor. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, great. nothing makes you feel appreciated like the quote, we can't decide who we like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and you're, I'm sure your wife is like, God damn it. He yeah. met the stupid Mathis guy. Yeah. Now fantasy games and videos and everything. Yeah. Moto 60. Unbelievable. Yep. Good times. We started the show in 2010. 13 years. 565 episodes. Yeah, and it's it's changed it's, a hell of a lot. Yeah. Like I say, Kenny feels like um, a completely different show. Go yeah. further back than that to Paul Lindsay, yeah. and that feels like... That, that, that was uh, not ideal. Watch. I, one of the biggest regrets I have is there's a... The show fucked up a lot in the beginning. Yeah. And there was a time where Kenny and Paul were almost going to fight each other, and I lost all that audio. 
while they were yelling, I was underneath moving cables and trying to fix cables, and they're yelling at each other about J-Law. It was great. You were like in a bomb shelter yeah. under the oh, table. Oh, I was. It was great. Oh, so fantastic. Remember when Kenny wrapped the coolers? It was yes. the thing about wrapping coolers yeah, I saw, forever. I saw that on social yeah, media Moser, the other day. Moser won our cooler. But, uh, Moser bought our cooler that was wrapped when the money went to Road to Recovery or something. There is a... Um a, like every like everyone looks at what pulp is now and just presumes it got here, like from the start. But yeah. there is a whole behind the curtain there's, there's so path to this yeah. point. No, there's so much of it, right? Yeah, that's fun. Uh, MX John ninety seventy two Lewis, can you release a version of the MXGP pod with your voice edited out so we can just listen to Wheeler? I could. I mean, that's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can. Up if you pay me. Uh, Greg Wilcox for Lewis. Who do you prefer, Sexton or Sewer? Uh, ben Watson. Oh, wow. I can't pick between those two. Sad. Um, from Jimmy, in the next three championships, so Supercross, Motocross, Supercross 25, does RJ win a championship? This gentleman's forgetting about SMX. See? <laughs> yeah, see, like, see? And would that count? Does uh, RJ win a championship? Probably not, no. Wait, what were the years? 225. So super, like next season, and then Supercross twenty five. So the next three seasons. I think I think he goes into Supercross next year as, like, who realistically who's more solid? Joe? Didn't he go into Supercross? Well, we don't know the coasts. So no, but like, no idea. Re, like looking at the riders as a whole, Joe yeah. Deegan, mm-hmm. RJ. Those are your. Yeah, but I feel like the anvil always comes out for RJ because what we were talking about this year. Yeah, but apart from well, from memory, apart Kitch, from Kitch is almost better than RJ. I don't know. RJ in Denver was like I know, but something special, right? And apart from Anaheim two, wasn't he top two? McAdoo every McAdoo is going to be the um, wild card, forgotten man, yeah. underdog uh, guy, similar to Craig heading into Nations. Mm-hmm. Everyone forgets how good he is. Yeah, and Faulkner, Faulkner. Eh, I'm lower on Faulkner than some. Okay, I'm quite high. Okay. I really, I would really, really, really like to see Faulkner win well, okay, a title. But we would like to see. But what do you think is going to happen? I think he could. I mean, I'd like to see him win a title, too. That would be a really cool redemption story. Yeah, that's what I mean. But you got to look at, you know. Yeah. I, you know what? There's a lot of parallels between Faulkner and Hurlings. Like, they both, if they stay healthy, they are both more than capable of winning a championship. Like, no doubt that they have that, but it's just staying Do healthy. Do I have a bet with Paul on Hurlings or you? In LA, uh, I don't box. think that anything got finalized. We never got, we never got finalized. We were all scared. I think you were going to bet both of us, but it just never. The terms were okay. never. All right. Wait, are we? We're in for a hundred on Germany. Yeah, we. Okay. You and I. Yeah. Yep. Cool, man. We don't have future headlines at all, but that's cool. We have two of them. Oh, oh, oh! That was actually KC, planned. Oh, we're doing. We're doing like uh, we're taking initiative over there. <laughs> a segment in a segment employee of the month you know you know oh, yeah, that gets him that gets him right away just give it to him <laughs> to, now to plan anything on this just show give it to him gets now. you gets it's, you an award it's great when the host is looking right. around like what is going right, on right <laughs> casey 696 sexton swaps the front end all season or sexton sweeps the competition to victory i'll go sweeps yeah same like there's gonna be a lot of um you gotta pick one or the other so yeah yeah i think and I, I think that's more likely because um, there's going to be a lot of question marks coming into Supercross next year. No one's going to be a cert 
Chase has a new team. Eli's coming off injury. Coop's on a new team. Jet is entering 450 Supercross for the first time. Um, no one, there's not one guy who's just settled. So it's not like being on a new team will be as big a disadvantage as it could be other years. Sugar Shane, 79. Lewis, loving life is post-race as post-show pulp voicemails are positive or Lewis leaving disgusted as pulp fans continue to shit on his performance. Sad. Um, yeah, that wasn't a good time. And you really got me good on Twitter as well about it. I'll never forget that. What? You tweeted me something about the voicemail and I said, it's fine, just delete it. And you replied, it, there's more than one. Oh. I, was just like, <laughs> I was just like, great. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, though. The, so these are my words that I try to live by now. Okay. And I think that you can take inspiration from this. Oh, okay, thank I'm you. like Gandhi. Yeah. Um, or another inspirational figure. Bono. Thank you. Um, Check out Coma. <laughs> Pray for him. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the matters. So, I, in our job... I think that I would rather someone hate me than be indifferent to me because at least you're making that person feel something. I would, I, the one thing that would, the, my biggest fear would be someone just being like, eh, because then what are you doing? You're, I feel like we're meant to be somewhat, uh, polarizing is the wrong word, but we're meant to be somewhat like, we're meant to have opinions, which is going to cause divisions and blah, blah, blah. Like, I know I get a lot of shit for what I said about WSX, but after Adam Bailey's interview on this show, that's what I wanted to hear. Like, happy days. There's a bit of um, honesty and a bit of humility there. Um, my issue with WSX always came from the fact that the PRs were extreme. We're going to design tracks that you've never seen before, blah, 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 and then repeatedly weren't lived up to. And then now Adam Bailey's saying, like, yeah, that was a mistake. We've made mistakes. And it's like, cool. We're on the same mm -hmm. page. I just, yeah. But then also... That all gets crazy, and the Australians feel as though WSX is their own baby. So that's a dangerous territory. But we've got to have opinions. Okay. Deep? Deep. Like, you get what I mean, though? Like, I feel like you have co-hosts who come in, and there's just no feedback. Mm-hmm. I would rather have both ends of the spectrum. Like, after last time, someone tweeted that I need to die, and someone tweeted that I belong with Weimar and DV as royalty. I don't think either of those are true. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> but... Like, at least people are feeling something. Sure, okay. I yeah. Just, yeah like, I just, just want to make people feel. I don't put a lot of stuff. The, the thing with me, I think, is the people that tell me I'm great, I don't really believe them. And the people that tell me, like, I, I should die, you, you know, you fucking liberal loser, yep. I don't care. I don't believe them either. You know what I mean? So I just, I just, I'm just in the middle. I'm just a five. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I'm good at this job and I, I provide entertainment. But it's not the greatest thing you've ever heard. You know, no. I'm not going to start blowing myself on that. And I'm also not a piece of shit loser like the people who say that I should kill myself. So yeah, that's, I just I just like, yeah, okay. Like the truth is in the middle somewhere. That's where I've kind of ended up. It took me it took me a while to, right. um, obviously when you start, yeah. it kind of hits you a bit more. Yeah. It took me a while to realize that like, it is what it is. Like, yeah. some people are going to feel one way. Some people are going to feel another. Some people think Chase Sexton is the greatest rider ever. Yeah. Some people shit on him at every opportunity yeah I, like it's just the right. way life is i think i'm older now i have a little more experience in that kind of stuff and i'm just gonna just keep on doing what i want and doing what i think is funny and then 
it all just works out in the end to provide an entertaining product, and it's neither the greatest thing ever nor is it shit. It's just what it is. Yeah, yeah. well, it's like I said to you in the break. Right. Um, after one of the recent shows I was on, I had two messages in the same day. One said that I love myself too much, and one said that I hate myself too much, both in a negative vein. And that was like when I got those a couple of hours apart, I was like, okay, like people are just going to see. People are going to, everyone's jaded in some way or another, positive or negative, and that changes the way you see things. Like Jeffrey, for instance, knows that you aren't his biggest fan, so everything you say immediately starts with a negative tone. Yeah. Similar to like a listener. If they're not a fan of you, then they're going to automatically pick apart everything you say. I would love the chance to talk to Jeffrey. Well, I can make that happen. And explain. I think he's one of the all-time greats, and he should have moved up way sooner. And he was very cocky in his younger years and a little arrogant. Honestly, ever since I did that interview with Jeffrey in July, my relationship with him is a lot better. And I think now, mm-hmm. I think we can make this happen. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. we're, like we yeah. are really good, um, better than we've ever been. Okay. So yeah. I think we can do this. Yeah. But anyway, to answer that, yeah. just sad. 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 <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Motorsport.com, tweet at talent segment. All right. We um, kind of had it all this show, didn't we? A what? We had it all. Yeah. Highs. What? Lows. Yeah. Guacoma. Gua- gua- Laughs. Gua- guacoma. Glaucoma. Glaucoma. Um, gua- 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 guacamole <laughs> and, gu- and glaucoma. Yes. Um, sphere. Nations. Yeah. Rock talk. Rock talk. Silly season. Yep. Cargo cock. D- Ducati. We went from like peak journalism of like Roxon to Ducati. And then an hour later, dis- to discussing guamola, gua- glaucoma, <laughs> glaucoma, <laughs> and um, and a lot of cock talk. Yes, yeah, that's Goggle what this that's what this show, this show does. It w- we are not the bastion of, you know, uh, no. high journalism. I don't know what bastion is. But okay, we are not the bastion of high journalism. Sometimes we can go in the gutter. That's fine. Yeah, and um, there's a lot of uh, clippable moments. But Marx would never clip anything to make me look bad no nope. there's nope, no way me. that gentleman is ever going to do that the worst i'm not stupid dude the worst part is the one bit of feedback that i was trying to do was not laugh as much and the last hour has just ruined that why would completely. you want not want to laugh that's because i cannot no, because i can understand why like if you're listening and someone's laughing that's annoying so i tried to really keep it mm. in okay but well, um i failed and i have a captain's hat <laughs> you yep. do not yep and i put an alberto ferrado interview on Papa mix and you don't have one nope I'm surprised that captain's hat was, like, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like, really just always with you. Yeah, always. I guess always. that's important. It is. When you're a captain of the ship, you must wear the hat. It's weird. I feel like at some point I need to be in studio with Chase on the phone so we can really settle this. We, I thought we did. No. You weren't here that time that I tried to pin him down on it? No, surprisingly, you did that when I wasn't in studio. Oh, no, that's <laughs> yeah. odd. Yeah, that's odd. Seems really, um, yeah, okay. strange. Uh, best interview tonight. Christian Craig, Ryder D, Weege, Jade Dungey, Paul Perbinos. They were all good, but I didn't expect Ryder D to be as good as he was. All right. So that, that was better than I expected. Marks? Um, Weege. Talon? I actually like Jade. Me too. He's funny. I think I was a Jade Dungey fan. Poor Craig. Christian's great. My questions to Ryder were fine. There was no, like... There was nothing over the line. Ah, uh, the third or fourth time you tried but, to get him in trouble was no, maybe but, a little over no, the but line. They were, like, Team USA, how's that going to get him in trouble? 
Yeah, no, that's not. That's fine. Um, you just kept asking about Kawasaki and offers and stuff. You were the over one. You were the one who kept. No, I said once. So do, I felt like you kept going at no, it. No, because what I was gonna say was, like, was uh, Gas Gas is two years? Is Kawasaki was Kawasaki the offer one year? And then he said no, there wasn't an offer. And I was like, oh, okay, that's yeah, that's yeah, it. Okay. I feel like you um, were one of those uh, voicemailers, jaded. Okay. Looking at me in a negative light before I'd even started. First thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Yep. Motorsport.com. Uh, refunds or returns. Sorry. <laughs> you wish you got a refund. <laughs> that was a real like um teacher skating. If I had work. a car, I'd leave, but I don't. Fly racing. JT. Decal works. Setting sail on 2024. Race tech. I think Jamie's doing something race tech related. Shortly. X brand. Butron. Renthal. Paul. Michelin. Randy. A Cherbies. Those little yellow um, track markers. Okay. The ones that pierced RJ's heart? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that one. Yes. <laughs> Firepower batteries and chains. Uh, Max. Uh, Maxima USA. Trevor. Renegade race fuels. Max. Pro filter. <laughs> um, Trevor. O ORW. <laughs> Dean. OGO Power Sports. I've, so I need to, like... So after I was last time on the show and uh -huh. said I need OGO, uh -huh. someone from OGO reached out to me, but oh. obviously because of my visa issues, uh -huh. I didn't have an address. So now I need to try and hardest, now that I'm going to have an address to get OGO because I'm really struggling. So when I say OGO, you think of free shit for you? No, I think that I really, I could have had free shit, but okay. I couldn't because of my life situation. Okay. FMF. Uh, Nastan, Husqvarna. Guts Racing. Seats. Atlas Neck Brace. Newf. Works connection. Whole shot device. You ever met Newf? Yeah, he was, um, the, my very first time in studio oh. was with him. Okay. He's a, he's a beauty. Motorcycleindustryjobs.com. I hope I never need it. Get data. Uh, Truman. WUSA. Uh, I was going to say Talon, but they, do they still do Talon? No, they don't do Talon. No, anymore. they don't. No. So not doing Talon. Not doing Talon is what you think <laughs> of. Uh, in 10 cycles. I really would like one. Now, but again, now that I'm here and I'm settled. We, we worked out a deal a little bit in L.A. Yeah, actually, that, why was that never revisited? You tell me, because Paul got involved in, <laughs> with Kelly Blue Book. <laughs> yeah, what was the deal? I buy your truck and get a free bike? No. Oh. <laughs> you buy my truck, I give you a hell of a deal on a bike. That was the deal. Um, but when you say hell of a deal, are we talking about 500 bucks? Eh, probably a little more, but not much oh. more. Okay. Yeah. Considered. All right. Uh, go Piston. Uh, race winning brands. EVS. Um, I, last time I raced, I used their, um, chest protector. Okay. Under Armour MTX chest protector. brakes. Not the title sponsor of Steve Dixon's team, which is very confusing. Mm -hmm. The MTX, a brand name that's quite unique, there's more so, than one. A few years ago, I made a couple cracks at Dixon's bikes not being able to finish races. As has everyone. He's been really cold to me ever since. And I ran into him at the vet two-stroke race. Yeah. And he did not even have the time for me. He, like, kept walking. Yeah, but he is a different duck. Oh. Like, he's... So I shouldn't take it personally? No, I don't think so. Like, sometimes you're talking to him and his mind is okay. somewhere completely else. Okay. And then he just disappears. You know, I like, felt okay. like the last two or three times I've seen Dixon, he's like, yeah, fuck you, Mathis. I... I feel like he has, a, he has so much going on in his mind okay. that he probably doesn't remember. Okay. And... I, I'm not being funny, but everyone made those jokes. I feel so like it, they it would did. be pretty cruel to yeah. single you out. Right. I feel like everyone was making those jokes, yes. Um, Manscaped not a sponsor anymore. 
Yeah. Oh, just not on the list. Manscaped. <laughs> Glaucoma? <laughs> Missing from the list is my... We were on a month-to-month trial, and I hadn't heard back on this month, so oh, okay. I didn't feel like... Oh, right. Like, yeah, they are, they are, they are around. Yeah, yeah, they are... Yeah, um, beer trimmer. Here we go. Beer trimmer. Here's beer trimmer. They kind of go... <laughs> oh, wow. What an advert. Yeah. Um, yeah. They are... Uh, they are a bit of a weird company to deal with. Like, it's just, it's always, it's a fluid situation. Very fluid. Yes. <laughs> but their beard trimmers are great. Papa Mex is the code to save at Manscaped on the groomer or the, uh, or the beard trimmer. So I'd imagine a lot of people use the code. I think they do. I don't know. I feel like that's all of your codes. All of your codes are well used, aren't they? I would think so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, my, I don't get reports. You but. really sold pulp there. <laughs> Listen, we're going to go in the spear. We're, bi- we're, we're, we're being big time. Uh, all right. Um, all right. One more thing. Yeah. I just remembered. I'm good. Do you have a gift? Oh. oh. Were you going to do that on the show? Yeah, I forgot. Oh, for fuck. Um, so. Okay. So, okay. One more thing. Um, a gift from Lewis. He promised. It's gift. your birthday on Wednesday. Uh, I think so, yeah. It's the second sure. today. Fourth? Uh, I don't know. We're not sure. <laughs> it's this week. Do you not want people to know? I don't care. It's okay. very, fr- it's very depressing. Okay, okay, yeah. Great way to start. But, but it is a birthday. Yes, it is a birthday. Great way to start the gift so, giving process. Right. Um, is it glaucoma? <laughs> no, but apparently that does get passed around. Yeah. Um, myself and my colleagues at the Watson Wagon. Oh. Feel as though you, like a troubled youth, uh-huh. you have been led astray, and. Got in with the wrong crowd and dealing drugs. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, with Ferrato. Yeah. D- uh, communicating in clicks. It's all very worrying. Yeah, right. So we want to get you on the right track. Oh. And we want to do that by initiating you with your own Ben Watson merch. Oh. So. Watson Wagon merch. Yes. There you go. I didn't know he had merch. Uh, BW919store.com, I think. Oh. Very trendy. Very nice. Yep, look at that. Nine wait, let, nine. Yeah. let me find the website yeah. so we can do a bit of um, oh, wait, advertising. Okay. All right. Hold on. So I'm on the Watson wagon. Well, listen, Ben, I appreciate this and I will wear this. But if you think it's a hoodie to buy my love <laughs> over Alberto. We, we don't want to buy your love. We just want to steer you back into civilization. Is there any money inside here? Because Alberto, I mean, that's, yeah. Because obviously, as I say, you've gotten in the wrong crowd. Yeah. We're all very worried. Right. Like, this is kind of like an intervention. We've I thought, like Ben Watson. He's a nice guy. And we like you. We just don't like the path that you're going okay. down. Okay. Um, BW919store.com. You can get your, you can be like Steve Mathis. You can be Beta. Yes. Is be he there like, next year? Yes. Yeah. Beta Ben. Yes. Um, Beta Benny. Yeah, beta Ben. We are going to start a beta group chat. Okay. Which is going to be Can great. I come in? I want, I yeah, want yeah, in on it. Yeah, in. Put me yeah. in on it. Well, you're, you've got a hoodie, so I guess you're welcome. I mean. I'm in. You can come in yeah, anyway. I don't, you know what? Alberto, Alberto has never given me shit. Nope. I've had that hoodie since July. Oh. Yep. Okay. Just waiting for this moment. Well, and it just you. so happened that I was in studio the week of your birthday. Wow. So it really Thank you, thank you Ben together. Watson. And Lewis. And thank you, Ben. Appreciate that. <laughs> okay, you faked him twice, and yep. Lewis. Thank you, Ben. Um, very awkward that you have to request your gift. <laughs> I really dropped the ball on that. You did. Yes. Yeah, well, you said I want it. Yeah, okay. All right. Well done. Um, okay, uh, Vital MX for all things Lewis Phillips. Yes. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. You have, you have a good time? Yes. Good. Always a good time. Right. Um, I enjoy it. Thanks to Swiss Corps. Thanks to, thanks to, no thanks to Moser. 
Uh, Swiss Corps did the X-Band questions. Moser did not. Well, you could notice the quality difference. That's Absolutely. why they were so good tonight. Yep. Yep. Uh, thank you to Roto as well. Uh, Pookie, of course. And, uh, and Marks? Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Talent? Friday. Friday? Friday. Mm. For can't, the return. Can't wait. Wow. A lot of big things for you on Fridays. Yeah, Fridays. Yeah. Fridays are big on Pop of X World. <laughs> can we turn off the voicemail machine? Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. We will play them next week. Uh, in studio, we have Chris Kiefer and Connor Olson. In studio, we will play the voicemails. Okay. I will look yep. forward to it. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming in, Lewis. Really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. Millville Ride Day coming up as well. Uh, just look for Instagram for more information on that. Uh, Motocross the Nations this weekend. Go uh, everyone but Germany, I guess. <laughs> so I get my $100. Wow. Yeah. We started with a World War II reference and we're ending yeah, with one too. And we are, absolutely. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks to our guests. Thanks for using the codes, everybody. Uh, appreciate the views and the listens and everything else. And uh, yeah, see you next week. Great radio, bros. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Burn.